to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your host, Steve Mathis. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, welcome everybody. It is the Pulp MX Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing coming at you Monday, January 23rd, 6.01 Pacific Time. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Lots to talk about. Anaheim 2. Oh my God. Where to start with Anaheim 2? Holy smokes. There's lots to talk about. Uh, loving it and loving you guys listening. Get this show on iTunes. Get it on the Pulp MX app. Get it on uh, pulpamexshow.com. You can listen live on TuneIn. You can listen live on the app. And you can, of course, listen live on pulpamexshow.com. We are streaming Facebook Live on RacerX right now. Facebook Live uh, streaming RacerX. So uh, go on there and check it out. Um, everyone should know RacerX is an up-and-coming media, motocross media pub- publication. We hope good things for them and uh, as they go ahead in the future. Uh, thanks again. Uh, great show tonight. Uh, Mookie Stewart, Malcolm Stewart, will be on the night. Number 47, made his season debut. Lots to talk about with Mookie. Looking forward to uh, having him on and talking about his race and his entry into the 450 class and more. Blake Baggett, Rocky Mountain KTM guy. Uh, been really fast this year. Finally got a result this past weekend with a 10th. He's been uh, he's been great, and uh, we'll have Blake Baggett on for only, I think, the third time in six, seven years of this show. Blake Baggett, coming on up. Alex Ray will be on, privateer hero Alex Ray. I know he was just on a couple weeks ago, but I wrenched for him. I worked for him in Anaheim, too, and it sucked. I want to talk to Alex about it, see what he thought, everything else. Uh, Alex Ray will be on uh, as well on the show. We're going to do the Gear Alloy Cold Call. We're going to do the NFAB JGR uh, check-in and NFAB JGR question of the day. We are going to do the X-Brown Goggle tear-offs, race tech suspension emails, and also the BTO Sports Tweet at Travis segment as well. And, we again, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. We couldn't do this. Without all of these guys helping us out, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, brand new line of Pulp MX stuff at RoostMX.com, uh, RoostMX.net, I should say. Use the code Pulp Nation to save yourself money there. Pivot works. If it doesn't pivot, it needs works. Get some pivot works. X brand goggles, Michelin Star Cross 5. X brand goggles worn by Jace Owen, who's just dominating Arena Cross. He finally lost this weekend. Michelin Star Cross 5, KTMPartsExpress.com, Works Connection, FMF, Atlas Neck Brace, W Wheels, official wheels of Red Bull KTM. They use Kite on their hubs, and W is an importer of Kite. And of course, uh, EK Chains, Guts Racing, all on board with us. Uh, and 2 under 2, the number 2 UNDR, the best men's underwear out there. Exciting show. Of course, Jason Thomas will be on uh, later as well. We love JT. We'll get his take on everything. In studio tonight, all show. Phenomenal guests. I love both these guys being here. It's going to be really cool, interesting take on, uh, on everything. First up, he is the, uh, he's my boss at RacerX Online. He is the voice of American Motocross. He is the voice of GNCC. He is the voice of Endurocross. He's the voice of Geneva Supercross. He's the voice of quad racing. The... Jason Wygant. Yeah, What's I made up? it. You're here. You made it. I made it. I'm I'm telling you, it's literally door to door. I now know you can leave Corona at two 
11 p.m. Start the machine at 2.11 p.m. Uh-huh. And you will make it here at 6 o'clock on the nose. No Five, stopping allowed. 5.59, I believe, when I first heard you. Yeah, actually, yeah. when I first typed it in my phone, it said I would arrive here at 6 o'clock. Wow, nice work. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you were doing some voiceovers with uh, the great line Grant Langston? In, yes, uh, we did uh, two uh, nights worth of shows for the Geneva Supercross. I know that was almost two months ago now, yeah. but it's coming to Mav TV soon. Yep. And uh, we had to pretend that we didn't know, like Malcolm Stewart raced in that event, and we had to pretend we didn't know oh. what would be happening <laughs> when 2017 came. It's like a time-space continuum. Okay. And then, uh, then I made it here, and I was really worried because it was raining a little bit, and that normally really fouls up the roads. Especially in the West Coast. Area. Yeah, well, they don't yeah, know yeah, what's going yeah, on, yeah, but uh, yeah. but I made it. This is easy. I mean, I got here with at least 90 yeah. seconds to now, spare. Now, there was a guy on Twitter who didn't want you here. He offered to pay me money to not have you here. Really? Yeah, so I know you would take him up on that. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. I mean, he could have just wrecked me for free, but I would. how um, much was this? We're, we're welcoming <laughs> you uh, here. Also in studio, three-time 250 Supercross winner, Geico Honda rider, rock star Suzuki rider, uh, man podiumed indoors, he podiumed outdoors. He's uh, expanded into some media things, uh, riding, he rode the Alta bike, he's done music, he's done it all. Blake Wharton, what's up, Blake? How's it going, guys? Good to be with you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Why again, on the list of guys I said, hey, uh, this ex-rider is coming up to host with you when I texted you a couple yeah, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. How far down would you have gotten before you hit Blake Wharton? It was so out of nowhere. <laughs> it was so out of nowhere. But honestly, I don't know why. You, you haven't done this before, right? Reincarnation. You should have probably done this a well, year ago or six yeah, months ago. I was saying to Courtney it and him. Fits. I was saying to Courtney and him before they came upstairs, when, we were, when Blake was racing and you went to go interview him, it was always good. Yeah, I, I can't believe all, this hasn't happened yet. Right, right. I learned from the best. It was ne- oh, nice. It yeah. was never yeah. like, oh, my tires are good, and you know, this yeah, and that. yeah, yeah. That that was what I said. He's like, what do you think about? First of all, I was glad you're doing it because it gave me a backup plan in case I didn't make it. <laughs> yeah, right, first right, of all, right. But just from your appearances on this, or interviews in the pits, or even other motocross, I'm not familiar with shows. any other. Oh, there shows. are some. <laughs> I'm others. not familiar with anything. I'm like, that would probably be really good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, of course, with Blake, we're going to tell you, put the mic up a little bit closer. Than That's everybody, right? Right. Well, especially that headset. Oh. Perfect. Oh. Uh, in the corner there, producing the show, holding things down, taking your phone calls at 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. He's working on the app. He's working on the server and the streaming. He's working on Facebook Living for the folks at RacerX. And uh, Chase Stallo at RacerX said, Mathis, don't swear. Yes, that, that's our one rule, because it is live, apparently, on Facebook now, right? Yes, we can't swear. Yeah. Uh, Travis Marks, what's up, T. Marks? Hello, Steve. How are you? I'm good. How what are you doing, doing over there? Uh, watching. Watching the server? Yeah. Again? Yeah. How's your tweaks? Always. You uh, tweaked. Seems okay so far. Okay. We'll see. All right. How's the Facebook Live? Are we good? Uh, seems like it. Okay. All right. Yeah. I see the likes going across the, str- the screen, so... That's got to be good, right? Oh, the lights from the fan? No, the likes. Oh, the likes. The Facebook oh, okay. Likes. All right. Yeah, not I used think to we, that. I think we need. No, I don't get a lot of likes. Yeah, he's not used to I that. I just talked to Anderson. They didn't get a lot of likes over there. Marty, not a lot of likes. <laughs> not a lot of likes. Um, Rough life. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We are going to give away a set of Michelin Star Cross five tires today. Okay. Tonight to somebody. We are also going to. If you listen to the commercials and you hear the magic word, email contest at pulpamexshow dot com, and uh, we are going to give away uh, a shirt, a hat, something from one of our, our partners. So please listen to the commercials and. That's a nice way to do it. We got your voicemails coming up. We got a special Hulk Hogan called just for you. Really? Well, yeah. So he's wow. we got a message from him. Flush with cash. I know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's got Gawker money. Yeah. So he's ready to go. Um, all right. I don't know where to start uh, talking about Anaheim, too, because it was so uh, bazonkers. It was just uh, it was nuts. Yeah. You like that? I guess. Number one. Uh, it's soundboard. <laughs> um, Kenny Roxon. 
Like, that's it. First, Blake, you were there. You were at Anaheim. Uh, and we'll get into more about, I want to talk to you about your music career because maybe I can I can join you for as a singer and uh, and what you're doing now. But let's get into Anaheim. Kenny Roxon, that was gnarly. That was not a good crash. No, it was gnarly. I was actually right there watching, and it was sort of bizarre because we had seen him take the same line, you know, lap after lap, have no no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, he didn't even really look like he was pushing too hard, but ultimately a shame there because, you know, he was uh, looking good this season. Right. It, it sucks for the series, doesn't it? Like, it's just – like, I know it's, a, it's a, such a cliché. We love Ryan Dungey. He's incredible. He pro- Ryan Dungey probably won't be appreciated till he hangs it up, by the way. I think we can all agree on that. But it's just not a – it just takes the wind out of the series. And I hate to be like that. I hate to be Debbie Downer. And if, it was, if the opposite was true, then Dungey got hurt. I'd say the same thing. Oh, yeah. I was having nightmares all week. Like, after that great race at round two, I'm like, man, if one of these guys – Breaks his wrist on a random Tuesday afternoon. We're screwed. Yeah. Well, this is essentially <laughs> the same thing has happened, uh, just not at a random time. Were you surprised, Blake, at Roxon's two wins and the speed he showed and all that? No, I wasn't really surprised. I think he had a lot of momentum coming from you know Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, switching bikes sometimes can do that. You know, fresh start. Uh, and I was I was kind of blown away. I mean, these guys are so good. We're not used to seeing them just pile it up halfway through a race, and right. then that's it. Right. Uh, and so it's a bit of a surprise to me. Not a surprise that he was doing as well as he was, mm-hmm. though. The rain we got, transitions of the jumps, soft at the bases. You know what I mean? I think it was a little bit ruddy. He went long on the off, and I think he just bounced into a soft little spot on the transition. Thing bottomed. And he was, you know, his feet were already coming off right. up, the, up the take. Is that what, I mean, you that, raced Supercross. Yeah, that's sort of what it looked like. I mean, his his rear was probably uh, bottomed out on the face, like you yep. said, and it just had nowhere to go but up. I mean, the alternative uh, could have been, you know, jump all the way over the table and miss the ruts. Yes. And yep. that's usually what we have to do if the ruts get so bad. There's always that one line that might be a little slower, but it's safer. Mm-hmm. And in these, these long races, they're usually better. You know, well, I there. talked to some team guys. They said on their dart fish, and I don't Do you have dart fish when you raced? Uh, no. The I shadowing so. program? No. You just had a rock. Oh, actually, we did. We did. Oh. But it was sort of harder to get at that point. Oh, it wasn't okay. like an app on your phone. Yeah. Just, ah, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> they just had a guy in a in stand holding a camera. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, the guys that had dart fish and the guys that timed this kind of stuff, virtually identical to going over table right. to going on off. Virtually identical to that whole rhythm. So, yeah. And, and Roxham was going over table for yeah. a while mm-hmm. switched it um for whatever reason um probably just to you know to stay low because you're going you're going big to big the way he was doing it i don't know man um compound fracture of the arm dislocated elbow something else right uh dislocated wrist also yeah and from what we're hearing now it's like the wrist elbow dislocations might end up being the bigger uh problem here yeah even though it's compound fracture which is horrible mm. right that's a bone ligaments yeah. are, are a whole nother level anything you've done Blake, like that uh, or anything? Meniscus. Oh. Yeah, and that one still hurts. So, yeah, <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, broken leg would have healed uh, up. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. You, we, we often think that a broken bone is worse. But, no, they heal up usually, and yeah. things are good to go. In fact, sometimes they're stronger afterwards. Get I'm so told. Right. some hardware in there. Right. You'd rather not, rather not know. So we don't know the timetable on this. Uh, we even had some, some of our friends talking to their like doctor buddies. Yeah. But you can't really use layman's terms uh, as opposed to an athlete who can rehab literally – 24 hours a day because then have to go to a regular job. Yeah. So uh, we don't know when he'll be back, but I, I would assume certainly it's the end of Supercross, and now the goal is going to be to just try to be back for Hangtown. Yeah, real shame. Uh, but if you're Ryan Dungey, um, that was nice. He he crashed in the heat, 
bike broke, got third in the semi. Yeah, like it wasn't third? riding well. Yeah, it was <laughs> um, tough. And then, like, when the pressure's on, when everything's coming coming on, and, you know, he's got, let's see, he's got uh, uh, eight, 11, 14th K pick, right? 14th 13th, K, 13th K pick? I think so, yeah. Um, so he's out there and pulls doesn't pull the whole shot, may as well. Him and Cooper basically were tied. What, uh, that's a huge, huge, like, even if Roxton doesn't crash and gets second, great ride by Dunge. Pressure on, everything's going wrong. Yeah, it was just clutch. It's like, uh, it's like, um, it's interesting because I feel like, and this probably was overstated and maybe not totally deserved, but way back in Dungey's early years, I think the other riders had given him the reputation as the guy that the mental side, he, he would, they would say he would choke or you could get in his head or all those You're things. You're out of your that, mind, dude. I agree with that because yeah. I don't, th- I think that was like. That's a, Tony. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with him on many yeah. things. I'm coming around. I'm Tony. <laughs> but, yeah. I don't think he ever really was that bad. Right. But. That's the reputation he had. Now it's the exact opposite. Like the mental side is his greatest asset where he can just yeah. pack all that away and then go out and whole shot the main. Well, I, and I know from a bike setup point of view, from talking to guys that worked with him, like he's all over the map. He used to be all over the map. They fixed it. Come in, bad practice. Ah, clamps, link, front tire. You know what I mean? Just, I, I, and everyone's like, dude, just chill, calm down. But he was a great big guy that would get himself lost in testing and get himself lost with changing. And now I hear Alden Baker's just mate. You just keep calm, carry on. Yeah, in recent years, I think he's really figured it out. And obviously, his results have shown that. Uh, outside gate pick, you know, second place start on that start was pretty impressive. Otherwise, you'd be in the stands because it was such a sharp turn. Yeah. Um, so pretty impressive there. Oh, I know because I was down on the line with Alex Ray. Oh, and I was picking oh, gate picks. Yeah. And my best move, my top five decisions of my life were... In the heat race, he's like, hey, inside or outside, he told me. Like, where do we go? Alex, right? Number 314 in your program, number one in your heart. And he said, where should I go, Mathis? And I'm like, go next to Mookie because we'll get on TV <laughs> on the inside. And you did. And we did. He we got, got on, on TV. TV. We're on TV. It was great. You actually knew that. Yeah. Like, they will put the camera on Mookie. I knew Mookie would be a big deal for yeah. sure, right? Yep. Got to strategize. And I knew, hey, look, love Alex Ray. We ain't making it out of the heat. Like, so who cares about the start? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. Let's just get on TV and, right. and, and cruise this thing on home. <laughs> so uh, uh, I was down there. I know uh, uh, what, what, which as far as it goes. So uh, for that, um, I want to I want to state for everyone. Uh, they had these post race press conferences that you and I have talked about quite a bit. Uh, even though Dungey is now the points leader, and everyone assumes he's going to win the title now and all that, I want to. I cannot state this enough. That including Dungey, also Colcelia. What? That, that every, if he just gets second every race, he's going to win the no, title. Please, okay. Stop! Stop! Stop with the math. Don't <laughs> no, cash the checks until the, the money's right, in the bank. Right. Dungey, Muscana, and Seely, who were in the post-race press conference, the podium guys, they were not just showing uh, uh, sympathy and empathy for Roxon. I think they were downright freaked out, knowing that okay, he's really good. Yeah. We're all riding that speed in yeah. general, and this is what could happen to us at any time. There was not a fist pump like, yeah, we showed rocks and now I got the points lead. Ha ha, consistency wins the day. No, Dunge was very somber about this. Even though it's his good fortune, I don't think the guys at this level wasn't, are going to see it. That wasn't way. there a rider when someone got hurt, a rider a few years ago? I don't know who it was. was like, yeah, I saw that. He shouldn't have gone. Can't go that fast. That guy was going. Was that a stew Chad thing? I feel like it maybe was. I, I feel like many times. <laughs> Where they were like, hey, did you see that crash where that oh, yeah. rider crashed? And the other guy goes, yeah. Was, uh, you There's do- a reason you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, bro. What rider do you think said he's that? He's still in the ambulance. Like, what rider? Just tell me. You know who no, said it. No, I don't. I really don't. 
come on, it was Reed, obviously. Oh, okay. Who else would do that? I'm not saying that he, he, he will stomp on your grave every time, but if you make a dumb move, well, He's what, not afraid to say that it was. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think this was one of them. I said it was yeah. Chad Stu, like at the height of. Right. That's right, something that right. they would do, right? But the problem here is Blake, and you can speak to this. This wasn't one of the like they were all going through that section and just hauling, mm-hmm. and it was rutted. I don't think anyone was like, "Well, that was dumb to try to jump." this quad or something he was just racing no he was just racing i think it was a, a surprise to him sort of like it was to us yeah i mean uh it was it was sort of bizarre but you know these guys all get along pretty well considering though i mean two That's teammates true. and the guys that you know we we want them to race dungy roxon yeah. the fans want that probably more than an actual rivalry between the two yeah yeah, yeah it, it, exactly yeah. like for me I, just, I don't really care who wins i just want to see great racing and i felt like Man, I felt like Tomac would be there. I felt like Anderson would be there. I felt like Marv. And Marv's been good. But I'm three races in, it was clear who there was two guys. And then there was everybody else. And I was surprised at that. And maybe it'll get closer now. There's never a shortage of guys to race. Yeah. You know, and one guy, if he gets hurt, there's another one to fill his place. That's usually what I've seen. Um, I, I expect a lot of these guys to come back, you know, a little later this year. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a little wind in the sails for some people. Like, for example, Anderson. I, I will probably talk about that, you think? No, I don't think we'll get to that at all. I don't think we'll get to that and at all. And at one point, he's saying, um, you know, I lost 20-some, 25 points on the night. Yeah. How am I going to catch these guys? I have to think that there's a little bit of like, well, okay. I guess they're not immune to crazy things happening, too. So, got to keep my head in the game. You know, oh. even if you're Tomac right now, you're probably super depressed. But you're like, well, wait a minute. This thing could change in an instant. At least I'm still riding. Blake, you were a title contender in Supercross uh, um, at times, and mm-hmm. guys that were like, hey, this guy can win a title. Now, you never did. You got some wins here sure. and there. Did you Did you ever go through something like Tomac did? And I can't remember off the top of my head uh, your career every year where you were feeling great. We all looked, we, media, looked at you like this guy can win. Um, you had a great bike. You know, you had a number of years on Geico and, number, and Rockstar Suzuki bike was good. And did you ever have a year where you're just like, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know what's happening to me on the track. Like, uh, during the week, you're good. Before the season, you're good. Did it ever happen? Yes and no. I think the first round can dictate a lot of that. Okay. You know, you notice, guys, whoever has a good round one can set them up for the rest of the season. And that's what we saw oh, from Roxanne. Tomac didn't have a good round one. Tomac did not have a, a good round one. Webb struggled a little bit. Yeah. Um, certain guys who they're the fantastic riders, but they just struggled for some reason. It's harder to get your momentum. Um, the guys take that confidence, they run with it. Uh, that's what we saw from Roxon. You know, such a such a dominating win at round one. That's why it's even more of a surprise at round three when this happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so you're saying just literally that one bad Anaheim one could have maybe dug a big hole for Tomac, and it's affecting all these other. Oh, races absolutely. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you show up to round one after after months of hard yep. work, months, training, yeah, yeah. months yeah. of hard work, right. testing this, that, and you're you're supposedly the guy, right? And this is your year. Yep. Yeah. And in many ways, you know, it is. And, and he's got everyone saying, "Hey, longer main events, Eli. Longer main events. You're going to kill it." It's worked exact opposite. This is so weird. Kinda. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They haven't officially said if it's been arm pump for him the last two weeks. He said it at Anaheim one uh, that it was. Yep. But. Uh, Man, that's got to be scary as a racer because there's no, there might be, it might just go away, yeah. but sometimes there might not be a easy solution. Well, I think with these longer motos, what it's going to do is going to, um, it's going to make guys who have usually been just brute force, just sprinting for 14 minutes, 14 yeah. laps, 15 laps, 
they're going to have to smoothen out a little bit. Mm, okay. You know, because five minutes isn't a long time in stance. Yeah. But when you're on that track, it's yeah. a long time. Heart rate is 170. Heart rate 170, yeah. 200 sometimes, right. you know. Uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. And so it might have to, uh, you might have to change your riding style to match that. Yep. Yeah. You know how that impressed I'll me I'll take most? this race off the TV if you two don't stop watching it. <laughs> this is great stuff. I will Why? take it right well, off. We're learning right I'm now. inspired. I will take, okay. Can we not well, watch well, this? Well, I will, right now. Complete your sentences. You know what was impressed Carry, me uh, 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 the most with what? this? Weston Pike clips and cases and gets sideways and saves it and scrubs and he expels so much energy, and he has had no problem with this. And in fact, most of the races at the end, he's been one of the strongest guys. The, I would like to know the calories burned between him and, I don't know, Moosegan or Sealy or something like that. Right. Must be like 30% more. Yeah. But damn it all if he can't handle that. He had Reed torpedoing him, torpedoing him you know. All that I know, <laughs> and I mean, you know Reed wanted him bad. No, you for know sure. Reed wasn't going to let him off the um, hook. Let's get to our first caller of the night. Stewart came back, and so oh, it's only okay. you got to give it to him. It's only appropriate. Raining yellow. Technically, it still is raining yellow. Am I right? Um, I don't know. Are you, are you, are you okay with Mookie? Are you on Mook bandwagon? You know, I'm with it. I'm with that. I'm with the coop train. But uh, aside from all that, I got to know the helmet that Kenny Roxton is wearing. Yes. Other than it being painted like Red Bull. There's got to be more to it. How did that guy not get a concussion? Uh, I had someone else tweet me that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't think it would be the helmet. I, I mean, they did introduce a new helmet, right? Fox did. I think they introduced a new helmet. We can, ask, we, can, we can ask JT. Yeah. He'll be all up on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, um, no, I don't know, man. I, I think sometimes you fall and, get, and you fall like at two miles an hour and you get a concussion, and sometimes you, nothing happens. I actually know? think he was concussed. I just don't think he was out. Okay. We're so used to seeing when a guy falls, they go out. Yeah. It's obvious. Yeah. I think he was. He probably has a headache, you're saying. At yeah, yeah, I mean, at the very yeah. least. Right. So what do you think, yeah, Randy Yellow, of, um, of Mookie, Mookie's performance? I thought, well, you know, I mean, I thought he looked great in the heat race. Um, it looked like maybe he was losing a little steam in the main event. You know, maybe the fitness aspect and the lack of time on the bike started showing through. But as far as uh, potential and, uh, you know, I, th- I, think, uh, I think there's a lot to build on on that. You know, some positives. Um, I got some word this weekend that there's some people that have been told by some people, Raining Yellow, that mm-hmm. some people need to get a Honda parts going, get some Honda things going for malcolm or james <laughs> for james because carmichael what put on the instagram or something about uh james filling in yeah no yeah ricky's plugged right in for sure with james camp you know i mean you know that's that's for sure right why well, i mean uh, they, if there's they any need for coffee every morning yeah if there's yeah. anything if anything that you know that goes yeah. on yeah um but would, would, they, would they put him on that though i mean no i'm not saying for Roxon's bike, so I didn't mean to imply that. No, I don't think there's a chance in hell James Stewart goes to Factory Honda for Kenny Roxon. No, I don't think so. And beyond all but, the other drama that may or may not come with Stu, I think it's just literally, if you're Honda and you expect a guy to go out there and do well, no one even knows if James is ready or in shape. So that would be a huge leap of faith to just assume that he's you know ready to yeah. do a 20-minute. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so... Um, you know, so just keep that in mind, Randy Yellow. Keep that in mind. Okay. And then one last thing, though, is uh, other. I know Cooper Webb didn't imply. He said, you know, it was just the mental aspect. But 
Did they did they find something with the bike, or 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 was it really just his frame of mind? Weege. Well, writing yellow. There's a website named uh, RaceRex Online. I'd advise you to check that. Small uh, site, up and coming. Yeah, it's, had a, it's been up for uh, about eight hours now. We have an interview with Cooper Webb. He and, by the way, also everyone on the team could not be more adamant that he did not change the bike, which seems completely and totally impossible to me. But normally, they're pretty forthcoming over there. And Jim Perry, the team manager, is like, "Why wouldn't I tell you if we had made changes to the bike? I'd say yes, we made changes to the bike." By the way, I saw Jimmy in the tunnel, and I he I he couldn't answer me. I asked him a couple things, and he was laughing so hard at me as a mechanic. Yes. He didn't, couldn't get an answer out and just walked away shaking his head. Did you, did you show him your fanny pack? Yeah, I had fanny pack. Oh, I, oh yeah. Oak he was on. Yes. He, he, he could not he get an get answer it. out. And eventually, maybe someone called him on a headset. He just shook his head and kept walking. So, Cooper claims it's all uh, the mentality and just trying to relax at the races and not get freaked out and not – trying to improve a hundred things in one week and that all made a difference but man it was so, all right rainy yeah. yellow thanks for the call buddy yep thank you guys thank you matt what's going on welcome to the pulpomex show presented by btosports.com and fly racing what's going on bro all right uh thanks guys um i just had a question well or an observation maybe um with kenny i know he uh he i don't know if it's his is this something I see like with his bike? He's had crashes that are like this before and oh crap moments. Is it something with his setup with his shock? You know, wasn't it Atlanta? He had that moment where he went flying off the track with a, a hard kick and then Monster Cup, he got a hard kick. And, then, you know, it just seems like is it, does he not leave himself a lot of room for error with his setup or is it just something I'm reading too much into? I think you're reading too much into. Blake, what do you think? I mean, his Monster Cup crash was eerily similar to this one but yeah good question um i think the factory hondas are never they've never been known to be soft you know back in the 90s in the larocco days he would mike would always tell us how stiff their setups were mm-hmm. and you know uh, i figure a lot of things have changed since then since yeah. then uh a good question you know but i don't think we really know until we would ride the bike ourselves yeah, I did talk to uh, Trey Kennard on Sunday and he theorized that you know if it was his pegs catching or his feet catching that Kenny does tend to run his bike a little softer, maybe the Euro way. And so maybe that gives him one inch less ground clearance in that situation if it compresses. But I will say this. Hopefully you can back me up on this. I have had some fans think, okay, one thing it's not. That is not the shock rebounding to that level. There are so many times where a guy crashes and gets kicked and the fans are like, oh, man, they need to slow down that rebound. It's not that fast. The rebound is not that fast where you would literally throw your pegs or feet off of the pegs and make you do an endo. There's other problems, I think, when that happens. Otherwise, we would have had that happen on the first lap. Is yeah. it possible for a shot to rebound to that degree no, just because your rebound's I just, off? I, I don't know. None of, no, exactly. None, no, none not of that. Straight up pogo I, I love how there's all these suspension experts from the stands and from the TV. But no, I just think it was the – I mean, there's physics and, and G-outs and Gs and you're pull, yeah. it's That's it. It's a shock. It's it's oil and shims. Shims and oil, bro. I've had moments like that and I've luckily saved a few of them, but I just I, it was just – Seemed yeah, like he, bro, you when he went off the track in Atlanta. It just seemed like it bucked him the same way. Dude, that's a, his but that's a Suzuki, so like, what you know? Well, I, I mean, just the way he likes the shock. I thought maybe because it no, does like no. like we stays the year away or something. No, no. <laughs> not buying it. Okay, Matt. Thanks for the call, though, Matt. Thank you. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not buying it. Okay, I'll, I'll call forty suspension guys right now. Over and over, I'll call. I'll call Ross. I'll call Bones. I'll call. 
Who else can I call? Right. No, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I've talked to plenty of and said, how many times does a crash happen because the shock rebounds so fast that it literally throws the rider into an endo, like right. over the handlebars? No. It's virtually no, not this, possible. This isn't some sort of like playground with the thing with the spring. Right. You know, the uh, the little elephant right. that you ride? I mean, I see what the caller's saying. Yeah, it could be, I get it. I get it. you know, uh, maybe this, it bottoms because it was softer or something. But I, I think this crash is too violent. Right, um, right, right. To think it could just be a suspension uh, issue straight away. It's um, got to be other things, too. You know what is a big pain in my ass? Is, uh, this, is, uh, this is a good radio right here, bro. <laughs> Blake, what have you been up to, man? Great Talk radio. about the music career while uh, Matthew's no, going through. No, 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 no I'm, I'm you're back on? He's back. No, here's oh, a pain right. in the ass. Is I, keep, I got a few tweets, well, more than a few tweets, and I got some texts from some fans that I, I don't really know who they are. They're just numbers, like 916 <laughs> and, and 714. But they have your number. But they have my number, oh, and good. they want to. They want to hear from Dean Wilson. Like, I don't know if these guys are Dean Wilson super fans. I'm not really sure. So, let's call Dean Wilson. GearAlloy.com cold call everybody. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the light truck and SUV market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes for the enthusiast marketplace, featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles with fashion-forward SUV styling. Some wheels. Blake, you need some wheels for your truck? You got, what do you got? What are you Always driving? use wheels. What are you driving? I'm driving Dodge right now. It's actually my dad's truck. Uh, you should be driving a Ford. Uh, I'm a Ford guy. Mm. I'm from Texas. You know, you've got to be a Ford guy. No, I'm, a Honda, I'm a Honda Ridgeline guy. Whether you drive a, a Ford, Chevy. They are not Honda Ridgeline guys in Texas. They are not. They're no, not. No, no. Actually, I think you get shot if you buy one. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just shoot your tires Remember, out. Remember um, years ago, uh, the police set up a sting. Like they said, like, hey, free football tickets. Uh, for and they sent it out to everybody who owed uh, spousal support. This was like done in the city. So if you owed spousal support, they told you go to this place to get free tickets, and you went there and they arrested you. Really? Yeah, it was a real sting they set up. Only in Texas. I think it was Texas, mm-hmm. and I feel like in Texas they'd say, "Come get a Honda Ridgeline," and anybody who showed up <laughs> would be shot. That's what I feel. Oh, like. if they want, yeah, yeah. but no one would show. So it would uh, that's, that's nothing. a good point too. Yeah. All right, Gear Ally cold call. But that worked about as well as my ice cream store. <laughs> yeah, stop with the analogies, bro. <laughs> Analogy. God. Uh, all right, let's get. Let's call Dean Wilson. We love Dean Wilson. He's the Canadian Dean Wilson. My apologies to the folks that are uh, texting and tweeting you. I-, I worked on a big Dean Wilson story for the magazine that I just finished up. It'll be out in a few weeks. So uh-huh. because of that, I have to say that he's probably been overly ignored oh. on the web because I'm using all of it for this. Let's call him. Gear out cold call. Dean Wilson. It's the Pulper Mech Show. You're live on the air. Thank you for picking up. What? No way. Bro, I got these people that want to hear from you, and I'm sick of these people on Twitter and on uh, on my text saying, please call Dean Wilson. So I'm sick of that. So I decided to call you. Steve, I'm going to give you a warning now. I'm on red, and I don't have a charger in my uh, car, so I'm just giving you a warning. Wow, uh, you are you are a privateer, so I understand chargers would be extra money for sure. charger man. If you don't get the proper ones, they break on you. So. Hey, guess who's yeah. in, guess who's in the studio? Paul Carabino. No, better than Paul. Three times. No, Jason Wygant for one. That, but that's, no, that's, that's not impressive. That's not impressive. That's though. not impressive. The second one, three-time 250 Supercross winner Blake Wharton in studio. Oh damn! I haven't seen Blake Wharton in years. It's been a while. How's it going? Yeah, good yourself. Doing well, thank you. Uh, yeah, I remember when Blake Wharton raced world minis, and he raced like ten classes that day on his KTM. <laughs> you were like B class, super mini, 
85 school boy. It was gnarly. Yeah, I think I rode like seven mains out of 14 that day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> now the, the good old days right there. KTM continues to see paying well? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gear Ally, cold call with Dean Wilson. Dino, how's it been going? You're getting a little better, figuring things out. Um, you're, again, privateer guy, trying to, uh, trying to figure it out. Well, you've been happy through three rounds? Yeah, sure. I mean, obviously I feel like I'm better than what I'm showing, but at the same time, for me, being at the races is all I care about. You know, I'll take a whatever place I get, you know, like I I just want to try and uh, be at all the races, you know, that's what's important. And I think that's what's really going to build me this year is just being at the races and that's going to build my confidence back and, and really build me back together. And, you know, it's more of a building year. And mm-hmm. so I'm happy to be in the main event and from where wherever I am there, just click the laps off and, and, and uh, you know, just knock another main event out because, you know, obviously the past two years I've only done four Supercrossies. So it's, it's kind of weird and as funny as it sounds, like it almost kind of feels like my rookie 450 season because I really haven't done a whole lot of 450 races on Supercross. So mm-hmm. I just want to – top 10 is a realistic goal and it's yep. definitely achievable and be – try to be it as many races as I can go to. <laughs> right. um, so. You know what I love about you, or at least anyways publicly, what I've seen is, okay, look, you're a great rider. You were left without mm-hmm. a ride when the music stopped. You deserved a ride of some sort. Um, and I love the fact that you're like, you're not complaining. You haven't posted on social media about the industry giving up on you. You haven't posted that nobody believes in you. You haven't done any of that. You've just been like, yep, it sucks. I'm privateer, loving it, working hard, trying to get better, et cetera, et cetera. I love that, Dino. You're not like, you You could be bitter, but you're not. I like it. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it's just the it's what it is, you know. Like, I, if you, uh, I remember when Roger DeCoster sat me in his room and kind of told me, that I wasn't on the team the next year um, and that they were hiring Trey and he had a piece of paper and uh, it had all my results on it and pretty much I can't remember how many races he said <laughs> I did but pretty much I did like 5 out of 30 right. races or something like this, the stats on the paper were definitely nothing impressive <laughs> <laughs> and so looking at me on paper it was he named off, and I really had not much to say, but other than everyone knows I blew my knee out both years. Right, right. So, that is Roger. That is such a Roger move, so though. Roger, yeah. That is so Roger. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, Honest to a fault. So, for the last, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I want to be at every race this year. That's, that's, that's just something big for me to be at every single race. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm only planning on doing the first five, but I'm trying to, I really want to keep going, you know, maybe throw some good results and we'll see what happens, but, mm-hmm. and then be top 10. That's, that's, I'm happy with that. Yeah. I, I kind of thought I heard you were going to go East, so you're still working on it. It's not hundred percent sure. Yeah. Any, anybody wants to, uh, you know, shoot me a little sponsorship. We can do a right. graphic if we've got some money, you know, anyone out there, any fighters. Right. Okay. I we'll try We'll try to do something. Yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, um, I maybe we'll get you on the Pulpomex sticker program. You never, we did, we were talking back and forth, and then when I gave you a dollar amount, you never responded no, I back. Know, I didn't really get back. Yeah, man, I think it's been good for you. It hasn't been, you know, super flashy, but like you said, you're just, 
you're near the top 10 every weekend. You're probably going to get there soon. You're, you're healthy. You're, you're getting laps under your belt. And, yeah, it's yeah. kind of amazing how you don't have that many 450 Supercross races under your belt. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I just want to be at every race. And, and, it, and just every weekend, I feel a lot better myself, too. Like, Anaheim 1, I was just a bit of a, just a nervous wreck. Like, I just wanted to get the race over with, you know. Like, I was just really nervous. And then San Diego, I felt a little bit calmer. You know, it, practice times was better. Race results was better. And then this weekend, I kind of sucked in practice. And then... Um, yeah, then just my starts have been so terrible. I'm starting last in every main event pretty much, and I feel like I'm a lo- like a little bit underpowered on the start. But also, it's just me as a rider on the start. So I'm not doing them properly. So, um, but I just feel like the initial first 15, 15 feet out the gate is where I lose the start. You know, so uh, we're actually going to going to put some cams in it because I just have stock cams in my bike. Mm-hmm. So it's going to put some pro circuit ones in and, and maybe that will make a little bit difference and maybe a little bit more power. You mean Paul You mean Paul's going to put some pro circuit cams in? No, actually they're already in. Craig put them in at PC. Uh, okay. Alright. Hey Dean, uh, I've I've been over there in the pit uh, every week and talking to your dad and talking I to your them. makeshift. I haven't found them. It's not easy. Okay. Uh, although they they put you under the big A at the stadium, oh. I guess to try to make it easier, but oh, not okay. near any some most random spot. But uh, in general, yeah. I know your program is not. You're not trying to make this uh, one five motorsports or something like that. You're not trying to build some super race team here. Do you feel that no. you're at a disadvantage with basically your dad's building your bikes and you got your buddy Casey going down to the line with you? He's a mechanic. Uh, you know, you're not on some super training program. I know you just work with Rattray a little bit. Your bike's a privateer bike. Are you like, man, this is hard. It's tough sledding against the guys I'm racing. Or do you feel like in the end you can battle with those dudes and that doesn't matter too much? I think I can do it. You know, I think I can be well in the top 10 and -hmm. battling with the factory guys. You know, I've already beaten quite a lot of them. And Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's just um, what I really miss is testing. I've literally did like two days of testing. And that's it. And but what I really miss is at the races when I feel like I'm struggling with my front end or something. Mm-hmm. You know, Yamaha are, are, do help me when they can at the races. But you know, it's not like when you have Bones or someone there and, and like he can he's watching you the whole time and then he's like, let's do this or let's do that. You know, like I haven't done a whole lot of testing and that's definitely something I feel because the tracks are just so much peakier and stuff at the races. So my suspension feels too soft. So Yamaha are nice enough and they're. Uh, I took my suspension. My dad took my suspension in today, and uh, yeah, uh, we're gonna get a little bit stiffer. But like I said, testing is just kind of the part I miss. But overall, like you don't need a semi to, to put it up there. I mean, you go to the starting line, a semi, and whatever isn't gonna uh, make you do well. It's how you feel as a person and as a racer, you know. And and if you're feeling confident and good and and everything's flowing, then you're gonna do well. You know, I, I don't mind. Over, you know, I'm sure Broxton was pitted out of a sprinter. You know, he he would probably do just as well if he had like, <laughs> yeah, you know, his mechanic and his people that he likes having around him. Sure, but obviously it's not ideal. But I'm just making the best out of it, and hopefully I can be back on a team. That would be a good goal, and I think it'd be cool to show people that you know, if you just don't give up, you know, you can be back to where you need to be. Yeah, you know, another thing, Dean. I don't know if uh, a lot of these. The, the listeners know this, but we used to stay at uh, Lake Paris. Okay. Dean's family, yep. 
Yeah. And uh, my family. You know, was this when Dean was Canadian? Okay. This, oh, is, okay. this is when Dean just was checking. Canadian. Okay, back, just checking. Back right. on the <laughs> Yamaha days, yep. back in our 85 days. And, um, you know, it just it kind of reminds me that this is a family sport at the bottom. It's a family sport at the top. You know, and even if you don't have that factory ride at the moment, it's good to see your dad's there. It's good to see you guys have the enthusiasm, the same enthusiasm as you had then. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, obviously, family's important. And when you really don't have anyone else to help you, they're the ones that are stepping up. My pure dad's been working really hard, you know, like, I feel bad. Like, he's too old to be, like, he's just always been a hard worker, but he's just he's too, old. Like, too old to be, like, doing the shifts he does. He wakes up, makes the coffee, he's in the garage, he's working all day. Oh, Comes God, in, Andy. Andy's great. Like, uh, and from the house at, like, nine ten o'clock, you know, like, you know, I told him to stop putting my bike together with the wood screws, you know, being a carpenter, but I went on a rant about the parents in the sport maybe three weeks ago, and, and I, I, I said, Andy Wilson's a good one. He doesn't count. Andy Wilson's he'll yell at Dean and tell Dean he's riding like shit and, and, be, and be real with Dean, unlike a lot of these other nutso parents. So love Andy Wilson. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right. Obviously, we have our battles, but it's like every dad. But mm-hmm. I think what was good was when I was – a rookie coming into the pro scene, I, I obviously your dad kind of wants to be there for you all the time. But, like, I told my dad that it's, I don't need him to be there every day and we're going to have a better relationship if he's not every, there every day. And sure, he didn't like it. And it was, like, kind of like that stage where it was, like, he was kind of pissed for a few weeks, but then he got over it and respected it. And I think that's – I think it's tough for kids moving from amateur to pro is your parents can be there, but – you know, the teams kind of get pissed when they're just all up in, you know how it is, like not letting the mechanics do their jobs and blah, blah, blah. So I kind of like told my dad when I was like first time pro, like, you know, I want you to be there for me, but you don't have to like be at the track every day and stuff like that. Like I'm part of growing up, you know, so. Well, talking to your um, dad uh, the last few weeks, he told me this is one of the coolest things. He said, if it doesn't work out, he's like, According to you saying he's too old, but he's like, I'm young enough. I got my health. I can go back to work. They're not like putting pressure yeah. on you. You're like, Dean, Dean, you are the only income we're ever going to have ever. <laughs> you have to do this for us and your grandchildren and further down the line. Like they just, from what I get from your mom and dad, you want to do it. So they want to help. And that's why if you're not into yeah. it, they're, they're fine. Yep. yep. Yeah, for sure. They see, like I put, put, I put in the effort and I try hard and, and obviously I don't think they would help me if they didn't see that. So you know, that's nice, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely lucky to have good good parents and a good family and girlfriend and and good friends as well. Um, right on. Well, hey, Dino, thanks for picking up the Gear Alloy cold call. Get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy wheels. Thank you very much, buddy. Good luck with everything. Uh, now I can now everyone can leave me alone about having you on the show. So <laughs> thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right, Dino. See you, buddy. Bye bye. All right, Dean Wilson, everybody. Yamaha Privateer. That's Dean cool. Wilson. He's been. Quiet, steady, not much talked about, and I like I said, I think he's fine with that. Like, just yeah. build it, just build this thing. Yeah, he's in a tough spot because we all know what Dean was really hanging his hat on is he can turn a lap, dude. He can get the lap times. He has speed. We we've been talking about the we can work with speed thing for five years, and unfortunately, that's what teams fall in love with. He doesn't need to go there right now. He just needs to run his pace, not crash, get some not races, get hurt. Get, get some, some races, races under his belt. Yeah, consistency yeah. is key, as we've seen. Yeah. 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 Um, Gear Ally, uh, cold call. Thanks for picking up, Dino. We appreciate it. Let's get some phone calls before we go to commercial here. Uh, ben is up first. Ben, what's up? Thanks for calling the show. 
Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. Uh, I had a couple questions for you. First off, actually, before I get to the questions, i got to do this. I'm sorry. Blake Wharton, you the man. <laughs> one of Thank the you. best interviews ever. You got it, brother. One of the best interviews ever. I think it was... What was it called? It was it was one of those Troy Adamitis or Adamitis, how do you pronounce that guy's name? It's like yeah. um, those shows he did, uh, Inside the, the Moto or Inside yeah. the Outdoors. Yeah. yeah. Oh, epic. I, do your, my fiancé, we're watching, my fiancé falls in love with you. I'm like, you're getting a little too excited, honey. I had to turn it off. <laughs> you were awesome. You were so great. Fantastic. No, thank you. How many years has it been now, Blake? Yeah, right? <laughs> so that's a good call, Reeves. That's a good call. <laughs> Wait, okay, you got to tell me. So, Mathis, you were at the race, and I, I, I don't want to take anything away from the Dirtworks guys. I really don't because I don't even know how they made that track rideable. But I had a feeling watching that race that, that was that the sketchiest track ever? No, not at all. I mean, it really? was tough. I don't know if it was ever's probably too strong. Oh, like, it definitely I mean, was yeah. challenging, and the riders all said that. I don't, I don't know if we can go use the word ever. I mean, okay. you were probably down to the concrete uh, and some crazy ruts. Yeah, we've seen some some brutal tracks, but this track definitely was the most, um, I, I would say, of the season. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't flowing a whole lot. You know, a uh -huh. lot of sharp turns, a lot of uh, sort of awkward sections, in my opinion. But, I mean. Yeah. That's right but on. as far as the ruts and stuff, there's been, I mean, it was oh, not easy. No, it wasn't yeah. easy. I just meant more or less the, the layout. Uh, um, we've seen some brutal tracks with ruts. Yeah. Um, could they have fixed a few sections? Probably so. Yeah. But here we are. It's uh, okay. that's, yeah. that's a sport, man. I mean, uh, J-Mart, I don't know if you saw this, Blake, but Jeremy Martin, your old team, Geico, sure. uh, went off on the, the track guys in, in San Diego about hmm. that triple that was claiming people said, they didn't know what they were doing. It was built uneven. They knew there was a low takeoff, a high landing, blah, blah, blah. And he really went off on the Dirtworks guys. I mean, man, it rained all the time, Ben, and, and these guys are, I mean, it's something's got to fall on the riders, you know, responsibility-wise. That's all. But Yeah, 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 right on. Yeah. I wasn't there, so I was, I was curious because I yeah. heard, usually don't hear them complain about the track, and it was like guy after racer after racer after racer was right. saying that the track was sketchy. So that's, I was just curious. Yeah, no. My other thing, yeah, my other thing is I got to ask you guys about this because, I ain't, I'm not hearing a single answer on this anywhere. What is going on with Tomac? Does he need to move back in with his parents? Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's a great point. We don't know. He had arm pump at the opener. Yeah, and I suspect. Pingree says, Pingree says riding alone has hurt him. Uh, yeah. I don't buy that. Um, I saw him shaking his arm at, at Anaheim 3-2. Yeah. Arm pump-ish. Um, I don't know, man. It's not good, though. It's not good. It's not good. That no. guy's been taking one of the best uh, top two, top three in the world. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, by the way, he was fastest in qualifying this weekend. He was yeah. fastest. And I think he wasn't at – no, Marvin wasn't Anaheim 1. So he's still riding well. If you look at the lap times, I, I have to believe it continues to be arm pump because there's such a dramatic change almost instantly on, like, lap 9. You can almost pinpoint it yeah. when he starts going in reverse. Yeah. So I've got to think it's – Something like that, uh, continuing. Good call. All right, Ben. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate right, thank it. You. Thank you. Um, all right. We've got to talk to Anderson. The lines are, 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 are slammed. Dave's got a question for Blake, though. Dave, what's up, man? Dave, you there? Come on, Dave. Right, see you, Dave. Uh, uh, Nash, what's good. up? What's good. up, Nash? Gentlemen. Code red. Gentlemen. What's, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, serious, uh, serious business. We got to get to the bottom of. Wow. So, Steve, the, the archives. Weed, what's up? The, hey. the, the archives were lost for the post race interviews. I would guessing I'm going to spin the wheel of chanceability that there's some heavy, filthy fill 
Germa and and other possible oh, enemies. Oh, it was lost. good. Weimer was Please. good too. Yeah. It was really good. I don't know what happened. Swiss Corps and Travis worked overtime to try to save those or find them, and I don't know what happened. They're gone forever. It was great That's because good. I said, Phil, maybe you crashed because you ordered the soup, <laughs> you know, as an add-on, uh, and then he started yelling at me, and then his girlfriend was apologizing, and I'm like, well, maybe that's just karma, Phil, and it was great. And it just <laughs> – uh, how's, yeah. how's the bonus structure paying out with Weimer? I mean, is he rolling in cash? Yeah, he got his 20 for the semi-win, and he got his money well for the sticker, and that's it. And I owe Alex Wright 20 bucks for the LCQ I like win. that. So. Um, you got a lot to slice through. Final series question. So, obviously, with with the unfortunate component of Rox and all that, what, they talked about a little bit about his agent being in the press conference. I heard you guys talk about that last week. And there's the agent component in the industry, the negative side of it, in a situation like this where Kenny's going through a little bit of a rough patch, and I'm being generous when I say that, how does his agent come into play? And do you see agents that are above and beyond, i.e. Roxon's agent and others, how do they benefit the rider in that situation? Did you have an agent, Blake? No, I never did. Never did? Did no. all your deals your dad? or you? you... Uh, all of our deals were from relationships we had formed, you know, yeah. closer to the, to the immature, uh, immature days. Well, Kenny, mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, Kenny, well, uh, Nash, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, he's represent, Kenny's represented by a WMG, Steve Astafan, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big investment by WMG. They, they have a lot to lose, a lot of money to lose if, if Kenny doesn't get the absolute best in healthcare. So everything's, you know, I'm sure they look after the guys. They have lots of connections. WMG's got so many connections. They do baseball guys and basketball guys, football guys. So they have the best connections with doctors and everything else. And, uh, so, so. so the resource pool, the resource pool is extended. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you? there's some greaseball agents that would never call you after you broke your femur or whatever, you know, <laughs> as a rider, but not WMG, you know, not on that level. Not no, on, not on. no, and obviously, you know, the outfit buttons operating with and yeah. other people that are yeah. scrupulous, uh, not the people that are walking in and asking for a million dollars from a goggle deal. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So, all right, Nash. All right, thank all right, cheers. Keep it on two wheels, everybody. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate it. Uh, Steve has a question for Blake about his music. What's up, Steve? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for calling. What's up? All right. Hey, Blake Warren, Steve Carnegie. Um, just question, how, how's the music coming along? Uh, music's good. Music's always good. We've been uh, pretty fortunate with it. We've got to record in Nashville with some really good guys, uh, Bobby Caps at 38 Special and some of the guys at... Uh, 38 Special? Yeah. And uh, Three Doors Down, actually. Uh, but, yeah, music's good. 38 Special? Well, good. Uh, last I saw you were doing something, I think probably about September, October, then um, I lost track of you, but I know you were down in Nicaragua doing something. Yeah, we were down in Nicaragua uh, discovering motocross down there in Central America. Um, you know, traveling the world and uh, writing stories for Racer X. So you got to yeah, enjoy that. I appreciate that. <laughs> this well, is cool. like, the Steve yeah. Carnegie? Yeah, this is, hey, Jason, how you doing, man? We remember Steve. Where have you been, bro? I haven't seen him in 10 years. Have you? It's been some time. Yes. Is he on Carnegie Hall? I'm I'm not familiar. (laughs) Steve used to be the AMA's manager of amateur motocross. And uh, later on in the show, Steve, we're going to have a rider on as a guest who, (laughs) you were the first one to call it. First time I ever went to Loretta Lynn's. I'm like, man, I don't really know a lot of the 50 guys, 65 guys. And this dude in the phone right here goes, dude, there's a kid named Blake Baggett on a Kawasaki 65. Got awesome riding style. You just wait until the Blake Baggett going through the field. He's fast. And you are correct, sir. Good job, Steve. Hey, no problem, man. I, I've loved that kid since I first saw him ride out in California to qualify, man. But it, it's just been amazing to see where these guys are now. 
That's true. How yep. are you doing, Steve? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm actually a flight operations manager with Southwest Airlines and uh, got my pilot's license, and we'll see what happens from there. Well, that's great. Probably see you on a plane someday, man. Awesome. Uh, yeah, hopefully I'll be flying you guys around somewhere. Cool. Right on. Thanks, man. Appreciate Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's all move right. on. Let's move on to uh, we got United. And it feels so right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a 38 special song, though. What's a thir- what's their famous song? Hold on loosely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. don't let go. Yeah. Now, what's that guy's deal? His Good. kid races or something? Uh, Bobby He's had a lot of amateur races. Right. Yeah, Bobby Caps is uh, the keyboard keyboard player for 38 special. And they're still together and touring and everything? Uh, 38 is, yeah. Actually, yeah. we saw him not, not too long ago in Tucson. Don't they have a... Um, um, they have a, like a hot for teach, not hot for teach, that's Van Halen, but right. a... Um, Teach, teach, no. There anyway, was a lot a of those kind of tunes back in the day. Uh, yeah. right. Hey, Tommy, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's happening? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to uh, know what's the deal with Bill uh, Saps. He ran 29 career heat wins, and they don't even they cut off his interview and go straight to Dungey's mechanic, and he didn't even finish the race. Um, well, that's a big story. I mean, Davey got a little bit in there. Um, I mean, I don't know. Weege is a TV guy. Weege, what what happens in that case? Like, is is Bondo yelling at you and Dungey's out? Like, what what goes on to cut? cut? I think he said it's a big story. Like, I hate to say it. Davey wins the heat. You saw it. You know that. Dungey's the the most consistent guy ever. And suddenly you're like, what happened? He didn't even finish. Is he hurt? Is something wrong? So I think when you get a scoop like that, it's hard to keep your hand off the button when you got the mechanic and you might get some info that otherwise no one would know. So I guess apologies for him. Yeah. It always seems like uh, Millsap doesn't get any recognition for for anything uh, he does. Uh, are you a Millsap's guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, usually the people that are specifically fans of one rider always feel that their rider doesn't get enough. If you give us your number, we'll get David <laughs> no, to text. My we'll, favorite rider. We'll get David to text you. He likes, he likes making sure that everybody knows. <laughs> Actually, Davey, Yeah, Davey probably does agree with you. I'll give you that. <laughs> I've never, never seen him cut off an interview like they did on him and um, go straight. I think it was just circumstances, man. I think if pick any, if Anderson had won the heat, they probably would have done the same thing. It's cool. unfortunate. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate right. it. Yeah, it was a big story. Ryan Dungey not finishing, you know, for sure. Yeah. He's a star of the sport. It would be like Blake Wharton back in the day. Hmm. Uh, and then that situation, I'm sure Carlos is like, I got to go. I got to get back to the pits. I got to yeah. go now. And they're probably rushing. And- uh, Dave, you got a question for Jason Wygant? Yeah, I uh, just had a real quick question. Jason, whatever happened to Blogant? Oh, <laughs> oh what, what did happen to Blogant? I... I said, uh, Steve Dave, tried to revive it. Actually, David, on the I was willing to pay Weege to revive Blogging, yeah. and we even have a section on Pulpamex to this day. Still on a drop-down menu. Still Blogging. Oh. Uh, I actually was talking about this with uh, one of our new employees, uh, Kyle Scott, who works in California, and I told him I had a blog, and he's like, "What happened to it?" And I've actually figured it out. It's my wife's fault. That's the problem. <laughs> that's when that's you're, usually what it comes down to. Yeah, dude. When you're single, you're like, uh, I need to just work for 20 more minutes and just type something out real quick. Well, I can't do that stuff anymore. So uh, that's the end of that. So blame her. I blame her for a lot of things. So it's okay. You can do it too. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and, and Steve, I had, I had one gripe with the uh, website, but hopefully with Travis doing his uh, his work on that, it'll it'll change. But a lot of times you're looking like at an old article and it doesn't state when, when that article was posted. There's like no, oh, no really? date. Yeah. There's no date stamp. So mm. a lot of times you're reading something, you're like, well, when, when did this come out? How long ago was it? But right. hopefully yeah. when Travis changes it to, uh, to WordPress, it'll, it'll be different. Yeah, we're going over to WordPress. Travis is, is, is dealing with that and dealing with the app and dealing with the live stream and dealing with everything. So he's our guy over there. 
All right. Well, thanks for taking my right. call, guys. Have thanks, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Uh, Papa Metro presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Fly Racing F2 Carbon Helmet, Pike, Canard, uh, Pipes, uh, Schmidt, um, other Fly Riders. <laughs> Try, give me some more. Millsap, Baggett. Millsap's Baggett. Thank you. Yeah. Sketchy two-stroke guy. Sketchy two-stroke. we got to talk about that guy. <laughs> Sorry, I gave him the nickname now. Um, but he was wearing flies well. They, <laughs> is that a surprise, though? Oh, you and, I mean, uh, you and Randy Richardson last week are like, of course, he's wearing flies. Okay, Have you seen so, this dude in practice? So, so they take an F2 carbon helmet with name? MIPS. I don't know his name. He's, we call him two-stroke guy. <laughs> I shouldn't have they said take, sketchy. They take, Sorry. They take MIPS, the helmet out of the box with MIPS and F2 carbon helmet, and they go race with the exact same helmet that you buy, uh, padding, everything else. Other helmet manufacturers make special helmets for their guys, not flyracing.com. F2 carbon helmet with MIPS, top-of-the-line helmet. Please check them out if you can. Uh, Blake Wharton in studio, as well as Jason Wygant. Uh, Blake, you been riding much at all? I have. Yeah? Yeah. What do you got for a bike? What have you been doing? Well, I have my supermoto bike, uh, Suzuki from back in the day. Still mm-hmm. got that, of course. Uh, but I actually had the uh, the chance to ride the Alta machine yeah. here recently. And nice. Chris Kiefer, who's in here quite a bit, huh? been working with those guys a ton. So sure. we've, been, we've talked a lot about that bike. How cool is that thing? It was great. You know, there's not much sound, but you can feel it. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a fun bike to ride. Um, you know, I'd like to get it back on it hey, know, here soon. So we just had it out last weekend. We had a Michelin Starcross 5 Pulp Max ride day mm-hmm. at Sunrise. And Kiefer brought it one out. And Randy Richardson took it for a ride. And he said it's the weirdest thing because... You're coming up to a jump, and you you can listen to know if you're in the meet to clear something, and he's like, you can't hear anything. You don't know how mm. far to go, how far to jump. I just figured go wide open the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, okay. Yeah, well, just right. go to well, the stop. I mean, <laughs> you were a, for a Supercross winner, podium guy, so you 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 know you're a pretty good rider. So unless it's there. You're not, you know. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Just lock it on. <laughs> Just lock it. Just lock it on. Uh, we're Facebooking live on RacerX Online, and uh, the special cable I bought, Marks, works with every single phone but an iPhone 7. Yep. That's cool. Thanks, Apple. For <laughs> so we're going to reconnect after this commercial break, and you guys are going to hear all the, co- the phone callers, everything else. We didn't test it with the iPhone 7. This is pulp. This is so pulp. It's not even funny. Oh, yeah. This, this is, is so this pulp. classic pulp right uh, it'll, go, it'll be working on iPhone 6, and that's what we're going to do when we come back from this commercial break. Uh, Mookie Stewart coming up. I'm excited to talk to Mookie. We've got to figure out why him and JT have beef. We've got oh, fi- okay. to figure out what's up with James. We've got to figure out what's up with his Instagram post that made Roxanne mad. Did you ever any? Do you have any run-ins with Mookie? Do you and him battle at all, ever? No, we we battled all throughout the amateur days yeah. and into the pro days as well. Right. Um, but nothing that stood out in yeah, my nothing, mind as, yeah, yeah. as right. a major issue. No, you know issue. what, though? Like, hey, Weege, get off your phone. I just got to tell That's my wife I'm alive, by the way. Yeah. No How many one, texts have you, you entertained during this, this show? Is all, Thousands. Uh, this is all streams not working, your app sucks, uh, and Facebook Live sucks, you Twitter. suck. Maybe I'm yeah. getting... Um, I just found out something more about the two-stroke guy. See? We got, F you, dude. We got Warden here, and if when you really think about it, like I just asked him about him and Mookie having races, or him and Dino when Dean was on the phone. When you think about it, Blake never had any of that with anybody. Like he just. Well, you, you just, never know, though. You never know. Like, what if we're like, "Hey, Dean. Hey, Blake. What? <laughs> or, hey, Mookie. What? I hate that mother effort. Yeah, you I still start something more. on air here. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's do it. All right, everybody. We're gonna take our first commercial break of the night. Remember, we may or may not drop our magic word in this commercial, and you can win a uh, a hat or shirt from one of our guys, or maybe a hat and a shirt. And we're still giving away a set of Michelin Starcross fives. Malcolm Stewart coming back here on the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life. 
Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com. They make much more than just moto gear. Mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Kennard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps Light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years' experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. Everybody knows Racetech is the number one place to go for your suspension. Everybody knows that if you go Pulp MX 17, you get a discount at Racetech.com. But besides that, did you know Racetech? They are now the home of engines as well. Racetech suspension and engines, great guys. They've done a lot of great work for the, uh, a lot of privateers and, and different riders in the pits with their motor work. Precision engine services are dyno, flow bench, and then track tested to provide maximum performance and reliability. The Racetech engine services use the industry's most desired state-of-the-art equipment and a championship-proven experienced team. They're really pushing their engines, and they're really doing a good job down there, those people. What, think about how many years they've been doing incredible suspension. Well, they've added engine work to their program with guys that have been around the sport for a long time. Pulp MX 17 gets you a discount on their engine services, whatever it is. Rebuilds, performance, they can do it. Got four-stroke motor problems? Racetech.com, everybody. Check them out. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. 
Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of Chad Reed and Cooper Webb on the factory Yamaha Supercross team at Rocka Vortex Sprocket. Available in red, black, blue, silver, and green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 to get 40% off your next order. And don't forget to sign up for the Vortex Athlete Support Team for 2017. For more information, call 800 440 3559 or visit vortexracing.com. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or roll. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for talent and kite hubs along with DID and Excel rims. 
wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki. Rocky Mountain MCKTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts, they all trust up, yeah. No job is too big or too small. WUSA, everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels. Hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they're all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique Tack Hour Meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild. Whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit.
yet. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride, hard, ride, fast, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the 3D chain by EK. The first thing you'll notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. Everybody, Papa Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. WorksConnection.com, great guys at WorksConnection. Easy start device. Their, their perch is incredible. Great company, great guys, WorksConnection.com. Blake Wharton in studio. Three time 250 Supercross winner. Blake Wharton, everybody. Uh, you having fun so far? Having a blast. Thanks for coming in. It's awesome. Thank you. Thanks uh, for having me. And uh, Jason Wygan as well. 
who, my song right here. Who picked this song? Well, it's really as an apology. I, uh, I thought some prayers go out to George Michael and his family and friends. I think I might have, unfortunately, played a role in his tragic death on Christmas. Can you explain, please? Yeah, I noticed that that song, which I think came out in 1983. Yeah, something like that. Uh, is gaining popularity. That's kind of how Christmas music works. It's, you have a hit that year, and then it's like 30 years later, it gets established as a Christmas song that's traditional, and then mm-hmm. it really catches on. And I was like, beginning of December, I'm like, I think I hear that one as much as any other Christmas song now. It's really reached critical mass. And I thought, what even, where is George Michael, man? You don't even hear anything from, what, what's going on? So that was on my mind, and every year on Christmas, because we're too lazy and want to work that day, I just put a post on the RacerX site that says something about James Stewart and Chad Reed, argue amongst yourselves. They're the gift that keeps <laughs> right, on giving. I don't want to write anything there. You, you fans argue. So this year, I themed it around the song Last Christmas. George Michael's This Song is Catching On. In some ways, he's more relevant than ever because of this song. It's just like Stu and Reed. You still want to know about them, even though they're so far past when they were the two top guys. But it's still very important. And then I even looked at the lyrics of the song and analyzed it. And then, but the real question is, will this be the last Christmas that we talk about Reed and Stu? Will we ever see Stu racing again? Is this the last time? And then literally... About 90 minutes after I post that, George Michael is dead. Wow. That's deep. So my That's... apologies to the family. Uh, maybe they said he had struggled a bit uh, with the fame. Yeah. So the fact that maybe I just made that little hot button issue made him famous one more time. Sorry about that. Um, we, are, uh, we are streaming on Facebook Live on RacerX Online right now. We've uh, changed cameras, changed phones. And I think this this phone works a little better, apparently, right, Travis? Right, Mark? So we we're in business. Uh, sure. Okay. It depends right. on what you define as better. Business. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, we're p- good. Pivot works since 1999. Pivot works has simplified your trip to the parts counter by creating a simple solution when it comes time to replacing the worn out chassis and suspension components on your bike. Pulp P- Pivot works Pulp Show 2017 is a checkout. These times are great. They're cheaper than the OEM stuff. Grab a PivotWorks kit, do it right the first time, and save some money. Check out PivotWorks, people, for all the things they got for your bike. And they're pleased and proud to bring you our our next guest, following Dean Wilson. He made his season debut at Anaheim 2 with a great heat race ride. He's on the Ride 365 uh, seven-gear Suzuki machine. He is last year's 250 Supercross champion. Malcolm Stewart, what's up, Mookie? How are you? Hi, what's up, boys? Thanks for coming in. Coming on, I should no, say. No, thank you for. It. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, we, we ain't coming in there. No, and uh, but but Blake Warden is. Yeah, you and Blake probably amateur amateur rivals. How's it going, Malcolm? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What's up, man? What's going on? Maybe the, maybe the only guy that could rival you for hair, Mookie, is Blake. Just coming out the back well, of the he, helmet. He's got me beat, dude. That dude had me beat since I was like ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> we do bring a little hair swag to Supercross, I must say. No yeah. doubt. No. Never gets tangled. No, it's great. Um, well, thanks, uh, thanks again, Pivot Works, bringing you Malcolm Stewart. So, hey, I guess better late than never for you. Were you stressed out a bit about missing the first two rounds, Malcolm? Were you sitting at home watching him, going, "Oh God, I want to be there. I want to race. How would I do?" Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Or are you okay with jumping into round three? No, of course I wanted to race, yeah. And um, I mean, I sat there looking at, you know, why Anaheim won the gates drop going on. And I'm over here looking at a stock motorcycle. So I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, we got a lot of work to do. <laughs> we want to make it at least to the second, at least to the third round. 
But uh, no, this uh, A two wasn't. I mean, honestly, it wasn't even planned. You know, uh-huh. it was. Uh, we were shooting more towards Phoenix, believe it or not. And you know, we just. We I don't know how we did it, but I mean, it was like the more races we missed, I felt like everybody's just gonna get you know better and better. So I just kind of wanted to get in there and see where I'm at. Um, and what'd you think? Heat race was good. Practice times were good. Main event. Yeah, no. Actually, All right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, believe it or not. Um, I actually felt pretty good. Uh, main event, I was doing all right. I had it spill in the in the whoops. Actually, went down pretty good in the whoops. And you know, you believe it or not, I could actually take nothing but positives out of that race. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, the the heat race was was fun. Honestly, you know, it, it that was it kind of reminded me of of uh, going to doing Europe races with me, Marvin. You know, Marshall. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's so. You know, it just feels good to be back more than anything. But I can tell you one thing: I was nervous about the open ceremonies for some reason. Really? <laughs> really? Never been there. Yeah. You know, I never done it before. So if you never did it, you won't oh, know. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. I I thought it was cool they included you. I really I was surprised they included you. And I thought that was cool. You're the last year's 250 Supercross champion. Obviously, fans. My Twitter account wants to know what you're doing and what's going on with you. And I think it was cool they put you in. I really I, I think that was a good job by those guys to realize that. You know, this is a story. This is something new. You know, put this kid in. Yeah, I was more worried about actually just falling over. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like waving to the crowd, fall over, and I'm like, man, and you know, it's one thing to fall over in front of you know Geneva fans, but man, if I fall over in front of all these people, man, it, it's just something. I'm gonna have to look at these people the rest of the year. Right, you know? <laughs> <right>. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so hey, so I got. In, we're in Lille together. We're hanging out. And I said, hey, Malcolm, what is up with these Ride 365 cross, Crossland Racing thing? Is that what you're doing? Because there was posts of you on there, you and James both. And you're like, dude, I don't know these guys. I haven't talked to them, guys. I would love to have these guys call me for a ride. And then I come back, and people are asking me, and I go, well, I just talked to Mookie. And he said he doesn't know those guys. Now we smash cut to January. You are on a Ride 365 team. So I don't know exactly what yeah, happened. Hey, but believe it or not, my- my first handshake towards the guy actually uh, I talked to him was Anaheim, so it was uh, <laughs> it was it was actually pretty funny how you know how this deal actually came through and mm-hmm. it was, everything was so last minute. I felt like everything just decided to change right after the new year. And I was like, man, this this, this is a gift. And I'm like, yeah. all right. So we started you know going in the works and you know I couldn't really say much to the public because at the end of the day. It, if I would have said something, I didn't want it to fall through, just like any other deals that I've been trying to put through, you mm-hmm. know, since October, you know. Right. So uh, I just kind of like, you know what, I'm just going to wait <laughs> until I know 100% is going to go through. And, you know, next thing you know, it, it all, you know, started funding through and, you know, started giving out to the public. But, yeah, no, I couldn't, couldn't say too much, you know, before then, you know, because right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to jinx myself. Right. You know, yeah. No, hey, listen. Time. So, yeah, no. So I'm just glad that, you know, Ride through sixty five stepped up to the plate and you know actually gave me something to, to for me to go to the rest of the rounds you know so I'm actually definitely happy you know happy about that yeah Jared Chris and those guys at Ride three sixty five good dudes I'm glad they they did it and they're supporting the sport and getting you out there um, and I, I read the Racer X thing you did you need some more testing on the RMZ huh you got to get a little bit busier the Suzuki guys are letting you ride the track and I'm sure you'll figure the bike out a little better. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I had well, three days three days before that, well, I had, that's the first time I actually had a motor. You know, a lot of that, people don't understand, but I'm going to tell the public, when you go from stock 
to a, a works motorcycle, like to an uh, engine, I would say, mm-hmm. it changes the whole. It changes the whole feeling of the motorcycle. It changes everything about it. And so when you try to set the bike up from stock and then go to mod, basically, you're you're basically hitting the reset button all over again. So there was basically no time to get ready to try to test to get ready for Anaheim too. So I know I just kind of came into it blind and you know, I wanted to race. I wanted to race. I mm-hmm. didn't want to make any more races. So I wanted to see, you know, do the, do the best that I can do, you know, for what I had in front of me. And, you know, I think I'm actually pretty happy about it. You know, my results, you know, but yeah, the results can show up on paper, but mm-hmm. actually how I felt and how I rode against top riders, I actually feel pretty good. So, I feel that more and more that I get more testing, get more familiar with the motorcycle and, and, and stuff like that, you know, I can be, you know, definitely do some damage. Uh, 702-586-7857. You got a question for uh, Malcolm Stewart on the line here on the Pulp Mech Show brought to you by Pivot Works. Hey, uh, Malcolm, uh, obviously speed was solid, man. The heat race was great. Uh, you're in the battle. The main event was looking good for a while. I think the one worry everyone had is, well, we don't know how much this guy's been motoring down or training. Did he even know if he was going to race or not? So was there a, did you get tired or you just crashed in the whoops? Are you going to need to get kind of the race uh, fitness back underneath you, or did you actually feel pretty good and you just happened to crash? No, up to that, leading up to that point where I crashed, um, I was actually okay. And I felt like, you know, after that, I was, of course, I mean, I got a little tired and things like that. I was, uh, you know, out of it, you know. And yeah. It, it's all part of, you know, racing. You know, I, this is the first time I've, like, been basically back into the full race mode since May. You know, back into back to my series, I guess. And mm-hmm. me bumped up to, the, you know, 455 as a rookie. And everything that's been thrown at me, yeah, of course. But, um you know, I haven't been, I guess I would say, of course I've been motivated down and all that, but you won't really know where you're at until you're there. And, you know, I would say a year ago when I was on, you know, life class and stuff, the only thing I had to worry about was one thing, was just riding and training. This time I feel like I'm a team manager, part owner. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a lot of a lot of work and, um, and everything was full last minute. So, you know, coming into this, definitely, yeah, um, I did feel like I need to get more in the race shape. And, you know, um, I definitely feel that that's one of the things I was lacking on. But the only way I can, you know, fix that is continue to do what I'm doing and go to the races. I uh, I got to say, uh, I was impressed every time I walked by or looked over. A lot of people around your truck, man, a lot of fans. Um, that that had to make you feel good. People wanted to see what you were doing, see what your program was, see the truck, see the team. Um, that's cool. Fans were there. Yeah, no, it was actually, you know, that was that was awesome. I think that was the best fans I ever had. <laughs> I've never seen a line like that ever, you know. And uh, I felt like I was, you know, my brother for a minute. I was, I'm, I'm James for a second. <laughs> I even texted that. I even texted that Sunday morning. I'm like, dude, I felt like I was you. I'm so James. Like, opening ceremony. I was like, opening ceremonies, first time back. I'm like, hey, you do have a seven on the good. Suzuki. You do have a seven on that. Seven, su- yes. You have a seven on that Suzuki. <laughs> that's hey, hey, that, that's what had to be. That's what it had to be. So. No, no, it, it was cool, man. The, the, the fan base is definitely, you know, supporting me all the way. And, um, you know, it, it's a good feeling, you know. And everybody, there's nothing but positive vibes, you know, coming from uh, from that event, you know. When it was that matter, uh, the fans just wanted to see me there and, and support me. So I, I definitely shout out to the fans on that. Uh, Pivot Works, uh, OEM, cheaper and better than OEM replacement uh, chassis parts and suspension components. Bringing you Malcolm Stewart on the show. Um you really pissed Roxon off with that Instagram post, bro, about the seven gear. 
You really, you really made him mad. He threw it out on the podium about his company working with materials that are light years ahead. Not you guys got. Yeah, I, I pretty much felt like that was a direct. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that was, was you, bro. Oh, it was. It was. Hey. <laughs> They're still behind. I mean, whatever. I don't care. I'll say. <laughs> but it's all right, though. No, it's, it's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't really care. Hey, I just like feeling the fire, so why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Sticking up for, you know, Seven and your company and your sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, I, I see nothing wrong with that. It's fine. Um, you had a front row seat to the uh, freeze and uh, Anderson action and all that. What would you make of that? That was more like a side row seat. Yeah, actually, side row, right? All I saw was a white. Yeah, I saw a white motorcycle coming at me pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, uh, you should have even more fans in your pits last week or next week because uh, you block past Freeze, which I feel like every other rider in the race was probably right. like, "Yeah, nice." Well, you did it. You caused the whole thing. You block past Freeze. He got whoa, enraged. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Steve. He, you, you, you placed a nice move on him. He got enraged, decided to do the same thing. Oh, okay. That's the next, what it was. The next corner. That's that, what it that, was. That okay. was it, yeah. <laughs> um, that, I, I, honestly, I feel like when it's the more I, like, I watch back, I feel like he really didn't intentionally try to hit, you know. No. no. That, that I can see. It. You know, I think it's just the, the fact that it was racing incident and she cut down. Freezy was going for it. It was what you know. It is what it is. But I didn't start that, so don't don't you know. I just only thing I did that was pretty awesome was scrub, you know, over the triple. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. The only thing I did and was I, scrub. Was awesome, it. right? Uh, <laughs> hey, let's get some phone calls for you, Malcolm Stewart. First up is Tyler. What's up, Tyler? How are you? Yo, what up, Mathis? What's, what's up? up, what up, guys? What's up, man? I'm super stoked to be talking to you guys. Honestly, for the first time, actually, I've never been able to talk to you before in the pits. That you're always just getting bombarded by fans, man. Like, it was crazy at A2. I couldn't see you. No, he was, uh, dude, he was like James. He was, he was like yeah, James. Yeah, it was crazy. And the uh, the stadium just lit up. It, it almost brought me to tears. I was like, dude, this is, like, next level. Like, wow. Like, Roxton didn't even get that kind of applause. You know, a lot of people didn't. Um, just goes to show how important Malcolm is to the sport. And, uh, you know, man, and his brother, you know. All right, but uh, you know, I wanted to ask how you feeling on the new Suzuki. How's it compared to the Honda? Obviously, they got some different characteristics. Um, what do you like about the Suzuki? And uh, also, I just want to say, I all the love goes out to you, the family, James. I just hope that uh, we see him on the track soon. No, no, I appreciate it. No, the uh, the Suzuki is actually pretty good. You know, for for me to jump on it, bone stock, and go out there, like you know, go out there and do the best that I can. Uh, you know, from for what everything that's done happened, uh, I felt pretty good. It's just a matter of getting more seat time on it. So, I mean, that's realistically that was well. I said that to Jason. Like me and Jason we were talking about it was 13, 14 times since that was on the motorcycle. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, not um, bad. Not, I would say not too bad. Mookie, if somebody comes at you with a ride, and this is a Supercross only ride, from what I understand, if somebody comes at you with a fill-in deal, could you leave? Would you leave? Or is this ride 365 Suzuki thing? Is it, are you locked in for the rest of Supi? No, nah, um, I would say it's, I wouldn't leave for the rest. You know, Supercross. Yep. Or you know, or something. It has to make sense. Um, <clears throat> um, you know, it's. I guess that's the way I look at it. You, you, you kind of. I see the, the investment and the money that these guys have put in mm-hmm. on top of myself. Yep. So for me to to leave for only, I guess, for fifteen rounds, uh, it, it's it has to be guaranteed for outdoors, right? You know, at least some. So, so um, that's yes, yeah, that's 
I want to race, you know, get back in the outdoors and stuff. So I'm hoping, you know, whatever happens, it's uh, outdoors too. Uh, thanks, Tyler. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Another question, phone call for Mookie from Houston. What's up, Houston? How are you? Welcome to the Pulp MX Show. Thanks, guys. How's it going down there? Uh, just got a, a quick question for Mookie. Yeah. Well, uh, take it back to, what was it, 97 when Tim Ferry didn't get his ride with Suzuki after after that. After winning the title. Don't remind Matt this. Oh, what, a, what a glorious year that was, beating Ricky Carmichael. <laughs> that was phenomenal. It was great. So what, I, I'm just curious that, I mean, what what went on with Honda? Why didn't Why didn't anything happen? Why? Why? Well, Geico, I know one thing from talking. I'll, I'll start. Sorry, Mookie, I'll start. But Geico. As I was say, Steve, you can go ahead and probably take this. No, over. Geico was trying hard, man. They were trying everything to get Mookie on a Tomac Bogle 450 ride. And, and they might have even, a little bit, Malcolm, cost you perhaps a shot at other rides because they were working so hard for so long to try to make it work. Yeah, no, we. we... We, I mean, they tried. I got to give it to them. You know, they tried. They tried. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you want something bad enough, you'll make it happen, right? So, I mean, it's – it's. I guess I would just say – really, I don't really have answers to why it, it didn't happen. It just didn't happen. You know, it's like one of those things you can throw the ball and, hey, you're going to gutter. That's where we were. So, <laughs> you're, 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 playing on, you're playing on making a strike and it goes in the gutter. So, then what do you do? Just got to wait for the ball to come back and then try again, right? Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. We tried again. Next, you know, we went to Anaheim 2, right through 65. Here we are. All right, there you go, Houston. Thanks, man. Hey, how did Thanks, you man. end up on a Suzuki anyway? What What's the reasoning for that? Well, there's probably tons of works parts in the garage, we. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's what I would do. Tons of, hey, yeah, tons of work. Yeah, works parts that coming out of Malcolm's right pocket, that's for sure. <laughs> did you try I mean we had seen that brief video you guys on Yamaha's. Did you try them all and just like yeah. the Suzuki more? Did yeah, you get a little a little hookup or you something? Had, you had a Honda for a while, yeah, then you yeah. rode that Yamaha. So what was the Suzuki? Well the Suzuki it came from uh Chase Hinton, uh his dad, the kid that we sponsored, his dad owned a Suzuki dealer and um he was actually willing to help out. You know, we I actually talked to him at uh I think it was, it was mini, Minios, you know, he was saying, uh, yeah, Minios, actually. And we were talking, and you know, and he said, you know, you think he can help me out. So we just went for it. It's better than trying to buy a bunch of motorcycles. Yeah. Out of yeah. Myself and, and then restarting over because, I mean, at this point, I wasn't really getting help. Yeah. So um, yeah, I could save a lot of money just doing that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. that's, that's basically where I started. So I was like, dude, shout out to you know, take Pennington. I was like, that dude's gonna get all the new gear, anything that he wants, no matter how much. <laughs> it's all him for sure. Um, hey, one of the best decisions I made in my life. I was telling these guys before, you know, earlier in the show, I was wrenching for Alex Ray, and this weekend, and I he said inside or outside, and I saw you down there, and I'm like. I'm like, look, we're not making it out of the heat, no matter what. So line up next to Mookie, we'll get on TV. And we did. We got on TV, Mookie. <laughs> hey, you, you know what's something funny? I'm sitting here, you know, I'm like, you know, watch, you know, you just, when you're down at the gate, you're just kind of wandering around. Or, right. you know, you got people that are like, oh, I'm getting off the gate. I'm just kind of just sitting here chilling, you know, looking at who's next to me and things like that. And then I, I look to my left and I see you and I'm like, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> he's gonna be down here. Like, he, why is he down here? Dude. I'm like, he's packing the gate. No way. Like, he's a mechanic. Dude, <laughs> like, it's great. The same guy that runs the show. He's down here packing the gate. I'm like, 
Yeah, like, like I feel like it, it was just it just blew me away. You know what I mean? And you, I was like, wow. You looked at me like I was I was like the, the, the abominable snowman. Like you looked at me like what? <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, I, my I, believe it or not, I was sitting here thinking the whole time like I cannot believe he was down there passing the gate. Wow. Like being a mechanic, like, it just blew me away. Well, you know I was a mechanic before, right? Yeah, but I mean. Before the show, before all this, I mean, we're talking about years ago, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, correct. Uh, not I, mean, correct. I, so, I mean, okay, hold on. I'm sorry. I don't need to make you no, no, old, yeah. But, but <laughs> I, I did <laughs> it for 11 saying, years. I, sto- I stopped in 05. At the end of 05, I stopped being a mechanic. That's a long time. It is a long yeah. time ago. That is, that is very, yeah, but very Alex Ray is a privateer. He had nobody. He was on the show of, about a month ago, and I said, I'll help you. And then he's like, all right. And then I we ranged to Anaheim, too. And it's a lot of work. I'm done being a mechanic now, Mookie. I'm done. But it was fun. It was, Already? Yeah. You can't yeah. quit him now. <laughs> I got on TV. Who's I was going to up next to me? Did you like my 1988 uh, Oakley blades I had on with the clear lens? Don't get me wrong. Dude. You, you definitely didn't. You were definitely not in style. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, bro. <laughs> yeah, definitely not in style. I mean, it's cold and it, it's freezing. You're the only guy packing in shorts. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you think warm, you act warm. It is warm. That's that's how I act yeah. in my life. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, before we let you go, like, what is up with you and JT? What is going on? Like, you think JT's out, doesn't like you, and, you know, I'm trying to tell you it's fine, it's okay, you know, good dude. You're like, no, I don't think the guy likes me. I don't think he does. I mean, I mean every time he don't see me, he walks right by me. That's, oh, just, he walks right on by me like I never, like I've, I've been a ghost. Never. I don't think we ever shook hands. Matter I, of fact, interesting. He, I, I, I don't I, think I, we ever. And, and you know what? And, and I know DT probably was no offense to him. I just I've never seen a guy that I've seen. Pretty much since 2002, walked by me like like I like I never like you never ever said hey what's up Lucci how you doing bud yeah right, never, right. you know all good nothing nothing <laughs> oh so, I, I mean I'm sitting here looking at this for what how many ten six ten years right right it's, you know so I mean you would think I mean everybody in the pit Chad came up to me talked to me you know whatever when him and James are getting into it yeah yeah say what up to me but. JT? No, never. Well, never. There, there's no, no doubt JT is Team Reed in the Stu Reed battles. There's no doubt. Okay, but if That's if pretty JT, far in the rear view, man. Okay, if JT is Team Reed, talk on JT ain't saying nothing to me, but Chad is. Right. If Chad's, yeah, yeah Chad's saying hello to Mookie. And, you know, even if you're Team Reed, you got to say hello to Mookie. Cause, that yeah. gives you permission, sort of. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gang leader said it's cool. <laughs> Like 2009, yeah, for instance, 2009, Chad just came up to me and said, hey, what up to me? But, hey, don't get me wrong. He made it. He may have hated James. To be fair to JT, James did land on him and tear his ACL. So I understand that a little bit. I don't know. But, that but, can't, you can't hold that well, against Hold on. Hold. Okay, it's that, hold, yeah, no, that's not true. Because technically it was a 2011 in Atlanta. When James yes. took uh, the way around, sorry, when Reed took James out, uh, Chad still came and said hey to me. Right. Well, let's, uh, JT, welcome to the show. Oh, Mookie. <laughs> Mookie. Come on. JT, you like Mookie. Yeah. Well, Jerk well, off. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that was a fake sound. That was a, that was a really shallow, yeah. No, that, that was, <laughs> that was not a, uh, sound, that was a sound drop. But JT, 
No problems with Mookie. Why would I have a problem with Mookie? Well, I just, I'm just trying. Is it, are well, we pleading the fifth here? Hey, you know, JT, how long have you known me for? What's that? How long have you known me for? For a long time, right? Uh, I mean, you've seen me around, right? It's probably before you even ride, yeah. When you were just exactly. hanging out the races. Exactly. How come you yep. never, ever said, hey, what's up to me? Uh, I don't know. We never really, like, got introduced or hung no, out. No, so no. It was always awkward. <laughs> We're talking about it. To me, when I say, oh, hey, oh, oh, like that awkward feeling when you want to go left or right, yeah. Never said, hey, what's up, Mookie? Good luck today. Nothing. Huh. Well, but to be fair, Mookie, yeah, to be fair, Mookie. Yeah, because you going to go the same way, the other way, right? Yeah, J- yeah, Mookie, why aren't you saying what's up, JT? <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he never said anything to me. But hold on a second. In J- in JT's one of my dearest friends. I've known him for a long time. He is, a, especially when he raced, he was pretty serious race face at the races a lot of the time. Hey, there was nobody more serious than LaRocco's serious race face. That's true. LaRocco yeah. still has it. LaRocco still has the face. That's true. That's true. <laughs> hey, JT, I got a question for you. It's Blake Wharton, JT, by right. the way. It's Blake Wharton. Uh, we had a bit of a run-in in 2009 in the first turn. I'm pretty sure you remember that one. Oh! Oh! Ooh. Uh, yeah, I remember us crashing. Yeah. That's all I really remember. But we never had an issue other than that, right? No, I don't. I honestly don't remember. I... I remember crashing. I don't know if I... I probably was yelling and screaming. No, no, <laughs> no. We, we shared a few words, but I'm just wanting to see, uh, you know, where we stand now. But that's fantastic. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I think we're good. I, I honestly don't even remember that. So, I was... Uh, I'm going to let that one lie, then, if you don't remember it. No, I screamed at everybody. Don't worry. Right, I'm going to tell you, everybody remembers something, no matter how you... Yeah, I was if, if you had to change the words, you definitely remember a little bit. Yeah, it. yeah. I, I, so I, just, I don't know. I yelled at somebody every weekend, so it all kind of blends together. <laughs> um, <laughs> How are you in the same class? How are you guys racing each other? It was 2009. JT wrote lights. Oh, the yeah. other JT went back. Oh, okay. We were both on the outside. And- <laughs> but I, I'm telling you, Mookie, uh, I think JT, I, I, I never, he, he's always like, Mookie's fast, he's talented. You know, I've never seen him. I just, I think he's serious at the races, and, and that's the problem. He's very serious at the races. Wow. Well, I've, never, I've never had anything. Hey, hey, you, you see me this weekend and say, hey, what's up today? Okay. I'm going to make a point to do it now. At least a I'm going to make a point to do it now because I can promise you, like, <laughs> sincerely, I've never had a reason to or harsh feeling or anything. So it's just been, I don't know, circumstance or, you know, I, I know when I was racing, I wasn't there to talk to anybody. So that's definitely a different deal than now. So. I, uh, I apologize for never doing that in the past. But sure. now, now you will go and check with Mookie every weekend? Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> he said he's going to go over there and sit in the line. I'm going to wait. He's rubbing, your, he's rubbing your shoulders on the line. He's... <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just going to be sitting there packing the gate next to me on the line. That's yeah. what he's going to be doing. Yeah, there we go. Well, <laughs> okay, we're, well, we're glad to get to the bottom of this, Mookie. I'm telling you. I, I think – I think there's some. I don't think JT's a big fan of James because of landing on the ACL and, and all that. No, I mean that's been a long time ago. I, I really, for a while, yeah, I was bummed because it. I mean, obviously, like it was brutal for me. Like for me and my modest career, it was a tough time for me. But I mean, I have nothing. I have nothing against James. I, I'm on record as saying the most talented racer ever. So, I. I mean, that's been six, almost seven years. So or six years. Mm-hmm. A long time. 
All right. Um, okay. We got to, I think we, we, we helped, we helped smooth this out, Mookie. I think, I think we figured it out. We need to Facebook live gotta, and slow-mo this. We, we're, we are figuring it out. Yeah. This <laughs> needs to be a live. big production. Maybe this should be an opening ceremony. You two together <laughs> meeting for the first time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, yeah, just hop on the back and just wave your fans <laughs> There we go. All right, JT. I need, thank- to, be in Mookie's, uh, I need to be in Mookie's uh, opening ceremony video this weekend. Yep. Yep. yep absolutely. A handshake. Yeah. Uh, all right, JT. I mean, hey, hey. Oh. You're welcome to come fishing with me. All right. I'm all in. <laughs> I got to get, I gotta get some, some of that camo, though. That outfit was next level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you gotta get the camo for sure. Yeah, um, you can't go with that camo. All right, JT, we'll call you back in a little bit. Thanks for picking up, though. All right, thank you. All right, see you. Uh, I, I think it's okay, Mookie. I don't know. I know. I know. He's very serious at the races, though. He really is. Yeah, but you, I mean, this is I mean, I'm telling you, there ain't nobody serious in Morocco. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got a point. There, there ain't nobody. Hey, can you guys? You don't, you, don't, you don't even know if you should say hey. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine JT with Malcolm's dreads? That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be I'd, great. Maybe that's, it, that's the missing link. It would um, probably improve. All right. We'll, we'll take things. one more call for you, Mookie, and then uh, we'll let you get on with your night. Uh, Trevor, what's going on? You got a question for uh, Malcolm Stewart? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was curious, uh, Mook, what's, uh, what's the biggest, uh, biggest girl you've ever caught down there in Florida? Uh, at my pond, I guess you say we were, are we talking about a pond or a public lake? Are we talking uh, about girls or girls? That's what I want to know. What are you talking about? I think yeah, this well, is... well, hold on. Well, I want to know the biggest girl. About. That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, I'm talking at a, at a public lake. I mean, those private ones, where you probably get like 12 down there, don't you? I need to go fishing the more. Biggest I ever, the biggest I ever uh, <laughs> caught in a private lake was 15. The... Uh, Biggest I ever caught in a public lake was nine. Wow! Wow! He's a great. Have you have you actually done any tournaments down there? I did one tournament and I got destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. As a matter of fact, there, I swear they were cheating. There ain't no cheat. I'm telling you, they were cheating. I know it. There's no way. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, thanks, thanks, Trevor. All right, thank you. All right, Mook, thank you for coming on, man. Uh, nice to see you back at the races, and I'm sure you know your main events. I'm sure you'll be creeping inside that top ten before not too long, and uh, and maybe even better on the Ride 365 Seven Gear Suzuki. We uh, we appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for doing this, man. No, no, thank you for having me on. So that's uh, it's good. So all right, hopefully we'll do it again uh, next time, and. Um, I have some better, uh, more information on you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. All right, buddy. I have some more information on you. Yeah, 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 do that. Hey, you said it was great that we had a nice conversation. I said welcome back to you on the gate. So, oh, you did. You did. I, we shook hands. We did. Mm-hmm. We shook hands. You know, yeah. you know it, most people down there at the line, you know, all serious, and we shook hands. Yeah. I mean, well, that's just it, it's that just goes back from you know Europe days. That's you, all it is. You don't know how much. I, well, yeah, but I was talking to Barsha in Europe too, and now he hates my guts, so I can never be sure about the Europe talk. You know what I mean? I, mean, I can't. You know, Europe's like a, like it crosses boundaries. Barsha talks to me in Europe over here. Wants to light me on fire. Maybe JT and yeah. Mookie should have gone to Europe. Yeah, maybe like super buds, right? Um, <laughs> no, it was super good. Yes, yeah, super. <laughs> um. But yeah, it was uh, it was great. I I really only shook your hand because I was hoping that got on TV too. I was just hoping I would get on TV. <laughs> Using you, 
<laughs> Thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on, bud. And uh, we'll see you this weekend. All right. All right. All right. See you guys. See you. Malcolm Stewart, everybody, on the uh, Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Pivot Works also uh, brought to you that uh, that segment as well. And Michelin Starcross 5, brand new tire. We had the ride day. Well, it's not even brand new anymore, but we had the ride day last week at Sunrise slash 395. Michelin, uh, brand new, great tire. Four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand. Completely redesigned casing, more aggressive self-cleaning tread design. A durable yet more flexible sidewall. Michelin Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. They can be purchased wherever Michelin motorcycle tires are sold. We've had great feedback from uh, the people that were at that ride day uh, on the Michelin Starcross 5, so we we thank them as well. And, uh, of course, Guts Racing, official graphics of the RCH team now, and official seat foam, seat base, seat cover of, uh, of PC and uh, the RCH guys and a bunch of other teams in the pits. Pulp Show 17 is the discount to say big on any sort of seat products you need from the fantastic folks at Guts Racing. All right, we're going to take a commercial break here in a little bit. We're still Facebooking live on RacerX, I think. And it, is it working okay, Travis? Yes. Can I ask a blank nope. question? No complaints yet. No. I cannot? No. Right. Uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off. Let's roll right into that. Oh, the we got X- a segment. All right. The X-Brand okay. Goggle okay. Tear-Off segment. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. I have questions for JT, too. Oh, you do? Yeah. <clears throat> Oh, well, call him back. Okay. And then we each can talk to ask, ask your question. Now. Uh, we were talking about JT, serious face of the races, didn't didn't talk to Malcolm. Here's something I've always struggled with for my what I have to do with the races. I always figure when the riders have bad races, they really probably don't want to talk to the media. They'd probably just rather let it lie. So I try to, as a favor, almost ignore them. Like, I'm not beating a path to Tomac's door right now until he gets his stuff figured out. He probably doesn't want I to talk to I talked to mom. Me. You did? Yeah. Okay, but in general. How about Bassetowns? But what I, yeah, okay, so that would be fine. What I always worry is if you – I'm trying to do them a favor. and like, I'm not going to put the heat on you right now while you're struggling. Is that the, oh, you only come around here when I'm doing good? Like, is it yeah. actually working against me? You or do, they, we, I'm trying to do them a favor, and they think that I'm – Yeah, we do get oh, that as media, right? Hmm. Like, yeah. Do you only come around here when I do good? And I'm like, I'm helping you out. So anyway, you were always pretty good to talk to. Even if you had a bad race, you probably wouldn't care. But if you had a bad race and someone came up to interview you, was that like, oh, man, I really wish you'd just – it, well, right it could be a bit of a bummer. You're not yeah. quite as enthused. I mean, you're not carrying momentum from the win, right? Yeah. You're in cloud nine if you win. Um, but, you know, you've got to do those interviews regardless. Okay. I think that's what you've got to at least try for. But, yeah, like you said, most guys I don't think want to even talk at that moment. I can't right. I'm going to say this, but just pull your mic away from your mouth a little bit. Wow. I'm all over the place. Yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it was too close. Um, yeah, you were a good guy. From my my experience, win or lose, uh, bad or good, you, you know, Put on a grip. You're always a, an articulate guy to, to talk to and everything else. I think if the guys just don't want to talk, they just split. You know what I mean? They're just like out of there. Like I, I gotta go. I did walk home one one time. Well, not home to the hotel from Houston Supercross. <laughs> How far? Oh wait, is this just across the? I parking mean, no, lot, it's though? a mile mile and a half. Oh, it wasn't the one right across the parking lot. No, in Houston. No. Why did you do that? I, I was upset to say the least. Astrodome, really? Astrodome days or the new one? The new one. Okay. Yeah. He's not that old, bro. He didn't race in the Astrodome. When did the no. Astrodome close? No. That's seemed like just a few years ago. It just goes back to my. This goes back to renting. I'll tell you how long ago. I've never gone to the Astrodome. <laughs> really? Yes. That's oh. it's probably fifteen oh plus. You JT, were that JT, bad. That's JT, hilarious. when did the Astro, right. When was the last race in the Astrodome? JT. Two thousand two. Oh my God! It's a long time ago. <laughs> fifteen on the nose. Um. All right. Hey. So, are you gonna go say hi to Mookie this weekend? Yeah, I'm all, well, yeah. I mean, as long as I can find him, I'm all in. I'm probably going to go, like, uh, I'm going to bring him some sort of, like, uh, 
present. <laughs> Gift you know, like basket. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Peace offering. Peace uh, offering. Um, uh, X brand goggles, the choice of champions everywhere. Jace Owen wearing X brand to dominate and crush arena cross. And finally I can say, if you don't wear X brand, you won't win. Like Jay Owen, Fast Freddy, Norn, Kyle Chisholm, Brock Tickle, also wearing X Brand and uh, destroying the, the 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 circuits everywhere. X Brand goggles, Clear Vision. Please check them out. Brand new goggle out. So these questions are submitted by a guy named Moser. JT, are you familiar with him? Never heard of him. A guy, a fan of ours named Moser, writes in these questions. And uh, thirty seconds, Blake. Uh, okay. So rapid fire answers. Sure. And uh, and so here we go. Steve, who do you think is the most aggressive, aka dirty rider? Right now in the 450 class, um, I mean, I think Anderson is. Yeah, I think Anderson. I, I, that dirty is, you know, uh, not. He's not always dirty. He's just aggressive. Yeah, yeah, I said that. Yeah. No, you back yourself in a corner. You yes, you have yeah. to say. You yeah. can't say somebody else. I can't. You can't. I, I cannot. You've, ba- you've been boxed in. <laughs> been boxed in. <laughs> you know what? And that if I ever find that Moser guy. <laughs> For asking that question, I will, I will get him for asking that question. <laughs> Travis is talking to uh, to our listener right now, but uh, we will. Uh, hey, buddy! We'll just kill time like. Oh, that. okay. Um, uh, JT Mookie's heat race, very impressive. I I can't believe you just said Anderson right now. I can't it. Steve's boxed in. He's gone on record that he can't say the obvious answer, so he can't do it. He he has I think, to pick I think somebody Vince else. Freeze is just aggressive. Why can't you say it when the obvious answer when it's the correct answer? I just uh, Anderson's like, always. I always see Anderson doing stuff. Always. <laughs> Steve has a unbelievable theory. Uh, we'll folks we'll have, get into this. Oh, we're yeah. gonna talk about it. Yeah, because right. yeah. okay. I want to get. I want to get a real racer over here, Blake Wharton. I want to get his opinion. Yes, because so. funnily enough, any of the other real racers you've talked to, Adam Cincerillo. I talked to him today. Okay, he was fine. Uh, ping, not ping. Uh, all right, next question, Blake. What is your take on the Seven Deuce Deuces music? Well, I think it's good to see another moto guy out there doing some music. You know, it's a different genre than what I'm used to. But, hey, uh, more power to him. It is music, and he's getting after it. 10.6. Good job. Thank you. He made a lot of money off that. iTunes. Uh, that's good. what I heard. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he did well with it. So, How about the time we were in Dallas, and we're, like, walking out of Dallas, and you're like, hey, it looks like Blake Wharton on stage. And yeah. you look over, and it was It, was, it was me. Yeah, it I was. thought I was being funny. Right. <laughs> I was just real. I figured it'd be kind of interesting to race there and at least play there. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. True. Uh, all right, next question. Weege, you are a wealth of moto knowledge and history, so what is the best on-track fight you can recall? Uh, best on-track fight? I really think the best one ever, the longest-lasting one, Henry and Ryan Hughes fought at Steel City, and I guess it was like the sport wasn't as big back then. I think they were just brawling on the track and just brawling and ripping and hole and, and tumbling, and no one ever showed up. It's like they just kept fighting each other. It's Steel City's did, last round of the year. Yeah, I remember the fight, but no, did you they just fu- get back on the bikes? Eventually, yeah, but it was like uh, I think Rhino stopped Henry from getting on his bike first and then tried to get away, and I think Henry is like, well, i got to stop him from getting on his bike. So there were at least two tackles. In the middle of a moto, not after the heat race in the tunnel. I'm going to go with Jason Thomas, Jacksonville, Arena Cross. <laughs> and it's not even close. Like, it's a landslide victory. <laughs> what is this one? Frank and Bogard. You've heard the story. I suppose so. You have. I, I would. <laughs> this sounds so epic. I can't imagine I'd forget it, it's, though. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal <laughs> okay. story. But, all right, next question. JT, when you were racing, would you have let Mathis be your mechanic and actually like work on the bike? 
yeah, I would have uh, I would have loved for Mathis to be on camp. It just never really worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we like I tried a few times to make that happen. It just wasn't wasn't panning out. Nick Way when Nick Way was ready to fire me, you were probably ready to scoop me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if I could have gotten you to go to Subway, like if you had the factory Yamaha thing, but if that oh, that's hadn't right. happened, we did talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. trying to make it happen, and then when you had factory Yamaha, that was obviously a step up. Yep. So that kind of ended. Yep. All right, next question. Steve, what was the most significant change being down on the starting line at A2 compared to when you used to wrench? I've always said it. They look The mechanics look like goddamn Sherpas. They, have, they look like they're going to Mount Everest. They have carts <laughs> and backpacks and boots and, and, and boards and glasses and headsets and gas cans and goggles. They, what are you guys doing? It's a supercross race. It's 56-second lap times. You're done, bro. If you got to pull in, you're done. Like, stop it. That That's the biggest change. Like, what are you jerk-offs doing with everything in your backpack to rebuild a transmission right Jerk there on the off. track? Like, what are you guys doing? Anyways, so, yeah, it's amazing. It's like one guy brings it, and then everybody goes, well, we got to do it, too. I, I bet you there's going to be a margarita blender machine up there soon. And guys, there's going to be... And just making margaritas <laughs> honestly like it's a joke it's a joke all right next question blake how do you fit all that hair inside your helmet <laughs> great stuff moser <laughs> sometimes i don't buddies. that's from his buddy yeah, he'll that is, that's his, his buddies, buddies for sure yeah uh you got to get a bigger helmet you really you come really? on you had to run a bigger helmet no it's true yeah you actually have had to adjust helmet size uh, absolutely really yes Wow. I like the pony. You had a pony for a while. Uh, I could run a ponytail, yeah. sure. Yeah, pony looked good. Yeah, thank you. Your brother had a strong look, too. He did. He always yeah. had a ponytail. He always yeah. ran pony. Yeah. Recognizable. Yeah. Very, yeah. very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Did you not win Houston on the Rockstar bike with a pony? I did, but I didn't have a pony. It just looked like I had one. I think I tweeted, like, he's the first guy to ever win with a pony. Wow, that would have been an accomplishment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so close. <laughs> and, uh, outside of Duke Finch capturing a, a win, a main event win back in the day. <laughs> He had a pony. Duke had a pony. No, JT. His brother's hair always reminded me of uh, Michael Bolton's hair. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I, I know who Michael Bolton is. I never paid enough attention. Yeah, JT. Google him. That's the same hair. JT. Duke Finch had a pony. Of course he did. Wow. Like down the like way down his back. Yeah. Hmm. Braided. Never saw him from behind. I suppose. Braided. All right. Oh, next wow. question. Weege, what is the most memorable free thing you've ever received or acquired? We just super cheap. Work. I'm on an uh, I'm on an incredible roll right now. I've been uh, on the West Coast since uh, Thursday afternoon, and it's just been a remarkable streak of uh, multiple free meals capped off by the pizza right here. But it, I mean, it's fresh in my mind. I just flew on Coach Gibbs' jet on Thursday, and I'll leave it at that. <sighs> Flying private, bro. I think that's I can, supposed to be a secret, but oh. hey, Moser. I mean, he gets the best out of you. I mean, you've seen these. <laughs> can you explain that, Coach? What Coach told Coy, and then what Coy did what you told us we got in the plane and uh, Coy's like you have to take your shoes off my dad will get real mad yeah. and then Coy with his shoes on puts his feet up on one of the chairs <laughs> and purposely shows everybody that he's not doing it <laughs> uh, all right next question JC how does Tomac turn this around I don't know man I, I, <laughs> it's not good <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've never heard you so, like, not have an answer for something. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if he doesn't know what the problem is or how to fix it, how the hell am I supposed to know? Right. All right, next question. 
Steve, what were Wharton's biggest strengths and weaknesses during his career? He was a very technical rider, if I remember right. Like, he could jump any – I don't remember ever being like, uh, oh, Wharton didn't do that quad or Wharton didn't jump this. You know, he could always jump. He's great that way. Uh, weaknesses, well, like a lot of guys, he got hurt a lot. I remember that, you know. Um, yeah, Supercross, great technical rider for sure. Blake, if you could have a ride with any team right now, who would it be and why? Wow, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll be thinking about it right now, legitimately. <laughs> did you ever? Uh, I need more ever, time. I need more time. Okay. Did you ever have a shot to go to PC at all? Uh, yeah, I did actually. And um, I heard you turn them down. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. And going into 2013, oh, somebody, so, somebody wants so, a do-over. 2012. Well, we so had a good thing going. Uh, it's a rock star. Just bought an HRC Honda. If you're, uh, I think Mathis may uh, be ready to answer who's going to go there. I know he's been. Um, answer that on Twitter quite a bit. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm, let me do it again. Uh, why'd you turn Mitch down? Well, like I said, we had a good thing going in 2012. Uh, I feel I felt really good with the team. Randy Lawrence was there. Brent Myron, my mechanic. Um, some good teammates. You know, we had a, a great training program. And I said, hey, well, it's worked this year. Why why change it now? Even though mm-hmm. that was the status quo, say at that time. Yeah. You know, it would have been a great ride. Sure, it, it's it's PC. But uh, that was the decision we made. And mm-hmm. you know. All right. That's the sound of a tear-off tearing, by the way. It's real, real clever, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Weege, Dungey is presumably going to walk away with this title now. So how do you keep the 450 racing exciting? Well, yeah, I think if we just did the math, you know, he just needs to get second every second race. Every blah, 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 you, blah, if you've blah. said it once, you've said it a thousand times. Uh, I think the Roxon thing is almost a little bit of a reminder that, hey, anything can happen. And Dungey himself, like I've been saying, is very somber in that press conference, knowing that, like what happened to him at Colorado last summer, no one is immune. So we've got to keep watching. Nice failed shill over there in the corner. Oh, oh JT. I was asking. Yeah, I would. Uh, I I tried to be enthusiastic about how the rest of the series is going to go, but I'm just not. Was I supposed to say no? Care. I can't answer the question. I had to give an answer. Yeah, whatever. All right, next question. What? Next question. <laughs> JT, we're, we're last on. one. If you could pick anyone to fill in for Roxon, who would you want to see? A fly rider. Uh, anyone to fill in? That's an interesting question. Um, hmm. I don't know. Did it have to be currently actively racing? You want to bring Stanton back? You just I would have, I would get six time back out there. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting too. I think it would end poorly. Uh, well, we saw Coop air out that uphill triple. At Indiana? That's true. What's he doing? Is Coop around? <laughs> <laughs> that same jump Roxon crashed on, he would have done a pancake rodeo one-hander whip. <laughs> right. Still. Front end I up. Think, uh, yeah. I think James would be the most exciting. I just don't think that can happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. People are already – I saw a Photoshop of the 7 on a, on a Honda. Really poor Photoshop, too. <laughs> I mean – what I don't are people missing James's year last year? Did, did, are these people who tell me this and post this and are they forgetting his results last year? It wasn't like he killed it in results no. and then he got hurt or whatever. He legitimately could not ride at the level he used to. Why would you no. ever put him on a on a bike until you saw him skinnier, faster, ready to go? Yeah, I think that's yeah. the, the first obstacle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fully prepared, James Stewart's a different story than what's right now. What's yes, right now. absolutely. So, is that it for us? 
My producer's over there. He's not even paying attention. He's got like yes, nine things going. That's all. That's it. All right, next round goggles of choice of champions everywhere. JT, we gotta we haven't talked about Anderson and Freeze. Will you come back on to to side with me uh, on this? Yeah. Please. I will not be fighting with you, but I will come back on. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a second commercial break of the night. Blake, War or Blake, War Blake Wharton is here. Blake Baggett is coming up. Jason Wygant's here. Rocky Mountain KTM, uh, uh, Blake Baggett coming right up here on the Apollo Met Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Please stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah, that's right, people. That's Van Halen. I want to tell you about my two favorite things in life, Van Halen and Fly Racing. Flyracing.com, they make much more than just moto gear, mountain bike gear, snowmobile gear, hard parts. They've got it. Flyracing.com. The F2 Carbon Helmet. It's as close to a factory bike as a helmet can get. It's out of the box and onto the racetrack ready helmet for guys like Millsaps, Baggett, Canard, and Pike. Carbon Fiber, Kevlar, Coolmax, Mips. Fly Racing's F2 Carbon has 10 different graphic styles, 22 colorways. Go to your local dealer, get them from flyracing.com. Please check them out. A whole line of hard parts as well. Flyracing.com. Let's listen to some Van Halen. It's got what it takes. So tell me why can't this be love? Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? NFAB offers innovative products to take your truck or Jeep to the next level. Innovative, high-quality styles will let you customize your vehicle just like you customize your bike. The new RKR rails with patented detachable steps provide ease of entrance around town and clearance and protection for an off-highway adventure. NFAB's direct bolt-on MRDS pre-runner bumper with multi-mount and LED helps Light up your world. Justin Barcia, Weston Pike, and Filthy Phil are all NFAB users and fans. Visit NFAB.com to learn about all of the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. NFAB. Get your truck in gear. Race Tech suspension and engines. Great guys. They've been with us for a number of years now. You know what Race Tech's all about. You know the top teams and privateers choose Race Tech. Look, maybe you don't race Supercross. I get it. That's fine. Neither do I. But you can at least get your suspension looked at. Change your oil. Change the bushings. Change the seals. Love your bike and it'll love you back. PulpMX17 is the code to save at Racetech.com. Suspension and engines. Of course, they got their gold valves now. They got over 200 gold valve designs to date. They're constantly updating and evolving to provide the best suspension products and settings available in the market. 100% guaranteed to exceed your highest expectations. Love the guys at Racetech. Love what they've been doing for us. Love what they do for you jerkies. And we thank them. We're going to help you save, whether it's suspension or engine services. Just give your bike some love with some suspension. We'll do it. Racetech Gold Valves, 100% guaranteed to outperform your highest expectations. All Racetech products are made in the USA. Racetech suspension and engines. Make it happen. I like that. Make it happen. It's a good little tagline. Let me try it again. 
Race their suspension and engines. Make it happen. Attention KTM riders. Need a little orange bling for your KTM? Maybe some cool new KTM power wear? Or just a few parts to freshen up your ride? Whatever you're looking for, KTM Parts Express is your place to shop. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. With over 40 years experience in the motorcycle industry, customer service is our specialty. Our warehouse is packed full of the latest KTM Powerwear clothing, Powerwear accessories, and genuine KTM replacement parts. Huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Use the code PULPMX to save 15% off your order. KTM Parts Express, the number one online source for all your KTM needs. For more than 20 years, Vortex Racing has been a leading manufacturer of MX race components boasting intelligent race design. A proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show, Vortex is offering exclusive discounts for Pulp MX listeners. Trusted by champions, Vortex Racing components are made from aerospace-grade billet aluminum to the tightest tolerances. Chad Reed and Cooper Webb of Factory Yamaha will be using our rear sprockets and will be rocking them for Supercross and Motocross. You'll find the right Gearing for any track condition from the vast array of sprockets. Cat 5, F5, Hardcoat Silver, and our long-lasting laser-cut steel Vortex sprocket. Our newly redesigned V3 Racing Chain 2.0 is the perfect complement to Vortex rear and front sprockets. Create a custom chain and sprocket kit with more than 30,000 possible gearing combinations. In addition to sprockets and chain, Vortex also offers the V3 MXSX handlebar that is 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research, development, and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. And that race teams like Team Babbitt's use and abuse these bars on the national stage. And don't forget about your wearables parts. Vortex recently released its own line of V3 brake pads, V3 performance lines brake line kits, V3 oil filters, and V3 cycle straps tie-downs. Want 40% off your order? Just contact Jake at VortexRacing.com or 800 Four four zero three five five nine extension two twenty two and mention promo code Pulp MX twenty seventeen. For more information, check out vortexracing.com and see you at the track. EK Chain set out to design a chain that was as elegant and beautiful as it was strong. The result is the three D chain by EK. The first thing you will notice about the 3D chain is its formed outer side plates. They have a curved form that helps to reduce weight. The centers of the plates have a recessed rectangular stamping that adds an eye-popping appeal. The inner side plates feature lightning holes and rounded edges to further reduce mass and put more power to the pavement. 3D chains by EK are available in three colors. Chrome nickel, black gold, full gold. 3D's elegance is matched only by its strength. 11,400 pounds of tensile strength to be exact. That's enough to handle any motorcycle, no matter the terrain. The QX2 X rings that are featured in the 3D chain have a better wear resistance than standard QX rings by 30%. This more efficient design results in a chain that transfers 1% more power and torque to the rear wheel. 
EK is accepting applications for rider support. Get your 3D chain by EK at a great price through the EK Rider Shop. To apply, visit ekchainusa.com and click on Rider Support. WUSA is the number one source for quality wheel sets and wheel building services. They are the exclusive importer for Talon and Kite Hubs along with DID and Excel rims. Their wheels and wheel building services are trusted by the finest teams in the country. Teams like Factory KTM, JDR Suzuki, Rocky Mountain MC KTM, Rockstar Husky Star Racing Monster Energy Babbitts. They all trust us. Say everybody, we thank those guys for coming on board with us. Whatever you need for your wheels, hubs, wheel building services, they've got it. Mention Pulp MX when you call down there, and they'll give you a discount. They ship nationwide. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at WUSA.com. WUSA, they are all things wheels. Do it. WUSA. Do it. Guts Racing, the leaders of seat technology, has tons of new stuff for 2017. Guts Racing has new products like RCH Factory Suzuki Graphic Kits and complete Husqvarna seats. Guts Racing has added new gripper material colors, fluorescent yellow and pink to go with nine other colors we already have. Guts Racing even expanded to more teams and riders. 2017 Guts Racing will be seen on JGR MX, RCH Suzuki, Factory Husqvarna, Cycle Trade Yamaha, Blue Buffalo, Barn Pros, MCR Honda, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Malcolm Stewart, and many, many more top teams and riders. Guts Racing has the world covered for 2017 and beyond. So now it's time you join the Guts Racing team by using discount code PULPMX2017 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. Founded in 1999, PivotWorks was created with the vision of providing a fast, easy, and complete solution to maintaining the suspension and chassis of your dirt bike or ATV. By taking all of the hard-to-find parts within the different chassis and suspension segments and packaging them into one easy-to-order kit, PivotWorks helps simplify the way you buy dirt bike parts. You can save time and money by ordering a PivotWorks swing arm or linkage rebuild kit that contains all of the necessary parts for a complete rebuild, whether it's wheel bearings or a complete shock rebuild kit. PivotWorks has what you need to get your bike or ATV handling like new for a fraction of the price of the OEM parts. If you race, ride for fun, or just like restoring bikes like Mathis, PivotWorks should be your first choice when it comes to bearing and seal replacement. After almost 20 years of business, PivotWorks is still the leader in OEM quality aftermarket bearing and seal kits. 
And PivotWorks is giving back to Pulp MX listeners by offering a special 30% discount for all orders placed online. Go to PivotWorks.com today and use the discount code PULPSHOW2017 for a 30% discount on your order. Ride hard, ride fast, ride PivotWorks. Attention riders, welcome to Atlas Air Flight 604 with non-stop service to a better neck brace. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. Located on the underside of the frame is a convenient, easy open system. To fasten, simply insert the release bar into the left frame. To release, push the release button and pull the frame apart. We suggest that you keep your neck brace fastened throughout the duration of the moto, as you may experience an unexpected huckabuck from time to time. To ensure a safe ride, please keep your neck underextended at all times. In the likely event of an over-the-bars emergency, your brace will double as a suspension system. Although the Atlas brace will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your brace first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brole. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. Maximum surface area is located on your chest around the sternum, back around the spine, and up over your shoulders with extra padding over your collarbone. Should you need more, please request a defender roost guard or guardian body armor. We remind you that this is a non-rigid neck brace. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in a wide open position, elbows up, and two fingers on the clutch. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Air. Enjoy the ride. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica JPS Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Established in Northern California in 1989, Works Connection's original idea to bring top-shelf motocross and supercross products to market still holds true today. Offering protection and performance upgrades in the form of either aluminum or plastic skid plates, the patented Pro-Launch Start Device, radiator-saving radiator braces, or the unique tack hour meter with maintenance timer. Being just a few of the product choices, Works Connection stocks. Tested and trusted by RCH Racing, JGR Suzuki, Star Racing, Rock River Yamaha, and Babbitt's Kawasaki. You can count on Works Connection to provide reliable products that deliver. Available on the web at worksconnection.com or your local retailer. 
Boogie by Blake Wharton. Sounds good. Like it. Thank you. Nice work. It's like weird to me. That's like a, just a regular song, and then you're just sitting here. Like, I can't wrap my head around the connection. I'm like, this is you, and you did that, and I'm also listening to this. I mean, you're, like, you're like, this song's really good. It sounds awesome. Like, this is, and it's, there's the guy. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. I like, can't put it together. Like, it's like, it's really happening right in front of my it, eyes. It's surreal. Yes, it is surreal. You. you know what? More than anything, like, so Courtney's over here, your girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? It's like, the guy can ride, jump triples, and then he puts this stuff together? I mean, any, like, either one, you got it. That's what I mean. Both? Both. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, She's, she, and I mean... Yeah, man. Thank you. Like, it's awesome. I often bring up the the movie Twins, Dan DeVito and uh, yeah. Schwarzenegger, yeah. so it's like if they have one perfect one, they have to spit one out that's horrible. So there's other people walking around here that are like the anti of Blake Wharton. They're, they suck at everything. They're the DeVitos of me. Yeah, the DeVitos. They're horrible at everything. And then this guy's good at everything. Does Courtney know what she's got? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can win. You can ride. You can sing. You can, I mean, good God. Yeah. You know? I mean, you're the... And some. We're, I mean, we're still going. And uh, and uh, Dad's favorites, too. Nothing better than motorcycles and he's in a band. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Nothing right. makes no. a dad You know what happier. sucks? It, it sucks for me because I do nothing. Is he okay with this? Why. I don't even know why. Is your dad okay with this? Hoogie's married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's okay with it. Uh, We're going to play Explain Insanity uh, off your EP uh, later on the show. Fantastic. So we're going to give that a try. And and you guys know how important music is to me. My listeners do anyways. I forego both of my chances for a song for Blake and and yourself for Last Christmas by by Wham. Thank you. I think you've had plenty of chance to play the same nine songs from Van Halen, OU812 or something. 5150. That 5150. was the best one. 5150 was the best one. Um, all right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the show. Blake Warden in studio. Roost MX, Cycle Trader, Rock River guys use Roost MX for the graphics. Uh, Heath Harrison will be riding the 250, uh, filling in uh, starting this weekend. So Heath Harrison will be back in. And Tommy Hahn, of course, made the main event this past weekend in Anaheim, too. Roost MX, use the code Pulp Nation to save 20%. Whole pulp section on their website. T-shirts, hats, sticker kits, that kind of stuff. If you hate Pulp MX, that's cool. They got everything else for normal bikes and, and shirts, and they'll make you pit shirts. They'll make you helmet kits, trailer graphics, that kind of stuff. 48-hour turnaround. RoostMX.net. It's pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. He is El Chupacabra from the Rocky Mountain KTM team, Blake Baggett. What's up, Blake? How are you? Oh, pretty good. How about you guys? We're good, man. Thanks for coming in. Uh, 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 Blake Wharton, do you have any Blake Baggett battles? Oh, we've got some good battles, I think. Uh, yeah, we've been only been racing since we're probably eight years old. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> you better have some battle stories at that point. Uh, Blake, everything cool? Well, wait, you don't even know which Blake I'm asking. Right. Now, Blake yeah. Baggett, was everything always cool with you and Blake Wharton? Or are there any heated moments? No, no, I think we were always good. Definitely lots of battles and uh, lots of amateur days of, uh, you know, hanging out and living in a motorhome and riding all the Texas tracks, getting for the before yeah. the two Texas Nationals and riding at uh, Hunter Hewitt's house, you know, and then uh, Blake was always there. and It was just, uh, you know, a big hangout and everybody would do their motos and get ready for the amateur days. Man, I, I forgot. Yeah, you were actually a forerunner on the uh, Rockstar Suzuki team. Uh, so yeah, you got some of the Texas roots there with Bobby Hewitt. I forgot that was that's how you broke in in the pros. Yep, yep. After I uh, did the last three, as uh, you know, privateered it, and then uh, yeah, broke into it on the the Rockstar Suzuki days with Bobby Hewitt. Remember the whole thing: the both Team Green riders, Bike oh. Baggett, Dean Wilson, 
which guy was going to get the ride from, from Pro Circuit. Blake came out as a privateer, put in a great ride at Bud's Creek, I believe, or qualified. Still City. Still City. Still City. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Mitch went Dean Wilson, and, and then Blake Baggett ended up on the Rockstar team. Yep. Interesting how that works, how that all comes together. Mitch made it back it up all, to you. Yeah. It all, play, it all plays out in the long run. <laughs> yeah, Mitch, Mitch came back. Did Mitch say, hey, sorry about last year when he signed you the, the year after? Did you ever say that? No, I don't think we even ever talked about it, really. I what? Think he just said, uh, yeah, he just said, do you, do you want to ride? And, uh, you know, here's, here's my options. And, of course, uh, you know, I was nowhere near but going to say uh, yes to no matter what he gave me. So I was uh, just excited and, you know, new kid on the block. And that's the bike that everybody wanted to be on. And I had an opportunity and I was taking it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, hey, I wrote this last week about you, Blake, uh, in my column. You've been the fastest guy to start 2017 uh, Supercar Series with no results. That finally stopped in uh, in Anaheim, too. You got a 10th. I was talking to your dad after the race. He's like, we'll take it. We'll build on it. It had to be a frustrating start for you. And to get the 10th, I guess, for you, you're like, okay, good. Like, I'll take it. I'll, now we'll start the series, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh Started out, I mean, good. I've definitely been feeling great on the bike and mm-hmm. just chilling with the team and everything. And, uh, yeah, when you look at uh, at lap times and, you know, everything else, it was consistent. Uh, you just have to take out a crash from uh, Anaheim 1 and, and San Diego. So it's no good when you're on the ground. And the goal was to just keep it on two wheels and, and get a solid finish in there. And uh, we talked about top 10 would be our goal. And, we uh we made it by the nick of a hair, but uh, top ten we'll take it for sure and just build on it from there. And I just got to be uh got to be consistent and keep it on two wheels. And you know I got uh got a few things figured out, so just got to better myself each weekend. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. We got a question for Rocky Mountain KTM's Blake Baggett. Brought to you by RoostMX.net. Uh, you got to keep it on two wheels. You were working on keeping it on one wheel off the start of the uh, heat race last weekend. You were like one of the wheelie boys. I wasn't going to bring that up. 12 o'clock in it. I wasn't going to bring that up. 12 o'clock in it. Yeah. All right. Well, again, you brought it up. Fine. Uh, Blake and I, you know, we're, we're, we're cool, man. I can there. do this. I can go there. I, I see where we're going. Yeah. No, I was, uh, you know, I was bringing back the, uh, the Doug Demokis of back in the day. <laughs> I, remember, I remember watching him at uh, LA Coliseum ride, ride wheelies around with no front wheel, ride the whole track track and then i'm pretty sure he had the trike that he used to hit the front brake on and do you know do front flips so i was just i was gonna do backflips on it i just didn't have no roll cage oh you were trying to do a land backflip yeah <laughs> without I a jump i don't know <laughs> it just got uh grabbed a handful and it got got a little out of hand but uh definitely you know i'm sure supercross will use it on the highlight reel so oh i know um, right yeah congratulations on that yeah, I might get knocked off, though, after the, this weekend. Uh, there was some better stuff to put on there, but you never know. <laughs> you might have been the only rider not involved in that. It seemed like there were about 15 dudes that were all involved in the Freezy yeah. Anderson block passing. Malcolm was there. Yeah. Reed was there. Moosecan was there. Um, and then, of course, we have the Roxon crash, too. You were in the main event. You were racing. Uh, that section, take us through that section. What did you see uh, where Roxon ended up going down? How tough was it? I mean, it was definitely, uh, you know, the obstacles as far as if it was freshly groomed were, were really easy, to be honest. Um, but as the night went on, it just got more of a pocket in the bottom. And then, uh, you know, it's hard to line up. And the pocket didn't go all the way to the top of the lip. It only went about halfway. And then it kind of came back out towards you. So definitely got tricky. And I can for surely see how, how easy it would be to, you know, drive it in there a little too deep, a little too too fast and, 
you know, the bikes can only take so much. And I think it just, it caught him off guard. And it's one of those bummer deals. Um, Let me ask you this, Blake. I was looking at the lap times today and kind of looking through who did what and everything else. And so you guys are rolling that section. It's like 101s. Your lap times drop drastically because everybody's rolling it. Um, Except for, I guess, Mookie and Webb jumped it one lap, and Chad's not happy. But anyways, anyways. Um, Right about then, Blake, is when Eli Tomac's times, he couldn't get it back to where they were before. And I know I'm not asking you about Tomac himself, but as a rider, does that jack you up? having to roll like a whole rhythm and and try to be fast but yet don't get any air does it ruin your rest of your race at all or is it easy to pick it back up when when those flags go away or in that next section or is it weird i definitely would say it's weird you know i think some guys can maybe get it gives them a little break maybe a little breather Mm -hmm. other guys maybe holding their breath through it like just kind of frustrated with the situation because that's not the line that you had done all day long and practice and everything. So you're just kind of frustrated. You might lose time on the guy in front of you. He might, you know, jump out a little more on the rollers or maybe go through it a little faster. And you're, you're kind of always concerned on what the AMA guys are watching you do. Yep, yep. And the guy behind you, you feel like always benefits from it. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's the theory that you have no matter what. Right. And, uh, yeah, so I can see how definitely it could either throw you off your groove or, or it could better you. Um, I think it would go one or the other, um, just depending on if, if you're able to take a breather from it. Maybe you felt like you were a little winded or mm-hmm. so, or or it could do the opposite and just spike it up. So where then when it's go time, you're just kind of flat. Um, well, again, yeah. if there was one guy before the season, us media jerkies just kept hearing about you know, you always hear everybody's fast. Oh, yes. Everybody's yes. faster on the new bike. Everybody loves it. Everybody's two seconds faster. Wharton, you know how that goes. Mm. Never, everybody's never felt any better. But the Blake Baggett pre-A1 hype. There was. It was you were a, a sneaky pick. It was there, Blake. I don't know if people were seeing you at the track or back home. Or- we heard verification of just there's a lot of good rodders at KTM, and there's that other not connected to KTM, completely different brand that has a track 10 feet away from it. And we heard great things about your times compared to those rodders. Can you confirm or deny these reports? Uh, I mean, it, it all goes by results on Saturday night, to be honest. Whenever they dish out <laughs> points and money, other than that, it really doesn't matter. No, you know? you're right. I think yeah. We all grow up and want to be an astronaut, but uh, the NASA space program really shut us all down on that. So <laughs> that's kind of how it, how it goes. <laughs> okay, so you could make like a cardboard box and pretend you're in a space shuttle on Wednesday. It doesn't, the day of the launch doesn't right, really. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, uh, a good rebound, though, for you guys. You dominated the heat race dominated the heat yes. race and uh definitely yeah definitely big uh you know it's awesome to uh to be on the new team the whole rocky mountain atv mc ktm wps team has, has been you know putting blood sweat and tears into it to uh to get ready and uh davies rode the bike before but i was completely new guy and davies been super helpful on He's kind of a veteran, I would say, and uh, he's been helping me a lot. And We've been, you know, riding together and working off of each other, and it's definitely super cool for us to be able to go out there and get the TV time for the team and everything else. And with Rocky Mountain, ATV MC being so involved in our sport, and uh, I think it's good, and I think it's cool that we can, you know, have the program we have and be able to go out there and run up front. And it feels good to be able to run up front because I haven't done that in a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, just keep to – 
get the good starts. And really, it's just, man, you got to get a good start right now because it's not really even Supercross anymore. It's just Smash Cross. <laughs> so, it's like, you know, you go to pole position, you try to practice, and they just kick you out. You're not allowed to bump into each other. So it's hard to practice Smash Cross anymore. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely it was good for us to be up there and excited that, we, you know, we finished – nine and 10 in the main event. And we're just going to keep better in that and try to keep putting the bikes farther forward each weekend. All right. But here's something interesting. You mentioned smash cross. I feel like I've heard more riders this year and it's probably something that happens every year, but I feel like I've heard more riders this year talk about just like you kind of did. It's one thing doing motos by yourself in November and December, but once you're out on the track and guys are battling and roost is flying, it's different. So during the week, do you ever just have motos and actually just literally drop a gate next to dudes? Not this, uh, you know, I'll start eight seconds ahead because I'm going a half a second faster. Do you Have you practiced some of that with other guys actually going side-by-side side in corners during the offseason? I don't, I don't think anybody does. Why does honest. no one do and it and then they all freak out the first time of the year when they have to do it? Because everybody follows the goat trail at the Supercross test tracks, and you get that one goat trail that everybody – you know, uses the video cameras or the Lit Pro to find out what's the exact fastest line, and mm-hmm. that's just what everybody sticks with. And then, uh, you know, you get to battle, and all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like, whoa, hey, that guy's in my line. Can you move out of the way for me? That's the line I was used to riding, and that's what just throws everybody off their groove. Okay, be an innovator here. I know you've got this unbelievable El Chupacaba Ranch. I appreciate the name. Can you drop a gate? And actually race? Yes. Will it ever happen? Yeah. I got six-man gate for Supercross, and I got a six-man gate for outdoors. So, yeah, if people are there, we can do it. You know what I do like, though, too? It, like, Blake seems, and Chad, Blake and Chad seem to have compounds where they're like, come on out, anybody. Yeah. Like, we'll ride your place, you come out to my place, no matter what team you ride on. It, it seems that way, Blake, that you're cool with that, you and your dad, or am I Am I not? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, one hand washes the other, for sure. I mean, I don't. I think that, uh, you know, it's got to be fair. Of course, if, you know, somebody like Chad um, or even Ferry has his own place when he has his guys, they're more than welcome to come at my place if uh, if I can go there. And right. I think it would just help everybody. But, of course, you know, if somebody, you know, shows up with a Datsun truck and a bike and, you know, all they have the offer is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Then, uh, then it's a different story, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but definitely it's cool when, uh, when we can switch it all up and everybody that has a compound near there, or a ranch, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that, uh, that we switch it up and ride together. I think it helps everybody. And also, uh, you know, it cuts down on, on track maintenance and costs and everything else because you can ride one guy's place for two days and then switch it up and go to the other guys. And, right. um, it just benefits everybody, but definitely, uh, We'll have to. Uh, I'll have to get a video of it. We'll have to get six guys. We'll even double stack it. We'll get more than six. We'll do it arena cross style. Double gate. We'll double stack the gate. Oh, and then we'll go for it. <laughs> Why don't we'll, we? We'll do. We'll do a twenty minute race. There you go, Warden. Show up. At the... I'm ready. You ready? I'm inspired. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a moto. This uh, is. I actually asked Alden Baker about because Ping keeps saying Alden's guys are good because he drops the gate and lets them race. Well, I asked Alden. He says he never actually does that. They do the, no, you know, the gate, yeah, they leave the four seconds. The gate is not ahead. located near the Supercross track. Yeah, you're right. They just have that start corral in the side. So I asked him, like, why do you never have them do motos? And he's like, oh, the roost, and then they need tear-offs and all that. And I'm, I, I should not question the methods, but I'm just thinking. Bio, biodegradable and, tear-offs would be a key. Yeah. I, I just think if you have to pull tear-offs and get roosted in the race, 
then you should get roosted and pull Terry off some practice. Yeah, I'm not going to argue. Um, Blake, might be on to something. We have a call, Blake, from a guy named Reedy, but he wants to ask you about the loop out. So I don't know if we should put him on or how do you feel about this? Uh, it's up to you. Well, do you want to keep talking about this loop out or do you want to kind of hope it, hope it just goes away? Oh, I'm fine with it. I mean, uh, I'm, de- I'm getting publicity out of right, let's, let's advertise. <laughs> All right. Reed, welcome to the show. Uh, Roost MX bringing you Rocky Mountain KTM's Blake Baggett. What's your question about the loop out for a BB4? Yes, yeah, so, uh, I've been watching this whole thing go down. After replays, I'm just curious. I've heard about 26 different stories. What the hell actually happened? <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know. I could probably give you 27. <laughs> uh, just, uh, yeah, I had some issues, and we, it was last minute, and uh, we weren't able to catch it in time before, uh, you know, 30-second card was up, and uh, I gave it my best effort to, to try and hole shot. So uh, we've been dialing in the starts, and, you know, the whole Rocky Mountain WPS KTM team has been awesome, and uh, the bikes are great. We just had a little malfunction, and you know, on uh, I tried to make it happen, and it didn't happen. So I grabbed a handful, and as you can see, I never let off or did anything. And uh, she went up and over, and I just couldn't run that fast. But positive side is <laughs> I couldn't run that KTM fast. Pretty did, damn cool. We did not break a back fender or anything. So right. I was I was ready. <laughs> uh, Warden, have you ever done that or had that or? No, I've I've never done that, but you know it can happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I blame Nate. I blame Nate. That's what I'll do. So, um, let's just do that. Actually, though, I was a mechanic again this weekend. Uh, Baggett, uh, you probably don't even know that I was a mechanic before. but No, I heard you were. I heard you were spinning T-handles. I was. I was. So, N- Nate gave me grip tape and a little roller to roll it on because it's so, it's, it's so grippy it'll ruin your fingertips. Wow. Well, we didn't want you to get blistered. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, Nate's a good dude. One of the good guys. Love Nate. So, all right. Thanks, Reed. Yep. All right. Thanks. Um all right, anything else for Blake Baggett? Hey, um, how huge is uh, the guy that uh, big part of the uh, Rocky Mountain ATVMC, uh, our guy our guy Ray Butts. I know he hop, hop, hangs out there quite a bit. Um, you get scared of him at all? He's a very gentle giant, but he's a giant for sure. I mean, I, to be honest, I feel safe around Ray. I mean, Ray <laughs> is definitely a huge part, but I feel safe around him, you know? I feel like I'm protective from all the media guys. Nothing against you guys, but you guys can be a little yeah. gruff and yeah. aggressive. We are, especially like, when Millsaps is like around. Lumberjack oh, yeah. Ray, having Lumberjack Ray there, I feel like <laughs> at any moment you can just whip out an axe and just take care of all you guys. So I definitely feel safe around him. And, uh, you know, his whole family is dedicated 100% to the sport. And I think it's awesome. And, you know, his little little son that, uh, you know, is up and comer riding 85s is, right there and just super good family so they're 100 percent dedicated to our sport and uh you know that's why we had the whole team going on and everything's everything seems to be gelling pretty good and we're three rounds in and got some decent results i think we're just going to be uh better and better and you know hopefully we're uh one of the limelight teams that has you know the whole talk about us going into uh each series hey blake i've got a question for you yeah you've always been a kawasaki suzuki guy um, how are you liking the KTM? Definitely gelling with it. Um, I know everybody 
when they move on to the 450, the whole, the, the lingo is it suits my style. That's probably trademarked or it should be because <laughs> um, that's what every single person ever says, uh, you know, all the way through amateur. Oh, I'm going to race the 450 class this year. It just suits my style. It's so, so true. I'm going to put a trademark in that yeah. and, uh, and buy that. I'm going to buy that hashtag. It suits my style. And then, uh, yeah, so no, definitely something that was completely different. Took a few days to get used to it. Um, the way that the chassis reacts and handles, the way that the engine power is, uh, hydraulic clutch, the brakes are beyond strong, you know, almost yeah. to the point of so strong you feel like you're on a street bike or something and the thing stops before you know it. And, yeah, taking some getting used to, but definitely feel like it's made my Supercross um, performance a lot easier on myself. So I feel like I can – ride the bike a lot harder and i don't feel like i'm on the edge or, or sketchy or anything and uh yeah i feel great on it so super excited to keep uh you know testing on it we haven't had that much testing and uh yeah we're just bettering it each weekend trying little things here and there and just trying to work our way towards the front uh all right last question for you from dave he just called in i think it's a good one uh dave what's your question for bike baggett okay i got two of them first all right. um First one is Blake. Have you tried any shorty starts? Third gear. Yeah, definitely have tried the third gear. It's uh, I'd say that to simplify it, it's difficult. It's <laughs> uh, it's not just put the bike in third gear right. and you know hold it wide open and go. It uh, it's definitely hard to master shorty. Shorty definitely had an art to it. There's uh, there's no doubt about it. There's either either stalling it or taking off like. Uh, mm like a school bus. I mean, brrr, down the starting line, you go nowhere. So how he made it work so much and how he beat all of us to the first turn so often, got to give the guy credit. So I definitely have tried it, but uh, that's not what I'm going with. I'm going with the traditional second gear and uh, it seems to be working good for me. All right. Thank you. Hey, the last, the second question is it's about starts too. Okay. This is pulling towards Steve and I want to get everybody's answers. Now, Steve, you like change. You want change, right? Yeah. Yeah, change it up. Okay. Every motorsport, NASCAR, Formula One, MotoGP, every, except for dirt bike racing, what is what is the same thing? Uh, I'm sorry, theme with the start. Staggered start. There you go. What happens if we stagger start Supercross? That's where you go by your time, your qualifying times. You won't have people like Freeze. You get the top. No, no, the top. no. All right, see you later, Dave. That's dumb. We're gonna drop the gate in motocross race. That's what motocross racing is—dropping the gate. Uh, there's a uh, Steve's uh, got a thing where if you say anything about Freezy, you're in big trouble. Oh, no, you get hung no, up on no. if you dare. Just, no, we, if we you dare. That no. was it. That's what made that, you hang up. That's a dumb question. We drop the gate. <laughs> that's what we do. We don't do staggered starts. It is literally the hashtag of the series. <laughs> it is. Drop the, <laughs> drop the gate. I so thanks. I wouldn't mind that it staggered is. start halfway through deal. I like that. Oh, like when we had, yeah, 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 with the red flag. Right. They do stagger it. Yeah, they do stagger it or whatever halfway through if it if it gets red flagged, which is never good because it's not good to have a red flag in our sport or practice no. or anything. But no. for some reason, we've had a lot lately with the with the practice or the track building or whatever is mm-hmm. going on. There's been there's been way too many. I do know that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, hey, Blake, thank you for uh, for joining us tonight. Uh, appreciate it. Nice ride in Anaheim too. I got a feeling. It's just going to get better from here for you. Like like you talked about, your times have been good. Your speed's been good. It's just 
been crappy uh, crappy luck for you in terms of crashing and everything else. So um, I think it'll turn around here and and uh, and both you and Millsaps uh, will start being in top ten every week and top five and, and closer and closer. So you know why he's so fast right now? What? Why? Burner has the keys. Oh, Burner. Yeah. Burner has the keys. Burner. Burner does have a lot to do with it. Yeah, there Burner's a new guy. He's a smart guy. He's a mm-hmm. smart guy, Michael Burn. There's no doubt. No doubt about that. So, um, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. Yeah, thank you guys very much. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll see you guys this weekend. Sounds good. All right. See you, Blake. Blake Baggett, everybody. The Rocky Mountain KTM team brought to you by RoostMX. RoostMX.net. Pulp Nation saves you 20% over there. Uh, talk. But let's get JT on the line when we can, Trav, when you got a minute. But, um, so the lining up next to Mookie, one, yeah, of, the, one, of, the, one of the top five moments of my life. I give you um, credit for that. Probably in moments five to ten of my life, highlights of my life, you were there to witness it this past weekend. Mike LaRocco comes over to me at the Geico truck. Yeah, yeah. What does he say? Some fan was like, hey, you guy, to LaRocco, probably not realizing who LaRocco was mm-hmm. or his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Hey, you. Get Steve Mathis over there to come over. I need to take a picture with him. LaRocco had to come get Steve. LaRocco comes over to me and goes, hey, uh, this is really embarrassing, but uh, that guy would like a photo with you when you have a moment. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. Yes. Stop it. <laughs> Multi-time national champion Mike LaRocco fetching you to get not, a photo. Not as high in my life moments as Mookie on the gate, but right after it. It's a good day for you then. <laughs> good day. Two top tens. <laughs> Right, right. Two yeah. top ten moments. Two top ten moments in my life. Hey, speaking of top ten moments uh, in your life, if you want to make a top ten moment in your life and you want a Honda, go down to uh, uh, Honda, uh, the Honda World Downey, and uh, 605 and 5 freeway meets over 1,000 new Hondas in stock, 100 used cars, free pulp uh, oil change for Pulp MX listeners. Just go down and, and talk to uh, uh, the service department there and say you're with your Pulp MX listener, and they'll give you a free oil change on your Honda. Best prices around for a Honda, uh, whatever it is, CRX, a Ridgeline, uh, a Civic, an Accord. CRV, bro. C- did I say CRX? I don't know if they have any of those. No, I did see you say CRX. You did say CRX. Love CRX. I mean, you said they have a uh, pre-owned department, so maybe <laughs> <It's still laughs> in 1986. I wanted a CRX so yeah, bad. a CRX. Right? Well, you're Canadian. Your tastes are a little different. Yeah, maybe. A CRV, I should say. Yeah. Or get a Honda Ridgeline like I do. Once I got the Honda Ridgeline, my life has never been better. Uh, hence, Mike LaRocco uh, coming over to me this weekend. Is that weekend. why? It's yeah. because of the Ridgeline. Yeah, absolutely. Let's welcome back in Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas from flyracing.com. What's up, JT? My mom used to drive a CRX. Your mom drove a CRX? Oh, nice. She did. When she was, like, with Frank or single? Uh, I mean, I remember like riding. Oh, so you were you were you were a child. Okay, yeah. I, well, Cindy's like a like a good looking you know older lady, and if she was driving a CRX, people could be you know thinking that she, you know she's you know yeah, looking. It's not an NSX. They were pretty stylish though. Um, all right, everybody, uh, let's get into right into the first segment. We got to get this Jason Anderson Vince Freeze thing sorted out somehow. Please, just somehow. JT has been JT has been chomping at the bit. Well, yeah, he didn't get to the end of the podcast. He had yes. a Super Bowl or a football party to get to. But um, No, he was p- basically pounding on the door. We, like every three minutes he was sending us a text. I can get in on this. Call me. <laughs> and for some reason, Mathis's phone just stopped working. I, I, don't, did, I don't know. I didn't. We were, we were over halfway done when the first text came through. <laughs> and I did not want to get berated anymore. I was already well into my ice cream store analogy, and it was perfect. Um, it reminded me of uh, when a, I was introduced to another member of the media, a newcomer, an up-and-comer. 
and suddenly you were so busy eating this burrito that you just could not speak to this person. <laughs> suddenly you ignored every word said, so you didn't have to talk to this guy. The burrito, burrito was so JT good. is sending you text. Call me. Call me now. Call me. No response. Um, so here we go. Uh, well, let's get into the NFAB question of the day. I'm trying to get my producer's attention over there to, to get that started. The NFAB question of the day is coming right up. Brought to you by n-fab.com. The bad question of the day. Do you drive? Do you ride a stock truck? Do you drive a stock truck? Do you ride a stock bike? Then why drive a stock truck? I screwed this read up 100%. NFAB Innovative Products to take your Jeep or truck to the next level. N-Fab.com. Whether it's the pre-runner bars, the steps, the light mounting solutions, visit N-Fab.com to learn all about the innovative products and how you can outfit your build. JGR Suzuki guys uh, are sponsored by NFAB. NFAB Ampro Off-Road Yamaha team as well, of course. And all, everything made in the, the United States in Houston, Texas there. N-Fab.com. If you wanted something for your Jeep truck or SUV, contact us using the uh, contact form on pulpmx.com and Thomas and the boys down at NFAB will uh, give you a little pulpmx special deal and we thank those guys for supporting us and also too if you're into fantasy moto we do the NFAB Racer X Fantasy Motocross Show. JT Parabinos, Dan Truman, um, Dan Truman already getting beating up beating up JT over Noah McConaughey and his Supercross skills um, who had a nice ride this weekend. So, all right, the NFAB question of the day. For Blake Wharton and Jason Wygan and Jason Thomas. We'll start with Wharton. Did Vince Freeze do anything wrong, Blake Wharton? Well, I guess he could have maybe saved that aggressive uh, pass. He was trying to pass the guys back. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I guess he could have just saved that for another turn, perhaps another straightaway. I mean, the goal is to get qualified in that race, right? The goal is to stay up. The goal is to do as good as you can. Perhaps it was a little premature, but it was tempting because it was right there. Like you said, he got passed by Malcolm. Everyone was there. Mm-hmm. Temptation's there. Go to the inside, pass these guys back. So did not deserve to be aggressively attacked by Jason Anderson. No, I was a little surprised by that. You know, I mean, both of those guys are used to aggressive racing. Mm-hmm. I don't. That doesn't mean they're aggressive guys off off the bike. I was a little surprised by that. I think Jason just lost it a little bit. I mean, Jason would have had no problem going to the next race or even the LCQ and qualifying, yeah. and that would have been relatively easy for him. Well, there we go. Nfab.com. Vince Freeze innocent. As for Blake Orton, and we'll just move on from here and go on to the. I don't know what the, what deals <laughs> you guys have made. I don't know what deals you have made. Well, let's hear it. What do you have for us? Well, let's hear JT's first. JT is, JT's been waiting 36 he, hours. He's had run-ins with Vince Freeze many times in the past, though, as former racers. So he's very he doesn't he's not a fan of Vince Freeze and his riding style. JT. Uh, I, I'm. Will you, do you pose a question, or am I just? What's your take on the whole? What's your What's your take on the whole thing? Uh. I, as I told you many times, I don't think this was that egregious. I don't think it was that big of a deal. Like, it definitely was, you know, Jason's going to, from his angle, he cut back down and Vince was kind of sitting there. So, it obviously looked bad from Jason's side. Um, watching the video, this wasn't by, by any means one of Vince's worst moves ever. But I'm a firm believer in that he has lost any benefit of the doubt. I think he's done this so many times with so many people and much worse than this that everyone's just done. So, right or wrong, I don't think that anybody have, has any patience for him to make any questionable moves anymore, uh, whether it's Chase Anderson or Weston Pike or myself or 
on and on. You know, I mean, Marvin was obviously frustrated in the uh, press conference. Um, I mean, Kevin Windham has had to, you know, go, he just basically said, screw it, I'm just going to level this guy, you know, uh, a few years ago. Um, I just think there's way too much evidence on the other side of Vince riding in a way that uh, bothers people to give him any any uh, any patience anymore. So I'm not saying that's always fair to Vince. I think sometimes he makes moves that other people would make, and he pays the price, but he kind of made his bet already. So... I don't have any mercy for him. I don't feel bad for him because he, all the things that happen to him now are basically things that he kind of did to himself. Um, just like uh, our buddy Paul Carabino stroke today. He's, he's kind of done this to himself and put himself in this position. But why can't he ride Supercross the way everybody else does and not get punched? Uh, I, I didn't condone the punch. I don't think that's the right way to handle it. Um, I think that's a... That was a reaction out of frustration because go go ask anyone go read you know vital and do that carefully. Um, but it's it's always been free. That's the problem. You know when you have this many altercations with the same guy, and that's where we we disagree. You and I is that you're kind of saying that he shouldn't be judged off of those past occurrences. But I I disagree. You can't have incident after incident after incident and you not be the common denominator. I, I just don't see how that's possible to, to rationalize that. I, I just don't see how you can say, screw Vince Freeze. He needs... Uh, he, he's, he's allowed to race Supercross in a normal way. He's done some dumb things, but this move, there was nothing wrong with it. We all agree on that. And the AMA slash FIM took no action on him after viewing it over and over. So is the guy not allowed to be Aggressive and not allowed to pull moves that are perfectly normal on a supercross yeah, track. He didn't get disqualified. What do you mean not allowed? Well, I'm, you know, Anderson, Anderson freaked out on him. Yeah, but he's still allowed to. What do you mean not allowed? Well, without getting punched or or without having everybody want to light him on fire. I'm a firm believer of. I, I just don't know how you go. Oh, it's freeze is... again. It's freeze again. Every incident should be looked at in a vacuum. No, no that's you completely ridiculous. That's the dumbest theory I've ever heard. It's Every not. incident should be looked at at a vacuum. Because if it's just a normal Supercross pass or ride, then you just go, okay. So uh, tomorrow or Thursday or pick any day of the week, if you are anti-Donald Trump or for Donald Trump, it doesn't really matter because every day is a new day. And what has already been done by someone has should have no bearing. Everything should be in a vacuum. If every day is a new day well, for everyone and past things you, and reputation should be nothing. If you do something wrong on a Tuesday – and then you do something wrong on a Thursday, that's bad. If you do something wrong on a Tuesday, and Thursday you do nothing wrong, but it's perceived you did, even though it's nothing, but it's perceived you did, that's wrong. Well, they don't how get do mad think, at them if he's just think, doing laps. He did run in, there was an talk? incident. But he was... Think Macklin, oh, forget it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. We're good. Go ahead. I'm out. <laughs> no, JT, you've been waiting 36 hours, please. No, 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 I didn't get to talk to him either. I'm good. <laughs> this interview is over. What? I don't understand. What's the problem, bro? <laughs> No, no, my mouthpiece wouldn't let me in yesterday. He's scared of, he's scared of the, the other side of the argument. I like myself and Blake Warden, a three-time 125 Supercross winner. We're on the same page right here. When Freeze was Jerk battling off. in that heat race, yeah. I can guarantee you, if you'd gone into the stands and said, we're going to freeze the action right here, freeze the action right here, and we're going to poll every one of these fans. Uh-huh. Look at these guys battling. 
What do you think of Freezy being in this battle? Everyone would say, oh, man, Freezy's in it. Uh Uh-oh, something could happen. Because of the previous reputation, the previous incidents that even you have to admit were probably not smart moves on his point. At this point... He has done some dumb moves. Yes, he has made that bed. So, when Anderson passes a guy, and next thing he knows, he gets run into by the guy... No, no, Anderson runs into him. Anderson runs into him. Anderson was down on the ground. Anderson hit him. Anderson is down on the ground. Yes. I immediately expected Anderson to think, this guy, it's this guy. I've heard about this guy. I've seen this guy, and now I got it from this guy. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's a stupid thought. I'll give you that, that Anderson thinks that. This guy, this guy. First of all, please name me three times that Anderson and Vince Freeze have ever had any contact or issues out on the track. I can't think of one. Yeah, it's based on the previous reputation so, that Freezy named with Anderson, other guys. Anderson has eyes. He can so, watch so other incidents Anderson, like Pike last year. Anderson yeah. thinks all the cool guys have problems with Vince Freeze. And therefore, when he hits Vince Freeze, while Vince is making a normal supercross move, he thinks he needs to punch Vince Freeze. So when Seeley got mad at Anderson last year, because Anderson had been doing that to Seeley in the past, was Anderson not the cool guy? Like, why would Seeley get mad at Anderson if he's... Cool. Because they had multiple incidents of run-ins. Multiple. But just because they weren't incidents with Anderson doesn't mean Anderson saw Freezy do things. They, and his immediate reaction is, this guy's dumb. I've seen it before, and now I'm on the how, receiving end. Anderson can't think to himself, well, he didn't take me out. He cut underneath me. I cut down to get away, and I hit him. No, because like JT said, okay. all benefit of the doubt is gone. Okay, so, just, so Vince Freeze needs to just retire. Because he cannot be raced supercross. He's not allowed to race like everybody else. He's I don't not know. Allowed. He, he seemed to do that. fine he in the main that. event. Seemed to do fine. Seems that he can do many laps and many races and have no problems. So I don't think he should retire, no. Well, it seems like it. Seems I'll like it. <laughs> I think everybody, all the cool Temecula and Marietta riders, we're going to burn Vince at the stake right before Glendale opening ceremonies. Come on down. You know where, you know where Vince lives, right? Yeah, Marietta or Temecula, but... Yeah, yeah, okay. Right. Your but, argument that it's the cool kid is one of the dark, dumbest arguments I've ever heard <laughs> made in this sport. I can think of no other reason. i, I got to catch Blake up on this because he wasn't part of our podcast yesterday. Blake's on, Mathis, my, side. Blake's on my side. Mathis's theory is Freeze doesn't do anything wrong. No, no, he wait, just wait. doesn't party with the dudes in Marietta, it, 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 and no, they no, think wait, he's wait, not cool, wait, and wait. then they blame him for things because they don't think he's dude, cool. Stop that, it. That's, that's, that's no, his theory. No, it's not. It just end it. That's his theory. That, my theory, Blake... <laughs> Blake, my theory is, is that Vince has done a lot of dumb things. There's no doubt. But if he was in the cool guy group but still doing wrong things, no one would punch him. Freeze wouldn't have thrown haymakers and all of that kind of stuff. Well, Nobody well, likes the guy. Well, let's imagine uh, that someone else did the same move. Thank you. No, let's just imagine it because I've been I think ra- you're going with me here. I think I, you're going I, with look, me. I've been racing Freeze for a long time. Yeah. I've seen it. I've been a part of it at times. you got to expect that at this point. Okay. Jason, uh, in, in retrospect, uh, obviously, he didn't see it. He could have waited another turn and just punted him on the next, the next uh, yeah, the finish line. Sure. I mean, that would have been the, the easiest thing for him to do. Um, but, yeah, I would say to some extent, whether they like you or not does have something to do with it. Thank you. But look, maybe. We have but why do they not like him? They don't, like him. Like, but, hey, they don't this, like him because of what he did on the track. Maybe. Three times Supercross winner agrees with me. <laughs> they don't like him because he's done stuff like this in the past. That is why. Not because he didn't party with them in Murrieta. Hey, Mathis, let me tell you a story. Yeah, I, I didn't mean that literally, like party with them in Murrieta. I, I got a story That's for not you. what I literally mean. We're, we're at Bud's Creek, okay? Yes. Me and Freeze somehow go down. We're in dead last. Yeah. We're dead last, okay? <laughs> we go through a turn, and he just decides to take me out. We're in dead last. 
okay, not a smart move. Mm. It's legal. Hey, it's legal, right? Mm. I mean, it, no one's yep. no one said that this. You didn't have to do this. You got to expect uh-huh. this sort of thing. Took you out for dead last. Not even points. We're on both the line. in dead last. We're both in dead last. <laughs> but it's in a vacuum. I mean, we don't was, need to go was, there. It was fantastic. You would have loved it. He yeah. took you out, racing for oh, last and he place. He fell in the too. National. I mean, it was it was just an ignorant he, move. He was angry. Well, it's in a vacuum. We don't need to look back at the past. We I can just, only judge one corner. I don't think a guy who makes a normal. You out because you don't party with him. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, that's it. I didn't party enough. <laughs> you guys are like literally. You guys are taking that literally. When like, Anderson, literally. I don't, I don't want and you want me to take it. I, I meant. I meant to JT that if if that if numbers if it wasn't number sixty one and it was uh, Dean doing that, uh, every, maybe some words are exchanged and 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 everybody just picks their bikes up and races. The reputations are earned in the track. Barsha's known as a guy that hits people on the track because he's a guy that's hit people on the track. Anderson's known as a guy that hits people on the track because he hit people on the track. The outside the track personality is not part of this. Well, I might I might add to that. It depends a lot as, as to how you go about doing it. Because two, two guys can do the same move, and one like, hey, that was that's sort of just racing. And the next guy, if he's known for it, or if it just looks bad, because you you can just make yourself look bad. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Freeze has done that a little bit. I think the way he's done it, sort of how he's gone about it. You know, other guys might have gotten away with it. I, and I'm glad you said that because here's one other huge difference. When Anderson makes aggressive moves, it's when he's trying to pass people. Most people, they're dealing with Freezy is when he's trying to stop you from passing he, him. He, he was trying to pass in that move. on In that particular too. one he was. Yes. But there are many others where the guys are mad about the cross jumping and things like that, which is when he's trying to wide I love this cross jumping bike. reference. I love the cross jumping reference because I see it all the time. Marvin does it, and everybody just goes, we love Marvin. So you believe we love Marvin. that the reason he gets blamed for cross jumping is not because he does it more. But because he does not party in Marietta. Yes. It is not an earned reputation for what actually happens on the track. I see cross-jumping a lot. Okay, so it's just because he does not party enough. But it's enough. Vince Freeze is the only one who cross-jumps, apparently. Mathis, Mathis, answer me this. How many people do you know that have been disqualified from Loretta Lynn's for dirty riding, have been suspended from AMA Supercross for dirty riding, and have also been in a fist fight in AMA Supercross for dirty riding? Josh Hansen. Who also has a reputation for doing things Actually, like I don't know about the Loretta Lens with Hanny, but he did get suspended. He did get in a fight in the pits. And he does have a reputation for all that. And he does party, so the partying didn't help. <laughs> the partying did not. He's partying in Marietta plenty. I wish I hadn't said the partying part. I meant that by being... <laughs> Hanny's tried the partying thing. <laughs> I meant it more like he's not it in the cool guy his, group. His not didn't right, right, right. <laughs> I just... I don't know, man. Like, you know, he... he He's allowed to race normal. That was a normal move, JT. You agree? Nothing wrong with that move. We all agree. Uh, it, was ag- it was aggressive. I mean, I, I don't think he should be penalized by the AMA for that particular move, no. Someone in the chat room said they hope that Freeze ghost rides his bike into me. So, thank you. I'm defending Freeze. If you, if you signed up for this weekend, he would do it, I guarantee <laughs> But, JT, you are so biased, and for good reason. You've had fights with him in the pits. There's been wrenches thrown and shit and, and all that. Like, I don't – I honestly just – it's like someone's going up to, coming up to me and going, hey, man, what do you think about Marty Davalos? Like – No, but it, it's, it's – and, and you can vouch for this. I even said that move this weekend wasn't that bad. No. What I'm trying to explain to you is why people react the way they do. Like, why Weston Pike beat the shit out of him last year at Anaheim. It's because of prior actions. They got in a fight at Washougal like five years ago because Vince doing stupid shit. It's the same thing over and over and over, and people are done with it. That's what you're not getting is people have had enough 
So whether or not this was a particularly bad case or not, which I, I don't think it was, people have had enough. But there's an instant knee-jerk reaction to him because they're done. They are done with him and his actions. So what? That's Again, I ask you, please give me the Anderson freeze battles that have happened. That Anderson loses cool like that. Yeah, they just the, seem to do other things. Give me the, the Wyndham and Freezy incident before when Wyndham was just like, yep, you're done at Monster Cup in 2011. They don't have any past history, but everyone's done with them. Like they've, they've seen so, enough. I, so, so I go back to my original point. I guess he can't race because all the cool dudes are out to get him. No, nope, you just can't start anything. That's the problem. If you if he initiates anything, people have no patience with him. Is what I'm saying. If he didn't start something with Anderson, there would have been nothing. Anderson wasn't going to take him out. Anderson was just trying to get around him. So, but when Vince starts something, like gets aggressive at all, these guys have zero patience, less than zero. And I'm not saying that that's always going to be uh, the deserved reaction, but that's how that's what his past reputation and past actions have earned him. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Um, moving on from that a little bit, do you agree with the disqualification? I mean, John Gallagher from the FIM, I spoke to him. They, you know, starting with that Chad rule, somehow starting with that Chad Reed against Trey Kennard, you lay a hand on a rider, you are disqualified. So I was Pike. Pike laid many hands many times. And yeah, this week, I, I, mean, I, I think you have to draw a hard line there. I do. So you're okay with it? Um, JT? I am. Yeah, I am. I don't, I don't love it, but I think you have to draw a pretty hard and fast line because otherwise it's going to spiral out of control. So you just have to know that if you do something like that, you're done, and it's going to just stop it you know, before it happens. Uh, what do you think, Blake? Like, how do you feel about the ruling? Never mind the, the incident. We talked about that. The ruling. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. Otherwise, it'll just become hockey, which people seem to like that. I like hockey. I mean, yeah, but you can fight. And how did that come about? I don't know. Somehow in the <laughs> 1920s, it was okay, and no one stopped it. Uh, if you want to look professional, yeah. get rid of the fighting. But, okay, wait a minute, though. NASCAR guys, now I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, but they push and shove. Way G know NASCAR. Those guys push and shove, and they get fined, and that's it? Yeah, they, really, they, don't really... penalty, they get some pretty big penalties, though. Yeah. They throw helmets? Remember some guys drive by in a caution and dudes whip helmets? I don't know if there's definitely the if you throw a punch, you're done rule, though. Where? I don't think they have that. I don't think they have that. NASCAR. Yeah, I don't think they have that. When they fight, they're already done anyway because their car is mangled. That's why they're throwing helmets. That's true. That's usually only at the end of the race. We happen to have a situation where there's heat races, meaning there's more racing to go that night. So Um, it's it's hard to compare, but I don't think they have the hard and fast if you throw a punch, it's overrule. Oh, no, no, no. I believe they actually do because, to make a long story short, it was so obvious that Matt Kenseth was punching someone in the head a couple years ago, and... They claimed that he wasn't, which must have meant he was giving someone a noogie, I guess. He had him in a headlock and must have just been rubbing the top of his head because they thought it was hilarious that he didn't get suspended. So I guess they have a similar okay. – most sports, you throw a punch, you're done. Right. Um, wasn't, uh, Mathis, wasn't, wasn't there more that went on? And that was what Gallagher said. There was actually more altercation beyond just what we saw on the, on the yeah, camera. Yeah, officials reported that after they got off the track over by the podium, Freeze was also punching him or slapping him. Punching, right. I mean, Anderson. Anderson, Anderson, Anderson yeah. sorry, sorry, Anderson. I mean, punching, it really isn't in the right effect either. It was slap, slap, hitting, you know, hitting, yeah. uh, you know. Um, Travis, what were you saying? You... I'm fully aware that Freeze is not the most uh, clean rider. Yes. And yes, he does do incredibly stupid yes. things sometimes. I agree on all that. Um, 
I'm, I guess I'm sort of on your side. Thank you. Where I'm, Raise I'm, is coming. I'm just saying get mad at him when he does something that warrants a, yes. re- a reaction. That's all I'm saying. This incident, in my eyes, in my opinion, which probably doesn't mean a whole lot, did not warrant a reaction. So who cares who it was? Right. But, but In a vacuum. Okay, I okay Ridiculous. with the with the vacuum thing. Sure, Ridiculous. you do have to take into consideration certain things that anybody has done in the past. But like I said, do it when it warrants it. I don't think it did this time. Mm-hmm. If you don't want, I, I've never said that Anderson's reaction was acceptable. I've never said that. So we're all on my um, side then. The, no, mo- the move was the move I, was fine. I, the move I was think fine. that he he's going to get reactions like that every time though. And I think that Anderson and anybody else should be criticized heavily for it. Okay, well, there, it's going to happen over and over, and there's a reason that it's going to happen over and over. Is what you're not getting. Like you're not, you're oh, not getting. Oh, that. I'm getting People it. People are doing it for a reason. Freeze needs the party. It's not more. just because they're like, oh, I got to pick on somebody. I'll go after him. No, they're doing it because he has drawn this reaction from people. Like people have, he's lost all benefit of the doubt. I don't know how else to explain it to you. If that had been, pick a random guy. If Blake Baggett had gone in there and gotten aggressive. Anderson's not throwing punches. I guarantee you. He may get dirty with him later in the main event or something. Mm-hmm. But Vince is getting this reaction because of years. It's not just one or two times. But it's years of it. But again, Anderson and Freeze that I know of have no history. So Anderson's just doing that because of the reputation of other you people think, you that have been wrong. seen him do it to everyone? You don't Doesn't, think the riders talk oh, about Oh, this? so now Anderson's just going to be like, hey, I'm going to protect my buddy Seeley because uh, Freeze ran into him? Uh, no, I'm going to no, protect no, no, my buddy no. Brayton. Or, like, what no, is Anderson Captain America for the rest anyone. of the team? Oh, my God. You don't listen. It's not protecting anyone. It's that when all the riders sit around talking, like, God, that free guy's an idiot. You remember when he took out Weimer at Lakewood? Do you remember when he took – I mean, he takes out people all the time. Do you remember the whole Weimer thing at Lakewood? Wow. The whole wow. deal going on? Like, yeah. It's just time after time after time after time after time. People pay attention. It's not like – Anderson hasn't seen all these incidents. He's, I mean, this is pretty common knowledge. Like, all the riders talk to each other, and everyone, I mean, they obviously say, like, what is the deal with that guy? Well, I just got but a tweet. When it happens to you, it's, they're over it. I just they're got a tweet. Gonna, I just got a tweet. It says, Supercross needs more people like Freeze. Get the crybabies out of the class. There we yeah, go. but the punch thing was awesome, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad to have it around. I'm not advocating to not have it. I'm just saying this is the way it's, I'm fine with it all. You're the one that doesn't why, want it to happen. Why would R, why would RC and Fro every time Freezy does something go? Oh, he got Freezy. Where did that come from? That they just pulled that out of the air. They made that up. They could just say he got Andersoned. Maybe they didn't party with him enough. Thank you. And, uh, they just Thank didn't you. party with him enough. Thank you. The party thing. I probably wish I hadn't said. It meant more like he's not a cool guy in the group. He's an outsider. No, but like see, Michael, that's the problem. Like you are Michael claiming Lessie. the issue is off the track. They don't hang out with him, and that's the issue, not what he's done on the track. Because, when we all know what he's done on the track is the because, reason he has this reputation. Because Anderson and Freeze have no past and no. So why so would Anderson what, get up and be what, swinging, what, swinging? What past did the announcers have with him? How many I times have Carmichael and Emmett got into it with Freezy? Blake Wharton sides with me, and Travis Mark sides with me, and Courtney over here probably sides with me. So it's all. I sound like I'm a genius right now. I sound pretty good. Uh, I'm a firm believer, and it's really not fair if you do the wrong thing all the time, and then it's just supposed to be forgotten about the next day. There's literally no incentive to ever do the right thing. If every day is a new day, and the horrible things you've done in the past don't come back to haunt you at all. If if he did not want the reputation, all he's got to do is not take out Blake Wharton battling for dead last, no points in a national. 
That's all he's got to do. Maybe he's jealous don't of do, hair. Don't do those things, and you'll be treated very nicely. Um, you think that if Trump has a good day tomorrow, that Antonovich is going to be all gung-ho on Trump tomorrow night? <laughs> That's my point. Like, the, the die is cast. You only can only blame yourself for that. If Trump does some great things, I will be like, yeah, that's a great thing he did. I won't be like, oh, yeah, he no, sucks. I said, I said Antonovich. Yeah, I know. I but um, the lines are full with people wanting to talk about this Vince Freeze and, and, and Jason Anderson thing. But um, before we get there, the, the tunnel incident, let me ask you, JT. What happened that Anderson did – Freeze didn't grab Anderson's front brake. I didn't see that. But how does Anderson literally do an endo? Well, he's swinging at he's swinging at freeze, and then the the Vince's mechanic pushed him. So. Yeah, but, but how does he do that? I don't. I don't think okay. that was a fair fight. It was two on one. It was two on one. <laughs> no, that's uh, but freeze is fine. Fine. He's freeze getting, is fine. He's getting assaulted. He's fighting back. He's fine. He's, he's, well, he doesn't he's fine. have his hand on the bar. He's only got one hand on the bar, and he's swinging his whole body at. Then, so it's not like he has very good control over the bike. And then he's being shoved by the mechanic at the right. same time he's swinging yeah. with. But one I just—it's such a sudden stop. I just was like, "What happened?" But maybe he just washed out. What right? do you think like, of somebody, his front tire could have hit something? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A kid. What did the KJSC guys <laughs> think of it? Wow. I mean, what? they were right there. That's what? bad. Think of the children. <laughs> think of the children, everybody. Welcome to Supercross, people. Um, yep. Yeah, Anderson's probably like, oh, God, I wish the camera hadn't picked that up. I really wish the camera hadn't picked that up. I believe uh, Anderson, he, he hasn't put a ton out on social media, but what he has put out is pretty much express regret. Like, he realizes he should not have Dude, he, done that. He's a title threat, and yeah. he just missed the race. Yeah, I think he knows that he shouldn't have done that. And, like, we're all saying, you can't do that. The disqualification is warranted. But as soon as I saw them hit, I'm like, here we go. It's freezy. Yep. I guess Vince should just quit because he can't race supercross. Hey, well, you're in that. Same person. Don't take people out for last place. Over and over and over. You have to start looking at the person that is involved in every incident. I don't know how you can not. I don't know how you can avoid that. I I fully 100% agree that his Anaheim one move where Pike beat him down was bad. Stupid move by Vince. I mean, I could literally make you a list of. I would say somewhere around 30 to 40 incidents that Vince was involved. I'm dead serious. I, can, I mean, I can go through them. I was there when he got suspended from Seattle, and he showed up at the next weekend. They're like, yeah, uh, no thanks, you can't race, because he had taken out uh, Bobby Canary so bad the weekend before on video. And there's just incident after incident. Um, poor Blake Horton. Racing, racing hard from a crash on the start. He gets cleaned out. Mm. Vince, about that tonight. Blake is just nodding right now. Poor me. Mm. He's, he's practically crazy. crying. He's, he's practically cry. crying. It's actually going to be the, his next song. Is it be about Vince? Your next song <laughs> will be about Vince. It'll be called yeah. Dead Last. <laughs> Why'd you take me out? <laughs> I was just trying to ride. Just making my way in the world. And <laughs> trying to look at you in a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some phone calls from Tyler. Tyler, what's up? Welcome to the show. Steve, I mean, I listened to the pod yesterday, and I, I mean, if I had your personal cell phone number, I would have been blowing it up. Like, thank God are you, you don't. Okay? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. He's not okay. He's not. Thank Ta- God for the rest of us, Tyler. I I can go on my Twitter and I, and look I, at all I, the people that agree with me. Steve, Steve, I follow you religiously. Three seconds, Steve, I, I feel like I feel like you're my long lost brother. Ah, thanks, had. Tyler. Thanks, buddy. I I follow it religiously, but 
if the shoe fits, you got to wear it. Let me just give you a, a small scenario. There's there's a guy. Okay, so you work you work at a, a let's say like a you know a shop that's got five ten guys in it, and you got Billy who shows up every day, twenty minutes late. Guess what Billy becomes known as? He becomes known as the part timer, the guy that always doesn't give a shit, shows up late, blows it off, you know, blah blah blah. And as long as the boss keeps putting up with it, the shit continues. Blah blah blah. And that's that's exactly what happens with freeze. As long as the stuff continues, and and the boss puts up with it, and it's okay. He just continues to do it. And I know that he's been suspended multiple times. I'm not saying what Anderson did was by any stretch okay, but I but I can understand in the heat of the moment how you're like, this guy is always taking people out. And now I'm the victim of it, and I'm a hothead myself. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do what Pike did, did last year, and you know, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, teach this guy a lesson. Even well, though Pike God and knows that Pike and Jason Anderson missed races. People have done it. Pike and Jason Anderson cost themselves races and money and and everything else with their actions over this guy, and Vince keeps racing. So, but, but what, isn't it safe to say it? that it would be wise of Vince to just? I, I don't even know if it's possible. I don't know if it's in his genetic makeup to just lay low, just go out there and ride. Don't, don't. You know, you can you can put clean passes on people without blowing them off the track. It's possible. It happens every Saturday night. But you agree that this move that he did, Tyler, was fine. It it wasn't horrible, but and like and like you said, you know, it's it, you know, his reputation precedes him. That's but that's on nobody but Vince. Yeah, but I just want I just want I just think that normal supercross moves do not deserve a reaction like what he got from Anderson. That's all I said. That's that's, that's all I've ever well, said. And I know and, when you're on probation, can, if you're on probation, and your suspended sentence is fifty years in jail, and you steal a piece of gum. Guess how long you're going to jail for stealing a piece of gum for? 50 years. But what if you just don't steal any gum, but people think you stole gum, but you didn't? Well, then, okay. then you get to, Next then you time get to that prove Vince your case. sketchy move, I want to hear you come on this show and take back everything you've ever said. If you think that he doesn't do anything wrong. No, he does. He does. No, absolutely. He does. Uh, all right. Uh, I, Tyler, thanks. Whole, thanks, yeah. man. Thank, thank thanks, you, Tyler. Buddy. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Tyler sounds worried for me. He should be. He sounds worried for well, me. He, he should, should be. be because you're spouting nonsense. Uh, Houston, what's up? You want to talk about Freeze's mechanic? Yeah, I do, man. First of all, uh, thanks. First time caller. Love all the content you guys put out. Thank you. And I've been hearing y'all arguing about this now, second podcast in a row. I heard the other podcast, and I watched <laughs> it on TV. I heard the AMA official make his, you know, his eloquent mm-hmm. explanation of how once you get physical, you automatically get DQ'd. I, I don't know. If we saw things out of sequence or we missed something in the telecast, but it just looks to me like basically Anderson wants to ride alongside uh, alongside those guys and kind of cuss them out, point some fingers at them, and then you see the mechanic with his pit board kind of taking a jab at Anderson. And this is before the tunnel incident, from what I can tell. Um, it kind of seems to me that that escalates the situation to the point where a little bit further down in the sequence he slaps his helmet and and at the same time the mechanic's 
jabbing him constantly with the pit board. So I guess my position is why has nobody pulled those two guys aside and said, listen, you're wrong for riding up alongside and cussing and, and, and you know, yelling at him, and you're wrong for escalating it by jabbing him with a pit board and just let it go. It's just well, a, I mean, just a childish incident. It shouldn't, rec- you know, result in a DQ. Oh, okay. So you're saying, well, I think this, yeah, I get what you're saying. Just they said that any contact with a rider gets you disqualified, you know, and I think that with, with the freezing mechanic, they felt like it was a bit of self-defense or, or something. You know? Kind of what the caller is saying here. I do wonder why Anderson was settling for, I'll just keep pointing at him, yelling at him, pointing at him, yelling at him, and then decided to hit him yeah. after five minutes and, after pointing and according, and yelling at him. And according to the official, there was more hits by the podium, more slaps or, or you know. Oh, there's contact. More yeah. yeah. Actual contact made yes. before they even got yeah, to Yeah, yeah, okay. by the podium. Uh, it's funny that I was in that race with, with Alex Ray. Like, I didn't see any of it. He's, I was in that heat. Huh. Alex Ray was. And I was right there. Yeah, Focus. I guess yeah, I mean, we, standing only, right there. we only see parts of it on television. But focused on my like rider. It looks like looks like a looks like a verbal altercation that yeah. escalates because he gets poked with the pit board. Well, yeah, I mean, and honestly, we haven't talked about this. Anderson getting upset about some non-rough riding is ironic, don't you think? I'll give you that. A little too I ironic. And, and, I really do think. I, I see both sides of the it's argument, like but like like your wedding day, saying, Free, Freezy's worked really hard to. Mm-hmm. to earn this reputation, apparently, and, and um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. It, okay, let me ask you this. Either side. Let me ask you this, uh, caller, uh, uh, Houston. If Anderson rough rides with Seely, does something to Seely, does this incident with Freeze come into his penalty slash fine or whatever comes down the road? Uh, I hope not, because it didn't with uh, Freezy. Okay, I'm just wondering. Walked away. Yeah, I'm wondering. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they, if this, if we know Anderson's rough and we know he rides aggressively, okay. so if he does right. something to Brayden or Seely or or one of these other dudes, does John Gallagher, the FIM, say, "Look, you already have the freeze thing on your record, so we are disqualifying right. you again"? I sure hope not, because they should view everything in a vacuum. There we go. I sure hope well, not. The other, the totally other fair. thing about the other thing about being in a vacuum is there, there's a huge. There's a huge difference between what Weston Pike did to Freezy a year ago and what oh, Anderson did. Absolutely, absolutely, and, of course. And, and, yeah. and the bottom line is they're not looking at it in a vacuum either because um, there's a precedent set here. Somebody has already put their hands on poor Freezy. He's already been beat up on TV once, and now somebody slaps his helmet. We're going to throw the towel. We're going to throw the, the the hammer at him. We're going to DQ him. And and I just think uh, I think it's a little harsh. For a helmet, we've seen riders get up after tangling on the track and slap each other's helmets. Nobody's been DQ'd in the past. Yeah, no, they have now. Now, now this is the new rule, and and so now right. we need to watch this and and, and make see right. if it you know keeps it up. So it's a it's a precedent. Villeman would have been heavily suspended <laughs> yeah. for, for the Rocada slaps. Yes, there <laughs> I remember. Been eight races. You guys remember Malcolm doing it a couple of years ago? He tangled with somebody on the track. Bogle did it to Malcolm. Malcolm yeah. Bogle, yeah, Bogle did it to Malcolm. Shit out of him. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and then somebody got slapped in the helmet. Yep. It happened. I guess but, that was all yeah. fun. All right, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank thanks. you. What you do, appreciate it. All right, appreciate it. Um, let's go into... I just want to say... Um, what? I might be wrong. I haven't watched every lap of this race. But I've been watching this show for the last two hours. I haven't seen anyone take Freezy's line in all the battling that I've watched. I'm not saying that the incident's out of bounds, and the guys you've talked to that have actually raced are certainly more qualified than me. But in all these passes and all these battles, I haven't seen anyone take Freezy's line in that corner. I like how Wharton takes my view on this, though. 
Chaley, taken out for last place. Chaley, what's up? How are you? Charlie. 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 She's Charlie. I get it wrong all the time. What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the cheesies, yeah. bro. Thanks for the cheesies. Yeah. yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad it uh, got to uh, got to you. I had to. I had to uh, trust Weege to to get it to you, so I'm glad that uh, you received it. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't hawk them. At, you know, at the, I was so tempted yeah. to eat them on the way. Right. <laughs> Weege would have been like, "What cheesies? I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah. Yeah, no, boy, I didn't um, know you were gonna call. Oh yeah, no, I I felt obligated to. Um, you know, I, I was kind of. I know you were in a rush today, but um, I was hoping we could bro down more, but that that didn't really happen. But uh, you know, what can you do? Maybe maybe Glenn Helen, perhaps. You got to subscribe or, to the magazine, bro. That's when you get. That's when you earn that bro down time. Mm-hmm. That means I got to go to Glendale, then you know, and that's. I don't know. Well, anyways, um, I was trying to think of a question the whole time you guys were discussing Freezy, and I know Steve in the preseason, you were pretty high on that the Honda. Um, you were talking about how tricked their electronics packages. Um, I think he even discussed how that their hashtag was like automatic hole shot or something? No, I like. didn't I didn't know that, but Weege told me that. Their yeah, okay. hole shot. Yeah. Their hashtag so is, yeah. Is that, is that through their EFI system, or is that like another computer box that's in the bike? Another computer box, I believe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, separate. So my, my, yeah. my question regarding that, um, I, I'm more of a street bike guy. I actually kind of do track days and stuff. I know you don't care about road racing, but in the road racing side, Obviously, traction control, electronics is really big um, for those bikes. Mm-hmm. And as as a rider, I love it because I'm not very good, so I need all the help I can get. But as a fan, it's definitely changed the dynamics of how road racing looks like as far as the show. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you is, obviously, now it's starting to kind of get into the dirt side. Do you think that's a good thing? It's probably good for consumers. Do you think it's good for the show? Do you think it's not going to have an effect on the show? Yeah, I mean, it, more technology, man, for sure. There are no carburetors anymore, right? All that stuff is getting uh, gnarlier and gnarlier. I, I, how are you going to stop it, right? It just happens. So the bikes, I mean, the bikes are so good right now. They're so fast. It's Racing Supercross has never been, quote-unquote, easier for these dudes as far as clearing jumps and everything, you know, and, and electronics is just going to make it easier. I, I don't. It's a great, great question, man, and uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know enough about it. I just do some sniffing around. JT knows a little bit of stuff, too, and... Um. Yeah, I'm not. JT, I'm not do, you have an, do you have an opinion on it, JT? Because I mean, you're you kind uh, of follow MotoGP also. Only, I know. So the only thing that I worry about with this is that it's going to push budgets too high. It's going to get too expensive. Uh, I know MotoGP has taken some steps. They went to. They're going to basically a, a spec electronics package to basically slow everyone down on their spending. So that's the only thing I worry about is as these these technologies become more available, it's going to make people spend more money to stay on the leading edge of that. And, and I don't think that's really good for the teams. I think they, yeah, it, it just puts too much of a, a strain on the privateer teams to keep up with the Joneses a bit. Yeah. But if the, uh, if that stuff eventually trickles down to the consumer bikes, um, that could be good for privateers, except possibly the prices go up more. Yeah. I just or... think uh, to, it gets to a certain point where the bike's, even if they're amazing, no, not many people have budget for a fifteen thousand dollar four fifty. You know, they can build it to where it's space age, but no one could afford it, so it doesn't really do anybody any good at that point. All right, thanks, Charlie. We got to run. We got a bunch of calls and got to get a ray. But thanks for the call, man. Thanks for the cheesies. Thanks, man. See you guys. Right. Have a good night. Right. Yeah. See ya. Uh, we're gonna come up with Alex Ray right here. Uh, Josh, uh, Josh, you want to punish Freeze's mechanic? 
Josh, you there? Oh, wait. No, who's this? Parker? You there? Yeah. Hey, Steve. What's up? Um, the first time I noticed it was uh, one of the 450 mains. I noticed, like, the top three dove in low in the corner, rolled the finish line, and I saw Webb coming up behind him and jumped it. Yeah. It kind of brought up memories of Anderson at Destinations. But uh, aside from the... The safety part of it, do you think it takes away from the racing to have the finish line so close to the last corner? Yeah, they do that for qualifying purposes. They they dive inside to get the qualifying They got to stop that. They got to put a hay bale and stop the guys from doing it. Somebody's going to. Uh, Aunt Sealy landed on Brayton. So we were probably about six inches away from Brayton getting really hurt. In practice? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Because what's happening is when they're trying to start their fast lap, they obviously want to jump the finish yeah. line. And yeah. another dude is ending his fast lap and is trying to not jump it. So yeah. you have a guy railing the outside fast and a guy coming across the inside rolling. And there's going to be a collision one of these weeks. What do you think, JT? Did you just put a hay bale there? I don't know if you can put a hay bale there because it's it's qualifying practice, you know, and then you got to have the whole track there. But I just think they have to keep it in mind um, when they build the finish line turn that it can be an issue. I think it could be the, the way that the finish line corner is constructed, I think they can make that a non-issue. Uh, but it is dangerous. And, and uh, the web thing, it almost happened in the race. Webb jumped the finish line, and those guys all went inside to protect the inside. And it wasn't super close, but right. it, I held close, my breath for a second. Close enough, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks, Parker. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Josh, you want to punish uh, A-Ray's mechanic? No, I do not. That's what it says. It says Josh punishing <laughs> Freeze's mechanic. No, well, backflipper got it wrong, all right? Uh, Gibbs. Let's call him Gibbs so, over the corner. Okay. Hey, here's the thing about here's about Freeze's mechanic. He was in a death metal band. I wasn't even no. Here, how about this? Is there something wrong with the sensors with the HRC bikes that possibly kicking Roxing in a way? No, there's not. I'm not listening no. to that. Why? Why we keep blaming? Shocks and sent like I don't know. He landed in ruts on a he, takeoff he, of a seventy-foot jump. Mark said he wanted to talk about the pit board mechanic. That's exactly what he said. And all of a sudden, he phone. says Roxon's sensor went wrong. Yeah, nobody lately has <laughs> called anything, has said anything about Roxon's. That was his move. That was his move to get on the that. show. Say it's going to be a legit question. JT, it's you, not the bike. Will you go talk to Dan Bentley and ask him if the sensor screwed up on Roxon's bike? No, I would not do that. <laughs> Uh, the crash, everybody keeps comparing the crash at Monster Cup to this one. And if you really watch both of them, they're so different. Roxon made a huge mistake at Monster Cup. He came up short on the triple before that one, and then he should have backed out of it and didn't. And then it threw him over the bars because he basically kept going when he shouldn't have. He should have completely backed out of that and just doubled the next two at Monster Cup. This one was totally different. This one was a result of a soft jump pace from all that rain. And he was all the way left in a line that wasn't getting used very often. And there was a soft spot. And it just threw him over the bars before he even realized what had happened. So to compare the two, they're completely different situations. They look they look similar in the result. But as far as what led up to him, what caused both of them, they're totally different. Uh, breaking news from the chat room. I can't listen to Steve suck Vince's balls any longer. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Hey, we told you we were on Facebook Live. You weren't supposed to do that. We're off Facebook Live now. What? We're Why? Off. Yeah, we just did the first two hours. Really? Yeah. 
This is like bonus content. P Pookie needed her phone back. That's oh, how much of a fair. That's a very like, high end. That's how cheese ball that's we are. Very high end. She, she needed her phone back. So poor wife. I know. Did Pookie write that comment as well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, let me see. It's <laughs> you, dude. Pookie Mathis. Um, all right, JT. Thank you, buddy. Unless you want to stay on for A Ray, but it's late there, so um, up to you. Screw. Yeah, tell him. Uh, tell him. I hope he's all right after that. Albertson running. Took us away from the main event. Is what it did. Yeah, um, I think Dino had you covered, but that's, that's well, really, because I think done. we were just charging after Dino, making a second run at him. So that was my opinion. Yeah, yeah, good luck. Um, FlyRacing.com, Jason Thomas. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for putting up with me. Yeah, see ya, Jason Thomas. Everybody, just think, I'm just thinking. There's something awesome about the sport where, at the very highest level, you and Ping can just walk on down there, and you're just mechanics. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if it. Like, should be a good thing. I don't know. Like, it's hilarious. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm not saying you haven't been a mechanic, you're not qualified, but just, ah, sure, haven't done it. It's cool. <laughs> you're just down there. Uh, it's a little strange. Next up on the show, brought to you by Vortex Racing. Uh, this rider uses the Vor Vortex V3 MX Supercross bar. 29% stronger than the competition. You can ride with confidence knowing your Vortex has put years of R&D and testing into these super strong bars without sacrificing weight and speed. Email Jake at Vortex Racing for a killer deal. Uh, Cooper Webb and, uh, and Chad Reed use Vortex Sprockets as well. Babbitt's Kawasaki. Welcomes Alex Ray on the show. What's up, A. Ray? Hey, what's up, Steve? Um, I also use the uh, Vortex Black Chain as well. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, their chains are fantastic, as are the EK chains that sponsor our show. EK chains. <laughs> um, hey, we're talking about Freeze's mechanic, A. Ray, and you told me this fun fact. Don't mess with them. Yeah, don't mess with that guy. He's he's a savage. And explain why. Well, he was. I guess he he was telling me the other day that he tore it in a metal band. Tore it in I a metal band. Who you gotta watch those metal guys. Blake Wharton knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah you gotta watch those musicians. <laughs> yeah, or sketch. <laughs> They're crazy. Yeah, man. Apparently, I mean, he uh, he opened for a few uh, a few big bands. I forgot what the bands were called. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a pretty gnarly dude. Well, it doesn't matter because uh, you got to look at all these things in a vortex. And just because he was in a band before and a death metal band as a gnarly dude, we have to only look at Saturday night for Saturday night and do not look back. That's Steve's theory. The move was fine, A-Ray. You're yep. with me on that as well. I believe it was vacuum. Yeah, I thought it was fine. Yep. Can't be uh, just... I'm with Steve. Thank you, A-Ray. With the dream team. Dream team, Steve. Dream team, bro. You're willing to mechanic for someone just to get someone on your side in this argument. I cannot believe it. <laughs> the lengths you'll go to. Hey, Ray, can you believe what JT was saying? We were going to make a run at Dino until that bastard Albertson got in our way. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, Dino, he was he was pretty much gone by the time. Shh, no, he uh, wasn't. And, well, I did make – I made a huge mistake that allowed Albertson to get really close to me after the mechanics area and that left-hander. I'm um, sure you've seen me do that. Yeah. Um, uh, Weed, you know, you know, your favorite rider is Bradshaw. Uh, what, right? Right up there. Yeah, right up Depends there. Depends on the day. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. Karsten, Brayton, <laughs> right. you know, my um, guys. One thing about Bradshaw, he hated all his competitors, right? Yes. You're with me on that? Bradshaw oh, yeah. hated everybody. Very much on, on that. Think of the exact opposite, and that's Alex Ray. <laughs> I, I saw you tweet that. That's pretty he, good. He, he talks to every rider in the tunnel. He high-fived Albertson after Albertson cleaned him out. He... He went Ow. up to the Seven Deuce Deuce after the LCQ when we didn't make it and yelled, way to go, and had a five-minute conversation with him. And the Seven Deuce Deuce made the main event. Alex Ray, you got to get meaner, bro. you got to get angry well, with these riders. Well, I hate Cade, so. 
Okay, well, besides okay, you Kane, got Clayson. Okay, besides Clayson, <laughs> you are the like you, you. You're like, no, you checked in on Cade. You gave him a thumbs up after the semi or something. Did I? I don't think I did, dude. You're way too nice to all these riders. I lo- I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm busting do, you, but I do need to get mean, dude. You gotta. You, you even told me that on the gate right before, right before. Uh, right, but what if it's reverse off. psychology? Like, man, get off with these guys. What's that? What if it's a reverse psychology trick, and everyone's gonna like him so much that they're not gonna smash him? <laughs> I like Vince Freeze, the opposite of Vince right. Freeze. Mm-hmm. He's he's yeah. he's got the opposite approach. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because it's in a vacuum. Um, everyone, lo- hey Ray, you're like the nicest guy in the pits. Just trying to be the people's champ, man. That's you know. I mean, we're in the we're in the tunnel for staging, and we are having the most random conversations <laughs> about anything and everything with other riders and myself and him. And I'm like, like Timmy didn't speak much. The great Tim Ferry. He didn't. He just we're quiet. We're down there. I joked around a lot with everybody. Shocking. But yeah, he, he was very focused. And A-Ray is like, hey, 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 this guy runs by, hey, what's up, hey? I'm like, A-Ray is the social butterfly of the privateer island. I've noticed that with a lot of the privateer guys. Is that just a thing? Are you all like that? I've noticed that a lot. I mean, you know, privateer island, you know, there's a lot of guys on there, you know. It's kind of like we're like a big family. Yeah, somebody wants to – I always thought you guys fought and killed each other to get off privateer island, but apparently not. I mean, hey, man, I'm, I'm just over there doing my own thing. In a little solo boat, and trying to swim away from it. I must have said ten times, "Quit being Tennessee. Stop being Tennessee." Is <laughs> that a Tennessee thing? He's from Tennessee, and he was just doing things where I'm like, "Stop being from Tennessee." I All I know like is we're coming. in the tunnel, and Steve's like, "Hey, Ray, hold your bike for a second. Walks over to Weimer, and all I see is Weimer just laughing, <laughs> not saying anything, just laughing. <laughs> hey, I got that reaction from a lot of people. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, "Hey, Weimer, what's up?" And Weimer just starts laughing. Couldn't even really say anything. Did Carlos say, hey, Dunge, hold this bike and just go over and start talking to someone and they're just goofing laughing? Did that? No, nah, I don't think, think so. Did I actually ask Hey, Ryan, you, hold this real quick. Did I ask you to hold the bike or were you sitting on it? Did I say hold the bike? I, I, I might have been just sitting on okay. it. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, good. How did I do, A-Ray? How was it? You did pretty good. My my dad was wondering what, how you tweeted so much whenever you had so much work to do, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. luckily, luckily we had my my cousin Mike there. Yeah, helping us out too. Mike was the real hero here. Like he he did he built the bike right and got it ready, or did you? Oh yeah, Mike Mike did it all right. And so, so Mike, hey, you, you did you did uh, check the spokes on the front wheel, and I changed the rear wheel out, and oh, I yeah, you and I adjusted the out. chain, and I put the overflow hose on, and I got you a 1.8 Works factory radiator cap from Kawasaki. You also got grip tape from uh, JT. Nate, no, from over there Nate. From, Mountain. from Nate, yep. Oh, from Narco Nate. Yep, Narco Nate. So, I mean, how are my pit board messages and my inspirational talks and everything? Good? They were pretty good. I like the LCQ ones after I crashed. I <laughs> throw the big whip one. Yeah, I did. And, do- the, and then I came around the next next one. It was just a, a big old titties. Yeah, I drew the- some boobs. I drew <laughs> boobs. <laughs> and then I said, do whips, you know? Yeah, you like that? So... <laughs> yeah, man, we had we had a good time. It, it was fun. You know, um, and, you know. It was a lot of work, A Ray. Like I forgot, and I didn't even do much. Yeah. Mike did more, you know. Oh yeah, there was a lot of uh, talk about uh, the no lean. You know, you going from no lean, and then I don't know how many years later, like fifteen years later, you're back with it with yeah. Clark. 
Yeah, Clark Jones. Well, Clark wasn't there yeah. when it. No, it wasn't. But okay, then, uh, so uh, the, the two-stroke guy. That, <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that. Okay, so the two-stroke guy. I don't know if he knew who I was. Well, he did know who I was, but maybe he hasn't read my column. But I wrote, like, I love the two-stroke guy. It's awesome. But, like, he's really off the pace. And he, I'm scared he's going to get hurt. And maybe he shouldn't race. That's all. I, I just kind of I felt like, and I wrote that. Why can't you let it go past the censors? It, it went past I've been you. pretty liberal this year. You, you have been? Yeah. And so whatever. So then we show up at the two-stroke guy, and I'm like, oh, God, this guy's going to hate me. This guy's going to hate me. But I guess he didn't read it. So he was really nice to me. And then he says to me, hey, man, in 99, you gave me a pipe. I was sponsored <laughs> by Nolene, and you were working for Ferry at Nolene, and you gave me a pipe. And then I broke my leg later that night. And then you and Ferry loaded my van up. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, wow. I don't know what to say. So just to review. I think, I think you asked him if you uh, asked for the pipe back. Yeah, I said, did I get the pipe back after you broke your leg, or how'd that go? So this dude was a pro 18 years ago. Yeah. Still out there. Yeah. 99. Dream. Yeah, 99. Wow. I, gave, I gave him a pipe, and I loaded his bike up with Ferry after he broke his leg. And now he's still Tim, out there. Do you think Timmy would remember? <laughs> um, it was Jimmy fun. Though. Remember the freeze thing? No, I know. Uh, are you going to hook up with DV? I tweeted that out today. I, I Instagram that photo. Yeah, yeah. We need to get, we need to get a gate, uh, date together. Did you then, guys uh, not? Hopefully. Did you guys not converse after that group text? No, not yet. She just left it like scared, that. No, man. nobody said anything He's about a date. Scary guy. <laughs> scary guy. You know. I think he can help you. Yeah, I, th- I think he can too. Does he wear deodorant? Yeah, he all he's all good now. Yeah, that's a long, oh, okay. long, long ago thing that yeah, I'm all had to oh, work okay. on. Um, <laughs> how about my move to start next to Mookie because we were going to get on TV? You know, I thought that you would just want to go inside, you know, because the gates were better over there. But I didn't know if it's you're, oh well. You did say, hey, I want to get on TV, so we need to get next to Dungey or somebody. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was a smart move. Yeah, smart I saw move. Mookie. I'm like for sure the first race of the night they're going to be all about Mookie coming back. That is beautiful. Oh, it was awesome. We were all well, over dude, TV. Before the gate even dropped, he, he already, or freaking Pookie had already sent him photos of him on TV and everything. Yeah. Yeah, my Twitter blew up. That was great. <laughs> um, Well, A-Ray, let's, let's try to do it again. Maybe I'll help you out down the road a little bit. A little while long. I hope so, man. It was so much fun. It was uh, fun. Man. I like the best part was beating K. That was awesome. Yeah, that was the best part of the night. Yeah. But you made the main last yeah. week, and you didn't make the main this week. I feel like... Some of that was me, but well, then was... you know as well as I do, I had the speed. You did, you did have the speed. I did have the speed. I just didn't put myself in the right position. I LC- LCQ, I, 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 uh, I double clutch is what I did off the start. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I released, and I, it, it, just, it just wasn't very good. So, um, God, my dad called me like and told me right away what I did wrong. Warden, I was Warden. like, man, I already know. I'm gonna get heat for that, but. It was all good. Warden, were you in many LCQs as a, as a factory rider? I was in a few. Nothing scarier, right? Nothing scarier. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> like, you're like, dude, I, I have to win this or I have to get in the main event. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have some bad starts in LCQs in those situations? Did you come close to not making like, it? really nervous? Well, no, I, I didn't make one Supercross. I crashed uh, in the heat race and was on the outside at... Um, one of the supercrosses. Yeah, they're brutal. Yeah, I mean, you really gotta get into it, and it's a whole shot or nothing because you don't know who's gonna come in bonsai after you and just clean you out. Right. 
<laughs> rinse freeze. See, see, that's right. the difference between like, like say a factory guy and a privateer guy. A factory guy, they're in there, they're sweating, like they're like, oh man, I yeah. gotta make it happen. Yeah. Us privateer guys, we're like, oh yeah. Here we go. It's time to make it happen. This is my time to shine. <laughs> Got nothing to you lose. Know, right. You're in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and this guy, Alex Ray, I mean, he doesn't make win or lose. He's happy for you. He's going to go high five uh, into Knapp, and he's going to talk shit to, to Schmidt, and then he's going to go check on Kaysen, Clayson, and then he's going to go and say hi to, to the other guy on the Cowie there. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the, the the privateer guy. Bubba Pauly? Yeah. That guy? What? Yeah, that guy. Uh, and then, no, uh, no, no, not yeah, Politelli. No, not Politelli. Um, yeah, everybody. Just apparently, Alex Ray is just—he's cheering for everybody. It's a community. Yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah, the privateer yeah. island. One of us wins, we oh, all yeah. win. We share in the spoils. <laughs> it does kind of seem that way, though. Yeah, when one succeeds, uh, everyone's pumped for him, even though he technically took a spot. Yeah, although. Yeah, I, although A. Ray was talking some mad shit to Schmidt. I don't know if he was what's going on with that exactly. <laughs> Making fun of his haircut. <laughs> yeah, we're always talking. We, I mean, hey, it's all good fun. We always talk a bunch of crap, in the, you know, but yep. for the most part, we're all boys. Uh, Vortex Racing, bringing you Alex Ray. He uses the Vortex uh, bars as well as a chain. Email Jake at Vortex Racing to get a hell of a deal of Vortex uh, guys. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb using uh, Vortex sprockets as well. So we thank Alex Ray. For coming on the show, let's get into this question here. What's up, Daniel? How are you? Ah, uh, doing good. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good, man. What's happening? What's on your mind? Well, I had two questions. Um, I stay pretty caught up on the show, and I'm, I may have missed it. But how did you end up working for Alex for the weekend? What brought that on? I don't know. I wish I had never well, said. <laughs> we were in the <laughs> studio, and he asked if I had a mechanic, and you know, this was. When we were coming out here, I didn't really have anything planned. I was just winging it. All I knew is was I had my motorcycle and I had myself, and I was going to show up at Anaheim, and I didn't really know what I was going to do after that. So, and Steve asked me if I needed a mechanic, and I was like, yeah, and he said he would do it for maybe a race or two. So that's how it sort of came about. Okay. Race or two. Uh, my second question, Steve, is this the start of the rent a mechanic for the weekend, like the Rena former Supercross? No. Car? No, I'm not. No, it's too too much work. I'd only do it for guys like A. Ray or guys that I like, and I'm not going to do it for. If I did it for Clayson, I would I would take all the air out of his front tire. That'd be fantastic. Um, yeah, that was part of the plan. We were supposed to take his front wheel off. We were we were going to hide it from him. Um, no, I don't want to do it. I, I, I yeah, I don't want to. It's you can't see nothing. And hey, were you mad, Alex? I didn't bring a pit board for me for the for the for the praxis. You didn't. No. Didn't matter. Well, I thought you had a pit board. Not for the pr- for the practices. Honestly. For the practices. I wouldn't even look honestly. Yeah, I ain't bringing it. If you're not on that beast tower thing, go faster. <laughs> Thank you, Blake Warren. Yeah. I was I was hey, I was on the beast both times. No, I know, but I'm saying I like I, I don't I didn't I didn't get the bonus. I didn't win the practice, but I was on I was yeah. on the board. I I I promised him 5 bucks, but Ben Purcell was in our practice, so we had trouble with that. Ooh. Uh, an angry Purcell at that. Yes, he was scrubbing it and everything. Um, yeah. These fucking mechanics, they look like they're going to Everest, eh, right? In the mechanics area. Like, they got everything. Like, what are you doing? Like, Mike's backpack. Mike's backpack had a crescent wrench the size of a donkey's head. And I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing with that? Like, what, what do you need that for? 
in case he's I don't got know, one. Man. Never know when a rotor's just bent all to hell and you got to straighten that. Oh, yeah. Out. Dude, mm-hmm. if the rotor's done, you're done. Pull it in. You know, <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, it's amazing. So, what the hell happened? Uh, anything else, Daniel? No, that was it. That was that. Was, that was good. Thanks, guys, for the laugh. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for calling. Appreciate <laughs> it. Um, all right, A Ray, we're gonna run. Just want to check in real quick, find out what you thought of my performance. All right. Well, uh, yeah, man. We'll see you soon. Hopefully, we can do it again. We'll see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of work. Maybe, yeah. maybe I can get. Maybe if the day goes well with DV, maybe he can be my mechanic for a day. <laughs> He'll never do that. No way. He's, um, yeah, I hope you guys can get together and figure it out. That'd be cool. I told DV I would pay his day rate to go try to help you out for a few hours and show you some tricks. So, Yeah, I'm down. I'll definitely listen. Uh, I don't really want to get yelled at by DV. He's scary. <laughs> yeah, I know he is. Exactly. Uh, thanks, A-Ray. Appreciate <laughs> it. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you online. All right, man. See uh, you guys. Thanks. Uh, Alex Martin or Alex Ray, everybody. FXR is Alex Ray on the uh, on the Husky. If you need some Husky parts or KTM parts, KTMPartsExpress.com over forty years experience, the number one online source for all KTM needs. Use Pulp Mexico to save money. Great, huge inventory, great prices, fast, accurate shipping. Uh, love those guys at KTMPartsExpress.com, and of course Vortex Racing bringing you Alex Ray Atlas neck brace as well. Love the guys at Atlas, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Blake Baggett, Dean Wilson. Um, uh, Jason Thomas, uh, Alex Ray, and uh, Mookie on the show so far tonight. And uh, we haven't even talked Tomac. We haven't talked 250s yet. Uh, we haven't talked about Marv. I got to talk about Marvin. I got about uh, 11 minutes before I got to start going to the airport. Though. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had a red eye. Yeah. Like midnight. A, oh, midnight. <laughs> That's uh, how long your show goes. Oh, I didn't even know that. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we can... Uh, Alex Ray's average lap time in semi would have won him. Won him in the LC would have won the LCQ. That's correct. Oh, he's gonna kill himself after hearing that. Yeah, so. it's probably better you waited until yeah. he was gone. Yeah. Uh, Nfab JGR check in. I do this every uh, every show, and I recorded uh, Weston Pike's mechanic Glenn Hobson uh, this past weekend, and I lost all the interviews. Gone. I don't know what happened. Marks tried to save it. Swisscore tried to save it. Not gonna happen. N-Fab.com probably built in Houston, Texas, USA. But luckily, we don't have the interview with Glenn anymore, but we do have, uh, we have Coy Gibbs in the studio. What's up, Coy? You're an idiot. I know. I know. I know you're not a fan of media in the sport of Supercross and Motocross. Where's your education? I don't, I didn't go to school. Yeah, you're a real journalist. I yeah, I yeah. Didn't. So you're qualified to ask me questions. You have no formal training whatsoever. Um, Coy, how's it going this year? Your star rider, bar shirt, missing Supercross to start again with an injury? No comment. All right, okay. Pike's performance, what do you think about that? Weston's good. He's built to go down. He doesn't get hurt. He's built like a football player. Do you think he could, – could could he ever get a concussion, do you think? I don't think it's possible to get a concussion. I've never had one. I can't be knocked out. You, what do you mean you can't be knocked out? Can't be knocked out. You just. I've been in many situations where someone will be knocked out. Mm-hmm. I have not been knocked out. Henceforth, I cannot be knocked out. Wow. Pike, probably the same thing. Okay. Pike is built to go down. Yeah. Every other person that's training in this sport, they're idiots. Media's idiots. Trainers are idiots. It's a well-known fact that 95% of the world is an idiot. Okay. Uh, how, what about Filthy Phil so far? You dropped him down to 250 class. Huh? He's an idiot. Yeah. He is. One thing I like about Phil, he's also built to go down. Yeah. Pops back up. Right. But what's he doing down there laying with his buddy? He said he wanted to race a 250 class with his buddy, and they're yeah. laying on top of each other in the right. first turn. They're idiots. Are, how long are you? Uh, you don't have a lot of supercross races these days, Coy, so how's the NASCAR thing going? Ah, uh, They're a bunch of idiots over there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. But they do have degrees, at least in what they're working on. Yeah, the media's real over there? Oh, yeah, they're real. Uh, and the uh, engineers on the team, they actually have engineering degrees. Mm-hmm. It's probably a foreign concept to everybody in the motocross pits, but you know what? Even despite all the education, still a bunch of idiots. Right. Hey, Stuart is looking for a ride. Any chance of get, picking him back up for you? No comment. All right. Tony? Tony. Tony Stewart. Used oh, Tony to, Stewart. Used to yeah, he used to for... We would probably bring him back. Right, yeah, JGR NASCAR, the, right. I put him in the 5% of non-idiots. Okay. Tony. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Other Stewarts. So. No, we reached out to Malcolm. He's got his own thing going. What's your opinion of the sport of Supercross Motocross now that you've been in it for a while? Well, it's common knowledge. Just not everybody knows it. Okay. One of my favorite phrases. <laughs> it's common knowledge. Just not everybody knows it. Uh, Supercross is... Uh, Biggest growing sport in the world. Did you know that? No. I don't know if that's statistically accurate, but yeah. it's pretty big. It's pretty big. I mean, that's a pretty big... That would be impressive if it was statistically accurate. I'm not sure if it is, but if it were to be... It seems like, Corey, like you have a lot of facts, but then, you know, you just kind of don't have... It's common knowledge, yeah. except not a lot of people not know it. Not a lot of people know it. Yeah. Okay. Sports, are a bunch of idiots. Yeah. It's I idiots. mean, I try to tell them how to do things. Mm-hmm. It's like talking to this table right here. Right. Bunch of idiots. Yeah, it's a bunch of idiots. They don't listen. Okay. It's just common knowledge, but... What do I expect? 95% of the world are idiots, so how can I expect the f- good 5% to be right. involved in one sport? Corey Gibbs, everybody, on the NFAB JGR check-in. Thank you, Corey. You're an idiot, Thank Steve. you for Thank you for checking in. Appreciate it. Good luck with 2017. Yeah, Daytona's coming up. <laughs> All right, funny. <laughs> good thing you never listens to this show. Yeah, he'd probably enjoy it. Here, here's the secret, everyone. I know every year Koi's people get... great. Koi is awesome, and I I think every year people get worried that Koi is going to just pull the plug on this, right? Yeah. I think every year there's a rumor of, what if Koi doesn't want to do this anymore? I believe Koi is literally spending money just to have more people to make fun of. <laughs> That's all he wants to do? That's his motivation right. in life. Find more people to make fun of. So as long as idiots like us are around, let him have some targets. I, I think we're good for the long haul. I'm talking to Weimer at A1 outside the truck. And he's standing in the truck, and he throws a water bottle, and it goes, dunk, right off the top of my head, and off, and he can't stop laughing. He has had a month, he's had a great month, for when I told him to tell you that he was going to be on someone else's podcast, oh, pretend yeah. he had no clue, yeah. and your reaction, he, he's floating, he's so happy it got you so mad, he's so happy. It didn't make me mad. It didn't. Oh, he said it totally threw you off. No. Oh, he's so pumped. His month of January is fulfilled. I said, that's fine, but you never give me interviews. Yeah, I said you were mad. And he said, yes, I do. I showed him a text with four unanswered texts (laughs) over like three months about talking. And he goes, I never got those. (laughs) Uh, How do you argue with someone Uh, like like, with that? Like, you just can't. The thing is, I would say that anyone in the industry that knows him pretty well knows that although he takes great pleasure in making fun of people yeah. and everything, yeah. deep down he's as good a guy as you'll ever met. He, he doesn't want anyone to know no, that. No, no. He'd be very upset that I said that he's really a great guy deep down inside. No. He'd rather just make fun of you yep. and make you uncomfortable at all times. Yeah, he's great. But he's an awesome guy. Uh, before you leave, we, uh, Hulk Hogan called the show uh, a couple weeks ago. And, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, and really had some uh, really uh, ex- exciting things to talk about. And uh, so here's here's the Hulkster for Jason Wygant. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me, dude. This is the Hollywood Hulkamania, brother. Hey, I'm calling I'm calling in because people are talking all about Roxanne and Dungey, thinking Roxanne got this title. And I just want to remind everybody, things can change in a second. Do you guys remember back at WrestleMania 9 when I was fighting uh, Mr. Yoko 
you knew. And Mr. Fuji tried to throw salt in my eyes. That dude missed, and that salt went right in his eyes. And I turned around and I put a leg lock, I let the leg drop on him, and I pinned him in 22 seconds. That's how fast they can change the sport, brother. I'm talking about it, dude. And people are always talking about Eli Armpump out getting his arm pump. And you know what, brother? I got arm pump every day. How do you think I get these pythons out there? One, two, three, fifty reps a day. That's what I'm talking about, brother. Sounds gay. I mean... He, this was before this weekend. Rock, he, he was correct. He was correct. Unbelievable. That was before this weekend? Yes. The hoaxer. Calling Wow, it. the training, the saying, the prayers, the taking your vitamins, the believing in yourself. <laughs> I needed to believe in the hoaxer more. Who knew? Warden's eating a cookie, but I did want to ask him about his thoughts on wrestling. But it's okay. No, I'm here. Okay. I'm here. Wrestling thoughts, Warden? Wrestling thoughts. Well, I've never been. You might be better off not having any. I think I think the not having thoughts is How's your that? safest move. You got to admit, Holster nailed it. He yeah, did. He, it can change yeah. in an instant. Yeah. He did. Well, it's, everyone knows that if you're a professional in wrestling, you're, you pretty much know a lot of things about the world. Oh, yeah. I right? mean, it's so similar to real sports. Yeah. It's virtually the same. <laughs> it is. Yes. yes. What about um, uh, the WrestleMania 9 with the Yokozuma and the Salt? Did it really happen? Well, I wasn't sure, but when he said 22 seconds, knowing Yokozuna and knowing Holster's Technical prowess, they, both of them didn't really have a lot of moves. That's one of the oldest tricks in the books. If there's a huge guy like Andre or Yokozuna, yeah. you have the record-breaking, oh, I can't believe the match is over so quick, which is really a cover for the fact that they can't move for more than four minutes mm. without being exhausted. So, so what, that must be accurate. Hulk technically was not a good wrestler? No, horrible. What? No, he could do like seven moves. He did the whole flying elbow dropped? He literally had about seven moves. I'm going to defer to you. You are the wrestling expert. Sky Dome, WrestleMania yeah. 6, 1990. People were really worried because you had Hulkster with seven moves and Ultimate Warrior who had, I think, three. And they're like, how can this be a main event? It can only last 45 seconds. And the amount of rehearsal these two must have done. They figured out a way to stretch the 10 combined moves out. It was On my brilliant mind's choreography. I thought Hulk was a great wrestler. No, he's terrible. Huh. Yeah, terrible. It, Warden, Warden's... Stunned. I'm a little blown away by this. Yeah, he's, he's not technically not technically sound, but um, it's not the most real sport. So the amount of moves you have is really yeah. practically irrelevant to uh, how good you uh, actually are. How many of the spectators for wrestling show up for Supercross? Probably quite a few. Yeah. yeah probably quite a few. We're very excited that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who now is an endorser of Kawasaki. Huh. You know him. You hang out in Texas. I'm sure you're super Absolutely. close with, with Austin. Uh, at the Kawasaki dealer meeting, they had Austin cut a promo challenging Denny Hartwig, former PR man for Supercross, who was an amateur wrestler. Mm. And Stone Cold said, you didn't have the guts to turn pro in wrestling. What's this amateur college wrestling? Really you didn't did have this for Denny? Yeah, ask Monster Tom. They have it on video. It's awesome. You didn't have what it take to turn pro in wrestling, did you, Denny? <laughs> How good is that? Oh, I didn't tell you this? No. Oh. Oh, Hartwig loved it. Stone Cold Steve Austin actually challenged Denny Hartwig to turn pro and meet him in the ring. <laughs> and Denny loved this, right? Oh, he must have. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Austin said that amateur stuff is fake. <laughs> I just want to hit a motocross stuff. A fair point. Yeah, the fair, fair point. point. BTOsports.com. All of us have one thing in common when it comes to leaning that bike into a corner, floating a dirt bike through the air like Blake Wharton, or blasting a sand berm in a UTV. And that's passion. BTO Sports found is built on passion. It's built around family and unparalleled customer service, knowing that they share a common interest with you. Three free three-day express order on orders over 85 bucks. BTOsports.com is proud to be a premier source for motocross parts and apparel. 
For well over a decade, call down, mention Pulp of Mex, get a discount on almost anything they sell. This is the BTOsports.com Tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from BTOsports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. All right, here we go. These are submitted to at Pulp MX Show on, uh, on uh, Twitter. And uh, Travis picks the best ones. And here we go. This one's from Tyson Stegall for Blake. Uh, what's a bigger rush? Walking out on stage or winning a 250 main? Ooh. It depends on what stage you're walking out onto. I'd say they're both pretty fantastic. Both take a lot of work. Um, this, how's that? Was that what they wanted to know? Uh, no, I mean you didn't. You kind of waffled a little bit. I did waffle a little, but you know we haven't really necessarily performed in you know uh, one of the great yeah, yeah. Uh, stadiums with rock and roll. We've yet to do that. Right, you've been at the pinnacle on the stage in Supercross. That's right, the biggest of the big in that chosen sport. Yes, right, right. So that's a tough one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. Next question. Uh, D wants to know how pissed is Husky at Anderson. I mean, I guess they'd be mad, but, right? Like, hey, don't do that again. But that's about it. I don't think they'd find him. I don't think they would do anything about that. Yeah, first time he's done anything like this. Kind of, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's a first defense, yeah. sort of. All right. Uh, Steven wants to know, for Weege, what do you think of the new NASCAR race format? Unfortunately, I was uh, driving for four hours, and unlike everyone else, I try not to check my phone. I'm doing it, and now I've been doing this show. So I heard it's probably going to have heat races or something. But I, I don't have the official word. Hmm? came out, what, 6 o'clock tonight or something? Something like that. Yeah. Does anyone know? No, he- I, I know. I, I think it is Heat, Semis, LCQs, Mains, I believe is what the format is now. All right. Do you follow NASCAR, though? No, I do no. not. No. All right. Texas, bro. Um, another one from Steven. There were a couple tweets about this, though. Uh, why don't we get to see the 250 LCQ on TV? Yeah, they, something new this year. You see that one again? No 250 LCQ. I think we just found our sacrifice for the longer uh, races. Oh, we were yeah. wondering how yeah. it's going to affect yeah. TV. Yeah. I think we just found it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jerem wants to know, do you think Pike can continue climbing the Supercross ladder, or has he plateaued? Well, he's got podiums before. You know, he's off to a strong start this year. I don't see him race winner. I think he's riding great this year to start. He is, man. Could he knock it on the podium? Sure. Right? Totally. See, long season. Yeah. He's already improving each round. I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah. Uh, this one's from A. Wood for Blake again. What hair products do you use to keep your locks so beautiful? Oh, wow. Well, thank you for that. They are beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank, thank you for that. that. First well of all, said. let's... let's yeah. i like to thank you for that one. That's good. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just... got sign languages here. Well, yeah. how long till you got to go? I'm looking it up right now. Okay. It's a lot of work. Let's put it that way. It's a lot it's of work great to keep, hair. These, to keep great. these locks. That's luscious. I had to Thank cut you. my hair yeah. before Anaheim won. Pookie was going to divorce me. I told her I wanted to grow long hair. I said I want, I want like Sammy Hagar hair. I yeah. want like long hair is in right now. It is right. It's Courtney coming. Courtney long hair right now, right? And she's just like, no, you're too old. It's going to look greasy. Cut your hair, and I'm like, man, long hair is cool. I say run it. Run I, it. I give you permission. Pookie, Blake says I can grow my hair out. He's he's qualified, I think. To can give I get you a SoCal hole? All right, I have the Ow. authority to basically. Thank you. Yeah, You're absolutely. a rock star and a Supercross winner. I want to be you. Pretty awesome. And you have long hair. Mm. Boom. 
Yeah, I would. His endorsement trumps all. Yeah. Yeah. Trumps. I know. Yeah. I know. It's going to be huge. Alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't need to judge to know... him in a vacuum. <laughs> what is Burns' position with the Butler Brothers team? Michael Byrne, Ryder coach. Yeah. Ryder coach. Yep. Uh, Mark wants to know, with Roxon out, will another shift rider be wearing the new Moto Lab gear? Uh, who's another shift rider besides Hanny? Can't think of any. Okay. I don't know. Wharton, who's the coolest teammate you had? Well, I was teammates with Hewitt in 2012, mm-hmm. and like I told you guys earlier, yeah. I was uh, neighbors with Hewitt growing up. And so it was only for one year, yeah. but it was a pretty neat experience. You know, we got to train together. We got to ride together pretty much every day, just like the, the olden days when we were seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. you know, riding just for fun. Um, Jason was with us that year, and uh, it was a good year. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Gus wants to know, with Roxon out and a possible RD5 retirement, was San Diego the last Supercross battle we'll see? Why would you ask that? I, I think it's a legitimate question. The last Supercross battle we'll see. Maybe between those, those two guys. Between, between those, those two, oh. bro. Okay. Uh, Come on. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, Dunge, have you heard anything, Weege, about a Dunge contract, about a Dunge 2018? No, in neither direction, but it's too early. The fact that there hasn't been talk in January is not cause for right. alarm. I need to go ask Roger. Yeah. He'll just tell you. Yeah. Just... I mean, uh, I don't think Dunge is stressing too much right now. Right. Life seems pretty good. Right. Uh, have you guys talked about Stu and Honda? Yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of questions with that one. People are just, why would Honda put Stu on the bike after what he did last year? Why would anybody pay Stu $1 to ride their, their, ride their motorcycle after how he looked last year? Ask MXA. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, all you people, you got to shut up. You got to come to reality. Come to Jesus, think about things. Why would someone pay James to race? Going off of last year, he was absolutely terrible. He couldn't finish. He couldn't ride two motos. I love James. I have him on the show. He's, you know me. Oh, your love for Stu runs deep. It There's is. no doubt. It is, but why would anybody write a check to see that again? He's got to come out with his brother, put in results. Then, if he's back to where he was, now we can talk. But until then, no one is going to pay him to ride a motorcycle. Nobody. Yeah, I, don't forget a hang time when I he wrong? crashed out. Am I wrong? I talked to Mike Webb and he said, we told him, just take the 14th. And he was unable to actually take the 14th. He crashed out while 14th. Like, at this point, 14th was like, sweet, you got 14th. Am like, I that's wrong? Where we... Am I wrong? No, I, I agree. Now, if yep. he comes back, like Malcolm does, yep. and starts putting top 10s, top 5s, shows the old speed, podiums, wins, got it. But right now... Sign him up. This has nothing to do with personality. This is just... He doesn't have the... I know it sounds insane. He does not have the credentials at the moment. <laughs> it is nice to think that about James Stewart. I, I, but, I, yeah. like... We don't know how... Just stop. Is he even riding? Just everyone... I don't... Stop. Everyone stop. <laughs> stop tweeting. Stop talking. Stop posting on Vitals. Stop posting on the internets. Instagrams. Stop. Right. If he said, hey, give me six weeks, I'm going to moto down, even then that might be legit. That's cool. But not right now. No. The reason I asked was because there's a lot of people that legitimately think that might be a possibility. I know, and block every single one of them. (laughs) Every single one, block them. 
Ben wants to know, do you think Eli is already going around talking to teams for next year? Oh, I don't know. His contract's up. I don't think quite yet, but it's probably not far off. This is bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not yet. When does the button come out? One more? Let's get to February, all right? (laughs) How about that? Okay. And maybe not a moment after. Okay. That's the panic button, Blake Wharton. Huh. I have one. Yeah? Yeah. We've hit it a time or two. I feel like the Roxon thing maybe gives a little inkling of, wait, it's early, crazy stuff can happen, don't give up yet. Right. No one will remember these rides if he comes out and starts making a podium, wins Daytona, you know, that kind of stuff. No yeah. one will remember and, these and, rides. Yeah, and then what if he somehow climbed himself up to second in points and you're like, hey, now you're just one dunge mistake away from, yeah, 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 you know? His times aren't bad. He was fastest. Like, he's got good times. No, yeah. He was fast. And then they just fire. drop off a cliff. Like, yep. yep. He's bound to get better each round. Speed's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't. You can't. Uh, we can work with speed. We can work with speed. <laughs> uh, Weege, what's the biggest mistake you've made in the commentating booth while announcing? No. Everybody knows this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, missing the gate drop at Southwick. He missed the gate drop. <laughs> missing Southwick. the gate drop. I was too dumb to know that when the gate drops, the race begins. I was yep. too stupid. He, him and uh, Fro. Yeah, we were just too dumb. Fro did not, surprisingly, for a good starter, he actually doesn't know what a start <laughs> looks like. Our, our screens and, went and, out. And we, we didn't still, have a monitor. And we still text him, you don't even know when to start. Yes, we did yep. not have a monitor. Yep. <laughs> uh, Charlie wants to know, is there a year you think the Supercross tracks were at their best? I don't know. What do you think, Blake? Well, that's a good question. I think we'd have to look back into the archives to really decipher that question. Um, depends a lot on the bike that year. Mm-hmm. You know, the two-stroke, four-stroke era, like that transition. Yep. How fast were the bikes going? How much uh, horsepower were they making? How big were the jumps? I don't really know if we can tell and, and, unless we were to look at that. Right. I mean, who, who, how, uh, what was you... the, the one year that had the least amount of injuries? When did you turn yeah. pro? I turned pro in 2008, the latter half of outdoors. Really? And so, yeah, that's right. And so, uh, Supercross 2009 was my first year. What? Yeah. I didn't think you were around that long. Uh, I right. feel like you were around earlier. Oh, I'm like, no, hey, that's yeah. almost 10 years now. <laughs> I'm saying that's almost 10 years. And I'm yeah. saying, I, I thought I remember around oh. 06, 05, 06. <laughs> no. I don't know, bro. Have the tracks changed much since I've, uh, since I was out there, you know, in 2009 to 14? Uh, I don't really think so. Yeah, I mean, I they haven't so. added any new obstacles. No, I mean, let's no. be honest here. You know, the stadiums yeah. are the same size. Do you miss it? Uh, do I miss it? Are you perfectly content with what you're doing now and not racing dirt bikes? Well, I've been busy um, during my time away from the sport, right? But, of course, I miss it. You know, yeah. I've was been racing since I was seven years old. You know, I've had great races, great years, and then, you know, but for someone uh, who had been racing as long as I have, you have the down times as well. Yeah. You know, have the injuries. But racing is, is very special, always will be. I- Could you have raced the next year? When did you retire? 2014. I was Kid- sidelined uh, due to an injury, torn meniscus. Kid- oh, meniscus. Yeah. Kidney. I don't know why I thought kidney. Um, could you have raced in 15? Did you have an offer? Did you have something that was all right? Nothing really was was, was tangible at that time. Yeah. Um, there's always, you know, rides you can get as a backup guy. No, that's what I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but nothing was really jumping out. I did look at my options yeah. uh, that year, you know, and there, and shortly thereafter as well. Um, it just didn't work out, you know. Uh, there's a lot of great racers that don't have rides. You know, we've oh, seen yeah. that, and that's yeah. that's an unfortunate uh, truth about our sport. You know, it's, it's a bit of a shame, um, but it is what it is for now. 
Next question? I gotta go, bro. You gotta go? Gotta go. Okay, let's uh, get to the bottom of this and then you go. Um, oh, Eric wants to know, are there any teams that are contractually obligated to have a fill-in writer? Uh, yeah, Monster guys, Rockstar guys, all the energy drink guys, I believe. Yeah. I don't know about KTM, but Rockstar got, uh, the other guys have spots. Yeah, they gotta have somebody. Yeah. Uh, that's why the Honda thing is interesting because I don't know if they'll put somebody on the bike. Well, and and Trey's ride was has not been failed, you know. Right. And I mean, I don't know how yeah. how long he's going to be. Should be, be back off, this but... week. We heard. Right. We hear. Yeah. So, um, all right. All right. Last one we'll do is uh, from Chris. Does talk heat up about the chase format for eighteen? I hope so. Uh, I hope so. All the talk is about Dunge winning the championship. I know. I, I, they need to do it. I don't know why they don't. I, the team managers are pussies. The f- promoters are pussies. Everybody's pussies. They they talked about it and, and just nobody did anything because everybody complained. Just do it. Just do it. And if it doesn't work, we'll go back. But they were on, they wanted to do it. I know they wanted to do it. And then everybody was like, eh, and they said, no, we're out. Right? Pretty much sums it up. Thank you. We got longer main events. I don't like that, but whatever. I'm, I'm open for change. Yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. Hey, listen, Blake Wharton's EP, Explain Insanity. We're going to play the title track off that right now. Wygant's going to go. Yep. So I'm going to play this, and then Wygant's going to go. So thank you. Wygant. Yeah, my flight's at midnight. I'm going to yeah. make it by about two minutes, but I made it here with one minute to spare, mm-hmm. so I'm actually improving. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate Thanks. it. It's been, yep. it's been fun. Thank see you, Blake. And, Good uh, to see you, man. And listen thank to you. this song from Blake Wharton. We'll be right back. Travis's type of music, but whatever. No, I like that. Yeah, but it's not your type of music. Explain Insanity from Blake Wharton. No. It's available on iTunes now. Get it. You like rap. I do like rap, yeah. See? Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't that like this. That doesn't mean I don't like other stuff, too. This though. is this is real music. This is rock and roll. It's not made anymore. It needs to be made more. Rap isn't real music? No. No, it's garbage. You watch your mouth. You like rap, Courtney? Cor- no. Courtney. Courtney does not like rap. Dang it. This is real music. It needs to be played more. In this world. One of these days when you let me play a song after commercial, we'll see what real music is. Good stuff. Race Tech, everybody. Gold Valves are track and dyno tested to improve flow on your forks and shock, allowing a, a plush feel drastically improved body resistance. Most test riders immediately notice an increase in traction as well with the guys uh, with the Race Tech Gold Valve. Race Tech suspension, Race Tech engines as well. They're doing engines as 
great guys uh, down there. Use PulpMex17 as a code to save money on suspension and motor service from those people. Love it. Oh, listen to this. Thank Jason Wygant for coming in. Here's your best emails from the Race Tech guys. All right, Dave said, Steve, I listen to your ATU post-race podcast. I can't help but side with you on this whole Anderson Freeze debacle. I agree with Ping and Weech. Freeze has built a solid reputation as a dirty rider, but what I saw at A2 was just a racing incident. What Anderson did was just laughable. Pot meat kettle, kettle meat pot. How can anyone defend Anderson's actions? What should the AMA do? Ban him from Supercross. I'm sure Fell is okay with this. They would uh, love to run more clips in their promos. Adam said, I've been a long-time listener and want to thank you for doing the show. Seems like every other day you got more content online. I imagine it's a tremendous amount of work, and I really just wanted to show some appreciation. Love listening to you, Wygant, DV, JT, Ping, the best by far. Burton Baluti, keep it up. I'm a huge Moto fan. All the 80s, 90s talk is awesome. Um, obviously, the news of the night is Roxon's get up, but I can't help but point out how big of a hypocrite and baby Anderson was. It was totally dramatic for the guy that has used Cole Seeley as his own personal burn for years to throw a fit for getting passed in a turn. Not really, Blake. He didn't really get passed because I don't know if Anderson any ch- like if Anderson hadn't cut down, w- Freeze was not making that pass. Anderson was just gonna had the momentum was just gonna yeah. go around him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That was a he was sharp try- turn. He was right. trying, but sure. it wasn't gonna really work. So people can get this on iTunes, right? Yeah, you get it on iTunes now. Absolutely. Explain the sanity, Blake Warden EP. Mm. So go ahead, four songs. That's right. Yep. How many songs did you write total? Oh, we have a lot of songs written, but, you know, to get in studio to cut all those, that's a oh, okay. bit more of a... Expense? You know, yeah, that's right. So, you just took your best four? Like, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah. We took our best four at that time. You know, we're looking to get back in studio um, sometime soon to cut some more tunes for some future video projects we're going to be doing. Well, please, people, support Blake Warden. Buy the EP. It's really good. 135 Supercross winner and rock star. Incredible. God, he's got, Travis, he does two things that I... Wish I could do. making me look bad, right? Yeah. What do you do? Nothing but you write code. Yeah, that's not even very cool. No, no. What do I do? Eat and talk shit nobody's, on riders. Nobody's really sure, right? <laughs> but it's a team effort. <laughs> Thank you. Right. Oh, for you. you yeah. 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 I thought you meant for me. It's like Privateer Island. <laughs> right. Uh, Toby said, "Hey, Mathis was watching Race Day Live and noticed Purcell had to ride B class, and it was said this was because he wasn't in the top 22 points. Malcolm Stewart was riding the A class, but obviously no points either. How did that work out?" Uh, they always give you a chance. If you come back from injury or you're new to the series, they give you a chance to get into the A practice. That's right. Uh, you probably had that happen at some point with you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, if you have a bad round, you always run the risk of being dropped down from But, like, if you came back in the middle of the Nationals, I don't know if this ever happened to you. Let's say you got hurt mm. and dropped to the top 20. Your first race back, you got into the seated practice. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Toby said, I've only been listening a year, but I would like to say I have a brand new appreciation for T-Marks. After going back into the archives and listening to the old producer. There you go. Thanks, bro. Race Tech Suspension. That's the Race Tech email segment right now. Uh, Race Tech Suspension. Pulpamex 17 is the code. Please get it done. Make it happen. We appreciate it. Uh, Gear Ally Cold Call with Dean Wilson as well. We did that earlier. The NFAB JGR check-in with Coy Gibbs. Everyone's an idiot. That was great. And uh, the BTO Sports tweet at Travis Call. PTOsports.com. Tell me with Pulp Mex. They'll give you a discount. Blake Wharton in studio right now. Uh, and we really appreciate it. 125 Supercross winner. Geico Honda. Rockstar Husky. 
Hot Rockstar Suzuki Rider. Did I miss anything? No, that, that's pretty much that was it. it right? Yeah, those two yep. guys. Yeah. Um, hey, so speaking of your specialty, which is 125 slash 250 Supercross, mm-hmm. uh, McElrath won the first two. That's right. Uh, and uh, jo- Justin Hill got second last week, won this week. And Plessinger has been a podium guy all three weeks. It's boiling down to those three guys. Who do you like? Well, I've I've uh, got the chance to race a few of those guys. Yeah. Um, some some great athletes there. Uh, impressed by what McElrath was able to do at the round one and round two. You know, I know him personally. Good guy. Um, yeah, really nice, humble dude. Really huh? nice, yeah. humble guy. You know, and it's hard not to like those guys. He's sort of a people's people's champion, if you will. But uh, Justin Hill, his first year was in. Um, 2013 so i got to watch him sort of race him and watch mm-hmm. him develop as, as a racer and his uh this last weekend was a great ride for him i'd say a standout ride uh, so far this season um but definitely you know coming down to those guys that doesn't mean that there won't be others that will have their moments but that's supercross usually at least in lights class it's yeah. two three guys yeah. each year we see sort of the same thing uh and i'd say a lot of it has to do with how much momentum you carry in at round one yeah, you said that earlier in the show. Like it yeah. sets your tone. It just—it's big. It's big. You 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 have guys that are expected to do big things that season, mm-hmm. and something goes wrong. Um, they ride tight or they crash. They lose the momentum. You know, it's yep. all about confidence in this sport. I say that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, really. It's uh, it's funny how that works. You guys are such incredible riders. Mm. You have uh, uh, the best bikes and training facilities and everything else. And it just, it's such a, you would think from the outside, Travis and I watching you guys, we'd be like, those guys are so confident. Mm. They know it, but everyone has doubts. Everyone has little things in their minds, right? It's funny how that works. That's right. Yeah. Just because we're jumping these jumps or just because these guys are jumping these jumps and doing these, these amazing things doesn't mean that, you know, they haven't faced defeat a time or two or injury and all of of these different things that can play uh, a big factor into who wins that race at night. Does your experience in racing have you written songs or, 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 or even verses directly from racing experiences? You know, actually, I have. That tune we just played, Adversity, okay. it's very much relevant to the sport. You yeah. know, uh, no matter who you are, at times you're going to face some sort of adversity, even if your career seems to be on track and nothing goes wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always things, and there's, there's always things behind the scenes, and certainly all of these guys have paid their dues coming out of the amateur ranks. That's one thing you can pretty much I mean, you were highly touted coming out. You know what I mean? Like, hey. That's right. Watch Blake Warden. This kid's going to be the the next great superstar. You know, he's he's got a huge future. Yeah, I was. And you won and you made a lot of money. But some could say you never reached goals that others said you would. Sure. No, it, it's true. I uh, I was racing amateur in a time where the amateur ranks were pretty much at their pinnacle, I would say, mm-hmm. as far as sponsorship dollars go. Yep. And a lot of top athletes, a lot of talented guys, and a lot was expected out of them. You know, the Nico Izzy's and, and Stroops and Lawrence's and, and these guys. And uh, that was good for us. It, it made us fast. It helped us to get to the pro ranks and be competitive uh, year one. Mm-hmm. To win a Supercross your first year, that's pretty big. I was fortunate to do that. Takes a lot of hard work. Um, did we get uh, where we where we wanted to? You know, you know, we all expect so much of ourselves. You know, we have a lot of expectation. A lot of these teams do as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to go to one of the top teams and, and get away with a fifth place. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Which is nuts to think about. Which is nuts to think about that these are the best guys in the world this year. Yeah. In Supercross. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I don't think we give them enough credit. Even the privateers at you know getting yeah. a tenth, a top ten, yeah. fifteen. These in guys the main, are the in best. the main. You're getting in the main. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. something. It's crazy. Like you know, an adamantic nap, buddy of mine. Right. Uh, in the main event, lap twice maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, and people go, ah, you got lapped twice. He's in the twenty-two main event of a four fifty class. Nuts. There's a yeah. There's a big difference between first and twentieth in this sport. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of you, you, first place is making millions. Guy in twentieth is paying his way to get there. Yeah. You know, and and that's that's a that's a shame. I'd like to see that turn around one of these days. You know, for mm-hmm. the for the privateers. You know, they uh, they have to go through a lot. They have to, you know, sacrifice yeah. a, a lot, and they have very little support. Did you have any? Like okay, so you know you're a good, great rider. You got injured, missed some time one supercrosses any desire when you were at the end of that year of the 13 year right was it you you were trying 14 end of 14 yes, would you hit the road as a privateer you never did you never no you, but we, we were going to um, oh, okay. in, in 14 and i had uh had the opportunity for a fill-in ride with geico uh, of course i knew those guys from my yeah. time with them you know yeah. uh, years prior and it and i just kind of kind of lucked out that way unfortunately you don't want to take a a spot when someone gets injured, you don't want to see that. But I got that ride, and but we were preparing to to go at it our own way with a, a smaller effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Dark side. What's up, buddy? You've been on hold for a while. What's happening? Hey, not much. How are you, uh, Blake? You doing good tonight? Doing good. Thank you. Good. Good. Hey, um, I have two things, and one is, have you talked to Phil and or J Mart since they got into each other? Uh, I talked. What to, was their reaction? I talked to Phil after the race, and he he wasn't happy. He he said he couldn't believe it was Jmart on the uh, you know there, and he wanted to to he thought Jmart could have helped himself get it, get up faster. You know, Phil always complaining, never happy with anything. But yeah, that's kind of the opinion I got when he was he started like to shove Jmart off, and I thought he kind of maybe realized it was Jmart and chilled right. out a minute, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just curious about that. Um, and hey, do you care? Do you mind if I promote a fundraiser we're doing real quick? Uh, sure, go ahead. Okay, um, this Saturday at Mesquite Arena in Mesquite, Texas, at the Nitro Arena Cross, you know we're doing is? a fundraiser for Warden. It's not too far away from uh, where I oh, okay. reside. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's rode up in my in my area a few times uh, here at Swan and Johnsonville. But anyway, um, a kid named Tucker Reeves got paralyzed in Missouri a few weeks ago at a Nitro Arena Cross, and the, the Mesquite round is coming up, and we're doing a, another raffle for this kid. So anybody in the area, if they can come out, X-Brand, PMP Sprocket, Shock Socks gave us a bunch of stuff to give out. So just the more people that come out and help this kid out, the better. Well, cool, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Good, Great to hear. So. Yep, that's it. Um, awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for everything, Dark Side. All right. All right Thank so. you. Uh, Thomas, you there? Is this me? Yes, you're on the air. You've been on hold a uh, long time, but <laughs> t- Tim, Ge- yeah, Tim, Geyser, Tim Geyser was not – Something we had to talk about after Anaheim, too, so I apologize. But what's up? So, you, you obviously, you guys knew that Tim Geyser was supposed to race the Monster Cup before yes. he got hurt. Yes. Now, do you possibly see Honda taking this opportunity to introduce him to Supercross? Absolutely I not. Were, no. 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 He's got a GPs to go to. I yeah. heard, I heard too, in, in, you know, he raced in Germany on a pretty easy track, and he was fast as balls, but he also hit the ground a lot. And yeah. it wasn't quite what they wanted. It was good. He did okay, but it, no one was that pumped on him. He needed more practice time and everything else. There's no chance Honda puts him in Supercross. 
Now, what do you think about Shorty? I know you're tired and everything, but no, uh, Shorty is sure. Honda. Nope, Shorty is done. He has noticed. Maybe yeah. I would say outdoors. You may see Andrew Shorty if there was a, a fill-in spot. You know, if you want to do it, but no mm-hmm. chance. Shorty rides Supercross for sure. All, all right, guys, have a good night. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. He's been on hold for all, pretty much all show, Warden. Wow, right there. Determination. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, regrets in your career? What would you do differently? What would you have done differently? Well, what should you have done differently? Yeah, everyone has regrets, I would say. Um, or things a, they would do different. Maybe not necessarily regrets. Yeah. Uh, maybe not necessarily regrets because, you know, regardless of the circumstances each year, I do feel like we, we always put the effort forth. You know, mm-hmm. we showed up with, uh, with having put the work in. Um, you know, um, being more patient at times. Mm-hmm. Um, like what do you mean, on the track or off the track? or what No, just, just with this whole thing. You know, th- this it's a short career, but you can, you can make more of it if you are smarter, you mm-hmm. know, and, and working smarter, not necessarily harder. There was a genre for a while that was motors, 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 yeah. harder, 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 yeah. harder, harder, you know, and, and sometimes that's, that's definitely, you need that, but sometimes time away is also great. You know, we grew up in the, in the time where, mm-hmm. uh, Millsap, Villapoto and Alessi and Stewart were our role models. Yeah. I mean, what kind of athlete was that going to create? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's going to create madness. Right. Right. But we were going to be good. Uh, no one could say otherwise. We were going to be sharp. We were going to be polished. Um, you know, you get 10 years, it, it seems, in this sport, regardless if you start at, at 20 or if you start mm-hmm. at 16. Yeah. And kind of looking at James. McGrath has said that, yeah. yeah and McGrath is a great example of that. You know, uh, he he just so happened to get into the sport later. Yep. Had the talent and, and the timing when you could do that. I think you could you could ride on that yeah. at that time. Yeah, I don't think you can do it now. You, you couldn't do it now. <laughs> uh, there's a fine line. You've got to have the talent, but you also have to have the smarts, too. Um, so regrets, sure. Um, I still ride, absolutely. I still... Him, you know, probably faster now than I than I've been. You know, it's amazing. You step away from it for a little yeah. while. You've seen that with guys like Purcell. You've seen that with guys. Uh, not a, not everyone does it, but they can. Millsaps took a year off. Millsaps has taken a year off, and yep. you know it sticks with you. We've only been doing this for you know every day since we were seven years old. Someone in the chat room said you're too smart for motocross. Uh, that that is a that is something that can slow down riders. You Absolutely, know? I agree. Not generally, you don't have you know. There's there's a fine line, you know. Yeah. Real smart people don't race motocross. Yeah. I'll I'll admit that <laughs> they don't because you know for one we're not getting paid enough or our rights aren't necessarily yeah. very good. Yeah. We're replaceable, and then uh, the most obvious uh, factor is uh, we can get injured so quickly. Yep. Uh, and so intellect can slow you down uh, at times, but I think there's a fine line that if you could be truly smart but be so mentally strong. Yeah. You could be untouchable. Right. Yeah. Did you uh, did you manage to save up much money from racing? Did you did you do okay? Yeah, I did okay. You know, I was right at the tail end of when money was still good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And and you could actually make a decent living even even in the lights class. Did you come uh, close to like four hundred, five hundred thousand a year? Yeah, we were close to that. Yeah. It depends on how the year went as yeah. far as uh, bonuses, bonuses go, stuff, right? Yeah. But you could you could make uh, you could get close to that and yep. some. Yep. Right. Um, I know. And, like, Grant apparently had a like seven hundred fifty thousand deal with with Factor Connection before even before my time with yeah. with Hanson and Grant so yeah. KTM and Honda yeah, you could really rake it yeah. in yeah. you know you could make close to a million uh, where my Which is nuts for the lights class oh it's class. nuts yeah. it's nuts and but I was I was fortunate to invest in real estate good and, oh you know, good good yeah. yeah did you meet Courtney after you retired or how long have you guys been well we were reunited after. Uh, 
I retired, but okay. actually had known Courtney and her family since I was a young a youngster, okay. you know, five, six years right. old. Our, our families have known each other for some time. Uh, but the whole racing uh, element is definitely new right. to her, but she's catching on, and she likes uh, photography. So, hey. So, Courtney is more attracted to musician Blake Wharton than supercross star Blake Wharton. I mean, I would say so, because she hasn't... Which one we got, Courtney? Superstar, music Blake Wharton, or supercross star? That's, Just Blake Wharton. That's, that's a right answer. That is the right answer. Right. That's my wife would not have said that. My wow. wife would have picked this side. Mm. But anyways, that's a good answer. <laughs> Great answer. Just Blake Wharton. Um. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. This has been uh, been a lot of fun having Blake Wharton here in the studio, and uh, always a good time. We have uh, we have some voicemails to wrap it up, and seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. 56 voicemails this week we wow. had over one week from last show talking about a lot of them talking about the Vince Freeze and Anderson thing but we're not going to play those I, 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 we thought we were going to but there was too many of them um, some guys sided with me some guys called me an idiot it was great so sure. um, let's go uh, let's play the best of the best that was in our voicemails again you can call anytime leave, it, leave a voicemail here's, here's what we got this week non-Freeze Anderson related Tuesday morning, beautiful Tuesday morning here in Georgia. I'm listening to the podcast, and you play these voicemails of very, very upset people. But to the guy that personally attacked Travis because his app isn't working, That's our dry your Travis tears, you salty asshat. <laughs> Don't personally attack somebody because an app doesn't work on your smartphone. Delete it, reinstall it. It's really not not rocket science, guys. Uh, app works fine for me. iPhone. I think it's great. You guys put out wonderful content. But don't personally attack a human being because your fucking phone isn't playing an app. I mean, he did kind of yeah. personally attack you, that one guy. Yeah, I could... I almost sounded like he was joking. That's just how I took okay, it. Okay, but, but on the yeah, app... Yeah, yeah, no, he was... He was that that I know which one he was right, talking about. Right. Yeah, he was he was very uh, uh, on the app. We should have an update by next next show. I'm hoping, yeah. Okay, it's in testing. It's in testing yeah, now. Yeah, some testing. There's yep. uh, I wanted to do some live tests that I didn't get to today. Okay. So all right, we'll so see. hang tight, everybody. And we know you bought the app, and it some of you have problems, but it, it's coming. God. Hey, this is Sam from South Texas. This goes out to the guy who's having problems actually getting the play button to work on the Android app. Um, it works. I have the same issue, but what you have to do is pretend the actual sensor inside the screen that that button is linked to is like the size of a pixel that it's tiny, and you just have to find the right spot on it. Travis, maybe this will help solve some of the problem, too. It's just like there's not a big enough um, area for the button on the uh, phone itself. Like when you go to touch it. All right, guys. Thank you. Is that uh, is that something you've seen, sir? No, not oh. not personally. It could be, but okay. the way I have it set up, it shouldn't be. So okay. right. maybe something else. All right. Hey guys, this one's actually for the live callers. When you call in, ask your question and then shut up. Let them answer the question and don't agree. just ramble on over them. Thank you. I kind of agree. People ask questions and then one of us start answering it, and then the guy just keeps talking. No one likes the radio show that just has people talking over top. Yeah, that are they. Yeah. What? 
Some, some of them, like, I really like the callers, and I can tell when you do, too, because they call in, they get their question, and they're like, okay, I'll let you guys go. Yeah. And and your attitude to those callers is so much uh, more positive. It's kind of funny. Really? You're, yeah, you're like... You can tell? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I noticed it on the Moto 60 show the other day, I think, and that's when it clicked, but when they're like, all right, thanks, thanks for getting uh-huh. on, appreciate it, I'll let you guys go, and you're like, yeah, thanks for calling, really appreciate it, and then... <laughs> It, like it's a totally different, uh, yeah. Like, like attitude. Well, when the them. guy says, "Is the sensor in the shock?" Bro- I got to hang up on him. <laughs> I have to. I can't deal with that. So. It, it is. It's true. Just get your call in and, right. and be good. Yeah, you can talk to Blake Warden if you want, Absolutely. but just make it short and sweet, and then just you know, don't bro me. Especially when the lines are full, it's like there's a ton of other calls. We had a, we had a lot of calls tonight. A lot of calls. A lot of calls tonight. You were uh, great radio. Right. Yeah. Pulp. I don't know who you're having on next week, but ask them this question. So there's this idiot kid, this little local track where we oh, I, uh, I thought this would be not a, far from I my, thought this would be a great question for you. So Okay. You've been in this situation. Far from my house. And he uh you know, he's a C rider, but he rides he's one of, he rides C at big races and then rides B at this place, you know, stuff like that. But anyways, this idiot kid is telling everybody how he's quitting high school to chase his, re- his dream of being a professional motocross racer, and so he's moving to a town near us. First off, this kid ain't got a snowball's chance in hell. I'm, he's terrible. I'm like a <laughs> mid-pack, out-of-shape A-rider, ride 25-plus. I just crash a lot, and that kid ain't even close to me. And, but anyways, my question is, do you tell people when they're about to do something really stupid like this? Do you say, hey, man, I don't mean to be a dick, but you're not any good. You're not going <laughs> to succeed at this. Or is that a dick move? Uh, um, yeah, so you, I don't know. You train you and think? coach kids, and I'm sure they say to you, hey, Blake, I want to – I want to do be what you. I want to be a supercar star. Sure. I wanna, what do you? Well, you can say it in a nicer way, but I'd say yeah, maybe not that way. <laughs> I'd say you want to inspire people. You know, you don't want to tell them that because you're not that good, you can't race. Yeah. Because that's not always what it's about. You don't want to crush their dreams immediately. Yeah. But regardless of if you're going to try to make this thing pro or not, you can still pursue education. I mean, there's yeah. there's just no reason for for yeah. canceling it out like it. Yeah. Like, Dude, the, what I hear from the from the amateur stuff is they're all in homeschool. They're all just chasing the dream, right? Nowadays, and it's like sad. That's like, a yeah, that's a mistake. Uh, unless your homeschooling program is fantastic, which are, are you yeah, know, there's yeah. some good ones. Yeah. Um, I was doing uh, college classes in 2012, and arguably my really? yeah. my best year, 2012, yeah, yeah. 13. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I believe in it. You know, I think that it can make you overall a better racer. Just my wow. opinion. Yeah. Steve, love the show. Uh, just wanted to add one little thing that you've kind of left out about your little Amazon. Uh, you know, we're supposed to click on your, your website or whatever. Is there any way I can just set up my app to where you benefit from it? Because you would literally be like a millionaire right now. Maybe not that, but you'd definitely be able to afford a new pair of cargo shorts. So if you can find a funny. way to make it where I can like enter the code in my app, the 90 Ninety-five percent of the times when I'm doing my Amazon shopping, it's at three a.m. in the morning when I can't sleep. So, uh, but of course, you know, I always use the app, and I don't really go to your page or our page. So, but if there is a way, and you could let all the listeners know, that would what the fuck be are you doing? If it's you, thank you. Uh, I don't think you should be making Amazon purchases at two or three in the morning. 
Nothing good is happening at 2 or 3 in the morning when you're making Amazon purchases. That's when I make mine. Really? Yeah. Oh, because Courtney says you're playing video games. Video games. Yeah. Yeah, video games. Video games. Um, You were working on that, right? But look, we got... That show is so damn popular that we got server problems. We got some app issues. Amazon on the app, connecting to Amazon, is on Travis Marks' list. It's uh, number 41 on the list, right? Uh, yeah, because somebody... you brought that up one time, didn't somebody, you? Somebody messaged me the other day about that, and I was kind of looking into it, so I texted you and asked you... Oh, is that what it was? Okay, ...about yeah. certain yeah. things, and you were like... Uh, you sent me a list. It was like number one app, number two app, number three website, number 45... Right. Amazon banner. We're converting a pulpamex.com to a WordPress site. Yeah. We got server problems that we can't seem to handle the load we're getting listener of listeners. Load. We got app, app issues. So yeah. we're, we're working on it. Yeah, it, it, it's on the list. But it it's it sucks being this popular. What can you do? We've got Blake Wharton in <laughs> yeah, studio. Yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what happens. Mm. Yeah. Hey, Steve. This is Gus from Eastern North Carolina. I wanted to call in and just say that in regards to to Randy Richardson claiming McElrath because he's from South Carolina and McElrath's North Carolina. I originally voted no, and I actually tweeted that South Carolina was dead weight well shit, but after hearing Randy on the show, man, I deleted that. I'm all in. He can he can claim McElrath because I want to claim Randy Richardson as a Carolinian. So, Love love what you're doing. I've been a steady listener since around show 250. I love all the content. I'm new to uh, I'm a new motocross supercross fan. Being from Eastern North Carolina, we're all in for Webb. But man, AC, what a cool dude! He just seems like a cool dude, and I'm hoping he crushes it this year. But anyway, thanks for everything you do. Love the show. The app's great. The drops at work are awesome. Love the drops. Anyway, thanks. Yeah, we had our West Coast Supercross correspondent, Adam Cincerillo, on the show's first two weeks. He was great, but he went East Coast, so we, we, we booted him. Mm. But he was awesome. We didn't even ask him about himself. We just said, what do you see at the races? And he's great, so... I've seen some some of that some of those photos online with you guys. Yeah. yeah it looks yeah. like a good time. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. What's up, Steve? What's up, Obamax? First off, it's Gene Kong. First off, I want to say um, Travis is doing an awesome job. I mean, I've, I've called in before saying the same thing, you know, giving Travis the praise that he absolutely deserves. Um, and I had to put this in because we we, did, we destroyed him last week for his app that's got issues. So I, I wanted to save his self-esteem a little bit. So I put this in. Yeah, I was very hurt the next day. I could tell. Mm, Crushed. Don't look at my wrists. Right. And as far as the new app goes... It's unfortunate some people are having issues with it, but what other producers did you have that was making an app for you? I mean, that's a pretty big deal. How many people can make an app? Well, I gives us halfway through so, one. So, you know what? They can stop bitching about it. There's other ways to listen to the show besides the app. I mean, I don't know about live. I listen to the archives, so, um, you know, take that for what it's worth. Um, my second point, I wanted to piggyback off your little rant about uh, the Doonies. Um... I watched Doonies 3, I watched Doonies 2, Doonies 1, and they're okay, you know, there's some cool action in those videos, but ah, Monster is like a joke when it comes to their productions. I mean, there's no, like, creative thought in there, in my opinion. It's just, like you say, tits and freestyle 
Sal Moto, which is, you know, honestly kind of corny, um, there's just no creative value to these videos. But then you look at Red Bull, and pretty much every video they do for every sport doesn't even have to be just motocross. I mean, I watch all their BMX stuff and mountain bike stuff and um, you know, kayaking, whatever it is. Red Bull just kills it, and they... They're so creative with their videos and their content is just, you know, so much better than Monsters. You know, you could tell it was done by someone who actually, you know, cares about the quality of the video and not just let's throw lots of action into this, you know, four-minute segment. Anyway, that's just my little rant to add on to yours. Um, keep up the good work. You guys are always right. killing it. I agree with all of it. I agree with all of it. Red Bull stuff's great. They just know what they're doing. It's Awesome. They've been leading the way in that department for some time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, how much more we got? Yeah, you're about halfway. Now we're done. Okay. And there's some good ones in there. Maybe we'll play them next week. I don't know. You should like make a page on the app of like voicemails. Yeah, here you go, everybody. You go. <laughs> um, Blake Wharton in studio with us. Jason Wygant was in earlier, and he left. Uh, before we wrap it up, Blake, you've been doing more media stuff, writing for Racer X, uh, coming on this show. You went on some other podcasts. Is that a direction you want to do more of? Obviously, you got the music thing, but... Would you want to break into Moto Media at all? Enjoying it all, actually. You know, I've been traveling for my Racer X stories for some time now, since 2015, and going to the Middle East, going to uh, South America, Central America, you know, discovering motocross in these unsuspecting mm -hmm. places. Um, that's a big passion of mine. I look to continue down that road uh, for 2017. Yep. Uh, we're going to start doing some film this year. Uh, music's great. Music's always great. We can use that. As a you know, a part of anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. we, when we went down to Nicaragua for the last story, uh, second to last story, we played a show down there. Okay. You know, and hey, why not do it all? Um, the motocross media would be great. I've enjoyed spending my time with you guys tonight. Certainly would like to do more of it, and you know, we got some other other stuff too. So you're yeah. kind of, and I don't know you that well, but you're kind of you're searching right now. You're searching a bit, like love music, love dirt bikes, love this. Got some money to be able to lay back a little bit, figure what you want to do out. Is that, am I? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I've, I've kind of been, you know, I used to write 85s, 450s, 250s, 125s, yeah. all that. Yeah. I say do it all within reason, so yeah. long as you can. But yeah, I mean, I enjoy all these things. Um, if one catches sooner than later, yeah. then then yeah. Um, but you know, it's a, it's... It's good. I guess it's good to have the yeah. options. But you're still coaching some kids, right? Training I still coach kids, kids on occasion. Yeah, yeah. We've got the UNT Moto Club started. Yeah. So we're working with those guys, yeah. trying to bridge the gap between traditional education and extreme sport. Yeah. You know, and we're doing a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You're doing a lot of stuff. I don't, yeah. do any, I don't do anything. I just go to the races and get your riders mad at me. I like what you're doing. Yeah, it's thank cool. you. Yeah. If only I could play that acoustic guitar downstairs. That Pookie bought for me. We'll work on that. For my birthday. Each time. It's too hard. My fingers don't go We might way. need to get you a different guitar. You might need a classic guitar. Oh. Yeah, nylon string. My guitar teacher, Wally, did not mention anything about another well, guitar. Well, he might just be trying to rake it in yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be truthful hey, with you. Here, here's what Wally said, and he was a nice guy. He, I guarantee you he says this to everybody. I did one lesson. He's like, oh, I can see you You know what I can see you know what you're doing. Like, I'm like, yeah, sure, Wally. It's like kicking yeah. and screaming with Will Ferrell. It's like, yeah. yeah. I don't think I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, man, it's great. I think it's, uh, it's all interesting stuff you're doing. You're an interesting guy. When you were racing, you were an interesting guy. You were different. And I can still see it now. You're different than a lot of people. You know, you meet 100 people. I think you only meet one Blake Wharton. And that's really cool. That's really neat. And, and I, I love to see where your journey leads you, which way that goes. 
whether it's the music, the moto stuff or media or whatever, I think, you know, you can, you're a different dude. And I think that that's good nowadays in 2017. It's really cool to see. So I think it's, I think it's good for the sport. Um, show the world that these, there can be diverse athletes, you know, and we're not just one trick ponies, you know, I think that's important. Right. No, absolutely. Uh, Record a song, jump a triple. It's fantastic. Do it all. Jump a quad. Doodle. Um, we're going to go out with with uh, your latest uh, EP, uh, Adversity Song. We're going to play the Adversity Song. Get it. Explain a Sanity on iTunes. Get it. Four songs. Download the whole thing. Support Blake and all that he's doing. And I'm sure we'll have him back on the show at some point. Uh, thanks to uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, and Fab Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Gear Alloy, Roost MX, Pivot Works, X-Brand Goggles, Michelin Starcross 5, ktmpartsexpress.com works connection the great guys at fmf atlas neck brace noof is coming up here too by the way as a co-host real soon w wheels official wheel of half the team in the pits it seems like whether it's kite whether it's talon wusa ek chains guts racing and two under all on board blake baggett malcolm stewart uh, dean wilson alex ray wygant blake wharton thanks to swiss score thanks to travis Thank you. Thanks to Moser. Thank you. Thanks to Moser. Thanks to and his JT. Buddies. Thanks to Courtney. Mm. Sitting here the whole time. Like Super, just, supervising. She just likes Blake Wharton. Most people that sit in that chair fall asleep. They do, don't they? And she hasn't. Yeah. Alex Race Chick out. 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 <laughs> oh, that doesn't look good. Snoring. No, uh, not really, but you know what I mean? Yeah. JP Money. Oh, Jessica? She's falling asleep in that chair. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Patterson. Who else was there not not too long ago? Yeah, you're right. It's it's girls who are just like you guys it's are more. It's usually girls right. that get bored of the motocross talk <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they're out. Absolutely. We'll be back next week. Uh Chris Kiefer is in studio with I think Grant Langston. I hope Grant Langston. Uh is that is that your your buddy's coming? Yeah, Ryan's coming in. Janky Ryan? Janky Ryan, yeah. Okay, Janky he Ryan. He designed the app. He designed the app. So the part oh, that, I got some the, words for him. The part that looks good, <laughs> that's him. Right. The part that doesn't work good, that's yeah. me. So, yeah. uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate support our sponsors, Pablo Mech Show, the sponsor deals. Blake, thank you again. Thanks for having me. Have fun? Me. Had a blast. Well, come, come back. I enjoyed the cookies. Yeah. I and mean, that was the cherry on top for me. <laughs> awesome. All right, everybody. Uh, please support Blake and all that he's doing, including getting the Explain Insanity uh, disc up on iTunes. And we will see you next week.
something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. But I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.